Hello, I am 3XL and this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. If you would like to support this podcast, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash weirdscience where you will get up to 30 exclusive podcast episodes a month depending on what level you choose. You will also get to vote on every show we do including picking the books for the weekly DC Comics Spotlight that comes out every Thursday. Best of all, you become a member of the Get Fresh crew. Whoop whoop. Bane's good, but don't get mad. Tom King says it's all in continuity. The minute someone else starts writing this book, they'll change back his look and make it better. Things new, but don't get scared. He's probably shriveled up from all that venom. I wonder what Chuck Dixon would say. But what the hey, DC's gonna let him. But every time that we see pain. His look's been the same The Venom to Deluge Doormats Well I guess Tom King it's up to you Can't change what you do But please just give Bane one pair of pants Na 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 here it seems that the get fresh crew is ready for another week of dc comets let's oblige them i'm joey jojo jr shabadoo and i'm uh jim werner and this is episode number 227 of the weird science dc comics it podcast is. where's jack hey she's over it there is the episode 227 indeed hey welcome to the official and official podcast of weird science dc comics.com and it's the week of May 11th, Eric. I haven't said that a lot lately. I want to put that little date there so when people listen to this- Well, it didn't 70, make sense before to say it was the week of May 11th. from now. Well, I haven't said any of that, but oh. I do want to get right into this. Uh, this is going to be an episode that I'd like to have as a tribute to one Eric Shea. You're going to get a lot of for tribute me? songs for Eric Shea going Joey, forward. Joey, Joe, Joe, Jr. Shea, Joey, Joe, Joe. Yeah, that's what we're going to have. Uh, I wonder how people are going to react to that one. I can't can't wait for that. But yes, uh, welcome to the podcast here. And I do want to tell you again, go over to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Weird Science DC. And if you would like to leave a review, maybe some star ratings over at the iTunes or wherever you listen to this, that would be great. Now, as you heard 3XL say at the beginning of the podcast, you can also support us over at patreon.com slash weird science. And a couple of the things that you'll get there among the 30 shows a month is pretty much what we're <laughs> averaging now is the weekly spotlights that are picked by either the badasses on the boop, DC boop. side or the bad butts 
poop poop of the Marvel Comics side. But Bunch I do want to tell you that there. this week on the DC side of things, if you want to hear us talk about Batman and the Outsiders number one and Red Hood and the Outlaws number 34, Some good you'd books. have to go over to Patreon. Yeah, they were. Uh, I'm also going to point out that we have an indie comic spotlight where we talk about non-Big 2 book, and that was Red Sonia and Vampirella meet Betty and Veronica number one. So if that you want to listen too. to that. Uh, and if you are interested in the Marvel side of things, me and Brandon talk Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number six and Star Wars Age of Rebellion, Boba Fett number one. one How of about those that books. Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, Jim? Huh? I gave it a 10 out of 10. Spoiler alert. Wow. I loved it and cried. Yep. I said, does it mean I can quit? But yeah, you could get all of those spotlights. You can end up voting on those and a bunch of other shows if you do go and join the Patreon account. If you do right now, you won't be charged right away. I, if you are familiar with Patreon, some places I charge you right off the bat. We do not do that. You won't get charged until June. If you quit before then, you'll never be charged. I like people to be able to see what's going on and decide for themselves if they want to pay money for it. So that that is how it runs. I know that, Eric, it's cost us some money sure has. Over, over the years, but that's fine. I, I don't want people to be like, oh man, I pay for this crap. I, I want them to be able to to see what's going why on and some that? people some people well what that they uh, why would they say that well, i yeah. tell you some people just are like that they're they're not nice like you uh but people who do seem to like what we're doing we call them the badasses eric this is the badass roll call and here we go all right here we go dancing. eric and we're gonna I'm dancing yeah you dance i'm dancing here we're gonna start off with ken halleck who's jumped up to being a badass we awesome. thank you as well as francisco l rock the third christian falls lady abby matches balone john jack nick adams mark jager t funk josh vermilion aldrin stoja all new dave Mark, uh, Batman Beyond Mark, I almost messed up him, <laughs> David Fink Manship, Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, Speedy Saunders, Dave J, Andrew in Belfast, Rocky from Comic Boom, D-Man 3000, Ryan Reading, Carlos Segui, Ian Job, Chester McJerk, Brian King, Jolly Drew, my man Pete from NYC, Paulie P, Right Said Fred, who is too sexy for everything, Obviously. Eric G, Cellar Dweller and Not So Sexy, Luis, Aww. Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double Aaron, Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, our man Rob Lewis, Lone Wolf Marv, Ruben. Ruben's back at the end. I, I went classic here of the deal. Uh, I'm working out a thing because there is a level for the ultimate badasses. I'm going to work out something for them as well. In and the I'm going to sit here and continue to do the cabbage patch. Yes, you are. But yeah, that is the beginning. And I do want to say that uh, this week, I, I had some problems sleeping, oh, and, uh, and I hadn't uh, up until the yesterday. Actually, I had not gone to sleep earlier than four four thirty, and then got up about an hour later. So I was running on empty at one point. So on on Friday, I decided. I told my wife, my lovely wife, and my kids, "Hey, listen, I have one thing I have to do today at work. I'm going to go in, and then I'm going to come home." I'm going to go to sleep. I need to get some sleep. We got to record tomorrow night. But also we were thinking that when I got up, maybe we'll go out to lunch or whatever. So I get into work and I'm like, all right, here we go. I, I can barely even keep my eyes up. And I'm going, I'm like, all right, where's Eric? I want to tell him about this plan. I, where, yeah. Where's Eric? And the clock kept going. Eric didn't arrive. And then I'm like, okay, I talked to my, my kind of my boss. Hey, uh, hey, my boss, uh, I think I'm going to be cutting out a little early 
today. I really don't feel good. I haven't been sleeping. I really need to take, uh, you know, at least a half a day off. I'm going to try to get out of here by first break. As that happened, our main kind of boss, the lady came back and basically told me, Eric won't be in. We got 17 things. You ain't going home. Is what she came out and said. And I said, this week's going to be a tribute to Eric. I'm going to kill that (laughs) motherfucker. I'm so mad at him. And I I just sat there. Really? And I said to the lady, really? Because I I really, I really don't feel good. I don't think that I'm going to be able to. And she's like, no, no, you're staying. You have to stay. That's that. And walked away. And I thought to myself, really? I'm going to, there's one person I'm going to go. And actually it, it went further. What she said then was, you can go home. If you go get Eric right now and make him come to work. And I said to her, I I really don't know where he lives, really. I I know where, kind of, but I don't know where she lives. And I got berated for about five minutes because of that, that that is irresponsible, that I better find that out. If I don't, I'm in trouble and and there'll be consequences. You you should have heard this going on. And then uh, the guy who shits his pants he walks by and hears it, thinks that it's all a joke. Huh? I don't even know where he lives. I can't. And he got yelled at. And then they, they stormed off. And then my kind of boss came back and he said, oh, I, I was just told that you're not allowed to leave today. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I was told that as well. And I was like, and I am fucking pissed. I am so mad, not just at you, but at everyone. And so then what happened, I also had a bunch of things planned because I had to go get Tanya's medicine. So at break, I had to skedaddle quickly to get that medicine. I go into the house, I get the medicine, go into the house. Uh, Also, that caused problems because it was more expensive than what I thought. And this week, my credit card was stolen. So I don't have a credit card. I have to wait for that to come in my bank card. So I had cash. I didn't have enough. I had to run home to get the cash, go back to get the medicine, then go back home to make sure Tanya had the medicine, which she hadn't had in a day and a half because they didn't fill it right. So I go in, Tanya's like, oh, that's so good. You're home now. You know, you got to rest. I'm like, hey, no. Home, baby i gotta go back she's like oh well so i go back then at lunch i always go home at lunch i come home at lunch she's like well at least you have a half day i'm like you get the idea what i told i ain't coming home i gotta get back and i went Ever. back and so when we recorded certain sections i'll let everybody guess i do mention it later in the podcast pretty quickly coming up but uh yeah i didn't know what was going on i i'm telling you if you ever want to hear drunk jimmy It's coming up, but this is the explanation of why you'll hear tribute songs to Eric, because as I've told people in the past, especially you, Eric, I am only throwing shade now via song. So you'll get the brunt of it in song, and then it's That makes it okay. Because I had fun. I had fun singing the song. That's the thing is, you were were so tired that you stayed up and did these songs instead of taking No, no, I did these songs different ways, and I had the the way of doing it. And some of them are very quick, too, as well. But yes, I I ended up so upset. But that's the thing. When I came home, then I thought to myself, if I go to sleep now, I'm done. I will not get up, which did come later where I did fall asleep and slept for almost 13 hours. So I ended up catching up. I'm a little more coherent now. Uh, And a lot of this, you know, leading up to Friday, which I was mad. It's a lot of my fault with my medicine and that switcheroo and stuff. So it was killing me. But that's basically the idea of tonight. So when you go forward, you will hear my tribute to Eric and see why why there's such hate there. Actually, I, I just like 
writing songs. And I thought, I know. you know what? <laughs> I, I thought to myself, I, I, we want to get in with the change. People were talking about the change of the intro song and stuff like that. We, we wanted to switch some things up and me switching these songs up a little. It's nothing to dancing Mike or anything, but it is switching by going back because when we first started the podcast, pretty much every episode, I just screamed and yelled at you. Yeah. And that was before we had our, it's one of those DC became the binding glue for both of us to hate on something else. So, uh, you know, I went back a little old school, but we will go now to go to the first section of books. Yes, you know it's true. Every day I go to work, don't know about see you. Cut you, punch you, slice you, slap you. Try to show the work more than three days a week. Hi, yes, tribute, Eric. Tribute. Eric. Shay tribute night continues almost like as it. good as almost as good as that uh, podcast where everybody sent their birthday uh, wishes to you, including one Dan Didio. That was a good time. I don't know nope. if this is a good time or not. <laughs> this is a good time for me. I ended up having to record things though with with sore throat, and and I don't like to do that, Eric. You forced me into it. That's more of my anger. What did I do? Came out from that. It's you. <laughs> you know what you did. Here we go. We're going to be going into these books now, uh, and because you know what you did, Eric, because I already told you right in that last section. Wink, wink. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Nudge, nudge. This is the first section of books, obviously. And if you want to read all of our reviews, go over to weirdsciencedccomics.com, where we have all these books and many more reviewed each and every week. And I hope that you can tell, Eric, that I'm a little more rested than I'm going to be later on in the podcast. Weird. I I ended up waking up this morning because, you know, just to lift the veil again, we record out of order and things like that. The second uh, or third and the fourth sections of books. Oh, my. I I don't even remember what I talked about. I ended up waking up this morning after 13 hours of sleep Mm. thinking to myself, what the heck did I say in some of these things? I, I remember saying some things, but like usually that takes at least till Tuesday when we forget the podcast, not the next day. But hopefully I don't offend anybody but you. But we're going to start off this section with Batman books. This is the bat section. And I though like I have a hashtag, and, and though I have a hashtag bat free life, Eric, that does not include these two books, right? Uh, we'll talk not. about that more <laughs> later. It may. It may indeed. But yeah, uh, this is uh, a couple of things. We're going to get a big reveal in Detective Comics 1003 that we'll start with. And then Batman Who Laughs is going to be a weird one because it was supposed to be the penultimate issue and then it's not. It, I'm it was so one glad of those things. Like, well, that's the thing. And Brandon on the site, you know, showing that there are reviews on the site, uh, actually kind of pointed that out and kind of went with the idea of, yeah, you might have just announced that there was an extra issue number seven of Batman or less, but boy, Scott, you you knew before that because, yeah, <laughs> with this one, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. But the first book, like I said, is Detective Comics number 1003. And this is a big one. We had a lot of people, uh, you know, waiting with bated breath to see who the Arkham Knight <laughs> Making is. Making their at the theories. End of, 
At the end of last issue, we didn't get to see who it was, but the mask was taken off. And so we're waiting now before we get, yes, before we get into just like our podcast, before we get into the blurb or whatever, um, were you wary of the reveal only because Peter Tomasi has kind of, you know, led us down the wrong roads with mysteries before. Did, did that throw you off a little? No, because it I'm did with you, me. I'm a little bit of column A, column B, because while the idea is that, like, you know, the mystery's over now, we don't get to play along anymore. It didn't matter if we played along or not, because it's a new character, Astrid Arkham, which we... Yeah, we couldn't have guessed Spoilers. that if we, if we we're in a spoiler podcast. We're <laughs> well, talking I'm about saying this, this is what I'm not saying. I'm not asking you now about what the book was about. I'm saying after the last issue's cliffhanger, were you just worried about what the reveal would be? And no, we'll get into I, I the idea that about once you get the reveal, really, it's different. more than anything. I was excited about the reveal because right now, as far as I was concerned, leading into this issue, it's like that's what the story was about about the mystery of the reveal. But now we have it midway through. I'm like. All right, we can just push that shit aside. Let's get back to the story. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I, I was wary because, again, I didn't know that this was what it was going to be or that, the, you know, it was going to be more of a focus on something else. So with the last arc of Detective with that false face deal, I, I was a little worried. And, and then, yeah, once we find out the reveal in this, it, it's not about the reveal. The series isn't really about the reveal, and he's giving it to us quick enough. Thankfully. Uh, but yeah, but I was if a little worried. If you would have drew this out for six issues to reveal Astrid Arkham and nobody knows who the character is, no. that would have been very well, I'm upsetting. Telling you, in my mind, because of what we got with the Dream Machine the last time and things, this is what I'm saying is... I, I wasn't even so sure that we were going to see that it was another mask with just hair underneath. Or, uh, you know, oh, who are you? Oh, you, uh, you why do you have a, a mask of me, Damian Wayne, on? Something like I, I didn't know what to expect because he's never really come through with these. This isn't going to say that this issue comes through. We'll see. But I do like kind of why he did it now, uh, like you were saying. Written by Peter J. Tomasi, art by Brad Walker, Andrew Hennessy, Nathan Fairbairn, and Rob Lee. Well, we get the reveal of who the Arkham Knight is, but that only seems to be part of the mystery. The book seems aimed at fans of Tomasi's Batman and Robin run. And since I'm one of those, I am enjoying it. I just need a little more. And that's my short. That's the thing is besides you're having the reveal of Astrid Arkham, this issue, there isn't a lot to the book no, itself. There's not and a that's lot the at thing all. Is, with even that having the reveal, like, you know, we don't know the character, so we don't even know what this really means to have this Astrid Arkham like character be revealed. Yeah. But besides that though, I'm like, all right, Batman's going to find Damien. They're going to talk about some stuff. And then we're going to see some stuff that we don't fully understand with the sun, the uh, Knights of the sun. Yeah. Yeah. So that there isn't, you know, you take away, like we always say, the window dressing and stuff like that. There isn't much really going on in this issue. Now, what we were saying and what you were alluding to as well, when you do see Astrid Arkham, you, you don't even get her name until the very no, end. Until the end. But yeah. when you see her face and Damien basically does the Lex Luthor to Wally West, I don't know who this that, is. That great, great uh, Justice yeah. League yeah, yeah. unlimited episode. Unlimited deal. Wally and West so, and Lex Luthor switch bodies. And yep. <laughs> Lex is so you have to give... I'll yeah, get yeah. the idea of who this is, even if I can't do what I want. Yep. I have no idea who this is. No it made me laugh is. every time I think about it. And so with this, I think that that's uh, what Peter Tomasi does well, because this is the thing. The reveal of the Arkham Knight isn't what is important here. It's not the important thing. The important thing is who this is and why she is doing what she's doing. And that should be the focus. If you're going to have six issues or so and then get to the end where it's Astrid Arkham, I would have lost my mind yeah. because then we'd be like, really? Like you went all this? Because again, this is a mystery we can't play along with. So right. he does the good thing 
and puts it out there. And now we can deal with the ramifications. And what I like about it is we're seeing stuff here. Now, Damien does draw pictures and things, but I like that we're seeing things that Batman isn't, but Batman's so smart that he figures out other things. There, there's a lot of good things in this. There's the good idea when he work. first finds Damien, he says like, it's something she like, well, how do you know it's a she? I went back when I was looking for you to look yeah. at the, you know, the video footage of us fighting and realized it was a woman who I was fighting. I'm like, Oh, yep. look at you being the world's greatest detective. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. amazing. <laughs> and with that, though, I also like the, the funny line then. How, how did you know, Damien? Uh, she, she showed, showed me. me. <laughs> she showed me. I'm like, it's good. And so this is where you get Peter J. Tomasi at his, at his strongest, at Batman and Robin. That's his strongest deal. And what this is in my mind, this is a, hey, guys. And, and it's funny, too, because you had Peter J. Tomasi. Everybody loved the super family that he right. did then in Rebirth. This almost is like the consolation prize that I don't mind. Yes, you, you, we're not getting that cool super family that people love, but we're going back to the Batman and Robin. And Which especially my since favorite Rebirth, Batman title, yeah, and I've wanted yeah. one ever since it ended back in the New 52. And I'm like, and, hey, look, and, yeah. if I have to have a Batman and Robin title happen to be called Detective Comics, I'll be okay with it. I'll be okay with it because you know, Rebirth started. We, we have not had any Damien Batman action. An no. auction. As some people would say, and we get it here and it's good. And it's almost like it's one of those where, you know, the Batman and Robin title was Led Zeppelin. Right. And they broke up and then they get together for this concert and everything's great again. They they get up on stage, any band or anything, they get up and you're like, oh, man, I wonder how this is going to work because of what Damien's done in Teen Titans or what other people have done with characters. Or even if Tomasi maybe caught lightning on a bottle before, I love every bit of this of the Batman and Damien. The problem is I can tell, though, if I don't like that, if you don't like Damien or you think you need more than There's just that. There's not a lot that, of substance here if you don't no. like Damien Wayne so as Robin. I, I, realize, I realize I'm being fooled into yeah. loving this book. But I, well, so the thing I, is, I don't love the book because even with having Damien back, there's a lot of characteristics you know, that I feel like we've actually moved past. That's not even true. We moved past it to a degree in Tomasi's run of Batman and Robin, but as of the last couple of years, Damien has been moving back towards a kind of more brutal yeah. attitude where he has to one-up everybody. And we even see a lot of that here with him just talking to a father but it is almost very early new 52 with their interactions between each other but the the way i can make that work is that he has been away from batman and he has maybe gotten a little even when he talks like when they decide they're going to work together to see this whole knights of the sun the arkham knight thing through he's like uh i'm gonna have to call the the teen titans let them know i'm gonna see this thing through oh you can go if you want look i tell them the jump they say how high i'm like don't be a dick damien i I, I love you guys together don't do this but i do like when you know hey we're gonna go we're gonna go out and uh you know damien's like i'm driving and batman's like Okay. He's like, what? What? Did I hear something wrong? He's like, no, no, you drive. And I like that because, yes, here's the weird deal is you're seeing in my mind. And this is going to get very White Knight-esque when I was talking to you and trying to blow your mind, Eric. I I wish I had the of the mind right there. Uh, You're seeing in my mind a Batman in this book who, first off, is nice. It's nice to see a non-jerk-off Batman. Sure is. Right? And it's also one that he seems to evolve a little past how he was in the Batman and Robin. Damien has been kind of by on his own. He's regressing a little. And I do believe that this book could be one of those where it's the reverse of, you know, Batman needs the light of Robin. To, it, it's now reversed again. Damien needs his father and Batman to be there to kind of pull him back. And I hope that this well, has hopefully some he doesn't show up in the tissues. Batman title. Well, this I hope this is some, re, re, you know, have some 
points where this helps him in Teen Titans as well. I agree. Uh, you know, when he goes forward. And it would be silly to think that DC is allowing this full out Batman and Robin reunion and still end up with Batman and Damien hating, you know, not hating, but not wanting to deal with each other in Teen Times. Well, I hope that this We still need to see out. the fallout of what happens with the Terminus agenda when Batman finds out about all well, that. So. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why Amico ended up doing what she did. You know, Whether Amico killed out. Slater or not, he was still keeping prisoners. No, no, I'm telling you, Amico, Amico gets taken away. Damien, I don't think Damien is, is Papa, any bit. I don't know what that strange arrow girl was doing. It was you, he's going to throw Papa. her right under the bus. No, the he bad wouldn't. bus. <laughs> oh, Papa, what? A dungeon? Oh, my. It's like that me finding out free coffee girl. day. Yeah, I know. Free coffee day is what Damien's going to be. What? A don- what is it called a dungeon? <laughs> I've never heard such a word. I, I want that to happen. It would be funny. Uh, I actually think that where we're going with the Teen Titans, I'm not so sure Batman will ever find out about that. I think that that's going to be shut down. Yeah, sometimes he is. Sometimes he has a little column A, column B. But yeah, you're going with this where Damien is full out missing at this point. Batman is trying to find him. I also like this idea where Batman and Alfred are using full out. And he does call him Alfred over the comms. I yes. know you hate that. Uh, and and he calls him Master Bruce. That's sloppy. The thing right is, there. Like, yeah, I, I don't care for that, but I know the whole Penny One thing. It's Snyder's deal. I, if, if other people don't want to go with that, fine. I just like when Snyder contains his own continuity and calls him Penny One. When he does it, it drives yeah. me nuts. Calling Master Bruce, though, here, Tomasi should make him maybe say it. Batman. Just say yeah, Batman. Really. <laughs> just say Batman. Uh, while this is going on, Damien is down, you know, Alfred's with the Arkham Knight on your Arkham. play games. No, you do he, what you want, want that Master nonsense. Bruce. I'm not he's calling so, you that. That's so funny if that's the reason. He's like, you know, you, you play your silly games at night. You're still Bruce. Uh, yeah, and, and the Arkham Knight is explaining to Damien about, and it is the hey, you know, you've been, you know, it's it's pretty much the tropes of Robin. You know, yeah. you're, Batman is bad. He's putting all you kids in trouble. He's he doing things the wrong way. He know. makes these, you know, I'm here you know, you can join me. Damien doesn't want to. He's doing Obviously. some bad butt maneuvers. Well, uh, even but that, he, then, he's talking shit the entire time because yeah, it looks yeah. like a lot of the Knights of the Sun that are working for Astrid Arkham here are, you know, low-level criminals that Damien has beat the yeah. hell out of to put Which them I away. Which I wish that Damien really spelled out later, but he kind of didn't. I wish that that would have been a thing where he's like, yeah, she's just collecting these low-level guys. I mean, these guys are pathetic. But yeah, he makes them seem more dangerous when he's talking to Batman, but he ends up, you know, doing some he's maneuvers. Trying to, he's trying to up his game a little bit here man no, you don't I understand that, papa how dangerous yeah, no, these I men were i don't no. think that it's because of that i think yeah. that he wants to explain why he was injured so much <laughs> he's like what low level no no, no. they were pretty tough slave uh, level but she basically says to everybody you know lower your weapons and things but they kind of there's a couple guys that huh. damien is really they, hurt and they and don't not, care not only really hurt but he's still talking smack so they already have their arrows oh, yeah. drawn they're gonna let some arrows fly at this point they're looking and, for yeah. payback and i love this part where astrid's like everybody you know lower your weapons the one guy says says this kid once took me down so hard he shattered my collarbone the next guy same here except it was my c2 vertebrae i'm like look at the doctor over here <laughs> look, at, look at the bone doctor has just arrived it made me laugh I recognize but... some of you cry babies <laughs> i like though i like the trash talking Damien. So and uh yeah she just lets him go she says i'm not here and he even says and, and i think that tomasi again thinks this through and plays it really smart because damien 
he, he's a smart kid. Yeah, he talks a lot of trash. He can be a real jerk. But part of the jerk part of him is knowing that he's smart and knowing yeah. he's one of the smartest guys. So when he leaves, he doesn't just run back to the cave. He ends up fashioning a Robin symbol, mainly because when Batman shows up, and ba- I, I like Batman's like he, he, a little extravagant there, buddy. I mean, really. That's my thing, buddy. But he's like, no, no, no. You know, I did deal with the Arkham Knight. I didn't, I think she's tracking me. I didn't want to go back to yeah. where the cave was. And he's like, well, how'd you escape? No, no. She, she let, let me go, me out. Papa. Yeah, so Papa, she let me out. And so you go back there. We do there see and in Damien- that scene, though, where he was let out after fighting the guys, that how extreme that Arkham Knight is. Yeah. Because the one guy that opened and started shooting arrows at Damon, she cut his goddamn hand off in order to stop yep. him. I'm like, oh, my God. And later on, these two people, they're going to be put to death for their crimes against the Knights of the Sun. And uh, that's the whole thing, this whole idea where we have this really – elaborate kind of you know it really points to me you know while the arkham knight says you know she's on the up and up she's looking to do things differently she is out of her goddamn mind for all the ritualistic kind of aspects to the way she does things where she releases dr phosphorus and even has like you know there's two sons everybody has a son like you know branded on their back and like now it's time for sunset and everything like this this is a a really big ritual that we're doing right here mad hatter do not make i do not take kindly to your levity just thinks it's hilarious like i just like the thing too this is happening on the east wing of arkham the West Wing, that's Bane stuff going on <laughs> over there. That's Bane territory over there. Idea, having the I Arkham know. Knight there take place that's in tough. Arkham Asylum with everything that's going on in Batman And right especially, now, though, you also have, and, you know, you can't blame either or, but you also have, like, Freeze and Two-Face. Yeah. And, and yeah, poor Clayface is there, too. I see him there. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, but, guy. yeah, I, I, I love the art. I think Brad Walker's art's great. The one thing that I wished, I wish that the progression of the Arkham Knight cutting that guy's hand off Damien getting the bow with the hand still attached, shooting the guy and then throwing the bow back. I wish that it would have been better spelled out better later it's one it's of those like, that when, when you, you see, see what though, happens it's you can, cool you can see you can barely see damien's hand like almost wrapped around yeah. the hand that's still holding the bow like almost that's in a lover's embrace there <laughs> like, yeah, i'm telling you at one point yeah really the guy's like listen i i don't know that we know each other that long hold my way get that cauterized lover yeah, but with that you have it happen and then when it goes because it's one of the badass scenes i i've ever seen this is almost like you know cutting a guy's arm off and beating him with it like arnold would oh do uh, but when Damien gets that bow, I didn't quite realize at first that it was the bow with the guy's it's, hand cut off, and all then you see it. it. Yeah, yeah. That, but I, again, there's blood going on, and he also rips an arrow out of his shoulder at that point, so he has blood on himself. So I thought that that was one. I, like I wish it, it was bigger panel. That's the arrow he's using to fire the one he ripped yeah. out of his own shoulder. Oh, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's so, so cool. Damian I'm telling Wade. you, this is one of the coolest action sequences I've ever seen. No, so that's your problem. I love Brad Walker on this book as well, and I was even looking back to see, you know, Brad Walker apparently likes the animated series Batmobile because that's what it seems like he's going with but by the end we're going back with Batman and Damien to Arkham Asylum to like you know put on an all out siege against the Arkham Knight I have no idea what the vehicle is that they're driving. I don't know well, what shape it is. Well, and the thing is, is, I think that I it would have been cool. Like. I do see what it is. And you know what it looks? It looks like Owl Man's vehicle. It, it, to me, when you see, because you oh, see Night the Owl? two eyes, it opens up. Night Owl, I meant. Yeah. That's what it looks like to me if we get to see it. That's my guess. Because when you look at it, when they're getting in, it does kind of go from the side and then open up in a weird way that you don't quite get. Yeah, I almost think like that, that would have been. 
I think that would have been a really cool way. It's just very to, to odd looking. And I do appreciate when they started up going with the almost the whole Batman 66, yeah. like atomic batteries, you know, like uh, yeah. to power and gyrosphere to ignition and stuff like that. That's yeah, fine. I, like it. I just have no idea what this vehicle is. Yeah. And, and we go back to the cave. Damien is drawing. He's drawing up what he, you know, Astrid looks like. He's a pretty good artist. I would say that he draws almost as good as Brad Walker. Yeah, almost. I like that Brad Walker's drawing that as, as a sketch there. It makes me laugh. But yeah, then Batman's like, you know what? You're a pretty good artist, Damien. I, I hope you stick with that. I'm like, let's get on with it. And he's like, well, I did have a good teacher, though. He, he's under the ocean. He's dead. And I like seeing that. And it does give you a little wink-wink reminder yeah. of the awful, the uh, awful, the upbringing. awful <laughs> upbringing that led to him being as good as he is. I mean, and, and also just that little bit there is Damien in a nutshell with the idea of that horrible upbringing that is now allowing him to help Batman more than anyone else. And that's why I like him as Robin. I'm glad that by this rebirth, I was really afraid that they were going to move on and kind of call him something different. Uh, and he's still Robin, and here we are. And they, they go off into the, you know, their submersible, and I, I think will look like the bug, like you said, while we do see that ritual you talked about, that the Arkham, Arkham Knight, Astrid, is all mad. She's doing this ritual where you get branded, you do this, you get well, that. that's the thing. Is, it seems Fosterous. that everybody's branded, and because these people disobeyed her orders, she's going to kill them by, like, burning yeah. them through where their brand yep. is on their back using Dr. Prosperous. But as this is going on, we have the rest of the Knights of the Sun standing around and some of them have clear white pupils and I have no idea why some of them don't and I'm thinking like did these people for the ritual sake of what they're doing the sacrifice that they made for their brethren yeah, as she calls know. it did they look too much at the sun and just go and, blind and, well what and what it is too is when you see this the ones that don't have the you know they're they look in horror the other guy maybe they're I, just like I don't want to see more people get burned by Dr. Fosters I'm just gonna plug out my eyes but yeah you see that I know also when you're going through this I are you getting used to the the eyes of Batman and Robin in the costumes? The the you know that that mirror no, no, deal. No, I like it. it. I actually I actually like it. But yeah, this is where Batman and Robin are heading off to Arkham to go find you know what's going on here. Find this Astrid. Batman has run everything through the facial uh, recognition deal and can't Nothing figure out anything. Astrid. Nothing's coming up. And they even, he's even watching it again or looking at it again. Damien's like, really? You know, how long are you going to put this through? It's, there's nothing matching. But no, Batman is there as the thinker. Hmm. I recognize this. And I, I would believe that what he's Batman. actually, actually, I think what he's recognizing is that he sees that she looks a little like Arkham. That when they get there, I think that he's just like, this is a resemblance I can't quite grip because then we get there. Hey, he's a smart guy. You get there and Arkham's there and he's like, hey, everybody's gone because when they come out there, they come out ready to kick ass. There's no ass there to kick. None so they all. end up, you know what? It's so funny too. Like they didn't see through the wind. They just come flying out ready to, you know, karate chop people, maybe do the Batusi. Everybody's gone, which is, that's what Damien, everyone's gone. And then you have from off panel. That's, that's because, because they, they follow, follow my daughter. My daughter. Astrid, Astrid. Come to the ends of the earth. And it'd be funny to me. I'm as, looking as, at Jeremiah Arkham. I'm like, I don't see that Ashton. No, what are you full no, shit, Batman? I'm telling you, Batman is – and what I want to have happen, this would be great. Is this possible? That's because they'll follow my daughter, Astrid Arkham, to the ends of Earth. And Batman's like, wait a second. You're, you're Tommy Johnson. That's not your daughter. I just wanted it. It'd be weird. Because people – at this, I saw people who don't know that that's Jeremiah Arkham. I saw a review. I'm like, we'll have to see who this mystery fellow is at the end. And I, no, no. You can kind of 
make that you know assumption uh, work backwards, guys, and figure this out. Um, but yeah, at the end, it's it, I like the pacing of it. I like the dialogue. I know that yeah, you said that some of the things are a little regressing for Damien. Yeah, I'm telling you, uh, it's, it's not terrible because... for him not showing up in a book like very regularly yeah. for a long time. It's fine to have it kind of a setup deal where it is almost like a back and forth, almost like a. A fun banter that's a little bit more of a, yeah. on the dickish side, but not too over the top for Damien. It's just for some reason, like I just want there to be the nice family. Is what I want. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have a nice family growing up. I want them to have a nice family. No, they're they're your family. Right now, Batman just pulled the carpet out from the manor and realized there was a double murder suicide. Uh, you have this thing though that. that you have this thing though that uh, you gotta count on Tomasi thinking that through and thinking to himself like hopefully like I said he may have his other reasons uh, but thinking okay this is what Damien's been doing he'd go back because I'd hate to think it's because he just hasn't you know kept up with Damien and, and as it then. is like, like I say this too he's not completely regressed back to the point of no. that because he was an over the top dick when the new 52 started to the point where it took me a while to warm up to the little lad but here I still yes. enjoy his character and we, yeah, oh yeah, and and people, I hope they realize that this is uh, uh, two guys who love Damien. Me sure and you are huge Damien fans. We're not haters like a lot of people are, and I, I think that I, I don't get the hate for him because he, the jerk part of him. That's what gives him a character. You know what I mean? That makes him more rounded than just. And I know you could say no, Jim. It makes him one-dimensional jerk. But no, it's it's all a setup. They killed for the, Jason Todd for less. Yeah, it's yeah. I know. It's all a setup though for when you do get those little bits of, of good stuff. It, it makes it even more you know exciting and, and fun. But yeah, I like this. Uh, I'm not going to go as high as Joey on the site. He gave it a nine out of ten. I can't go that high. Yeah, I'm still going to go and eight though and a lot of that is the combo of art and story oh. it's mainly the it, it's the art and me just loving batman and robin together having batman even showing that in one little sentence in one little panel that you can have legit detective work and make it look like detective work. You, yeah. you don't have to have him under a microscope all the time, but make it something like he did, where he's talking to somebody about something like that and saying it to Damien in not a way that he's just, you know, looking down at him and stuff like that. So I really did like that, but I'm giving it an eight out of 10. How about you? I'm giving it a 7.5 out of 10. I still really enjoy the series so far, and I love the art. It's just there wasn't a lot to this issue beyond the reveal of Ashton Arkham, which with the reveal, it's nice that it's not something like we're not going to come in and ruin a character that we may like. And we might not, you know, pad this out for six issues, but even the reveal itself, it's like, okay, it's a new character. That's cool. It's just I thought I was playing along to something here. It turns out I was just shooting goddamn, you know, darts at a wall to no. names here. It doesn't really matter in the long run. But, but at least where we were playing along for a week. Exactly. You know, a it wasn't too days. it wasn't too bad. But it's just beyond that, there wasn't too much to this issue except for father and son pound around, which I still really enjoy. I just I just can't give it higher than a seven point five, even though I really enjoy the interactions between these characters. Yeah, all right, we're going to move on to the next Batman book, which is Batman of Laughs number five, written by Scott Snyder, art team of Jacques, David Baron, Baron. and Sal Cipriano. Hey! Cipriano is in town 
with a few letters to thrill, Eric. It's time for what was going to be the penultimate issue in the series. But with the number seven added, it's only a number five filled with setup for the last two issues. I was enjoying this issue a whole lot. Until the tension and pacing came to a screeching halt at the end to pause and give us a bit of an info dump filled ending. I know by now that Scott Snyder loves the Batman Gotham City connection. I tend to get a little bored with it by now and kind of tune out some of it. And what I'm saying is, you know, this he really, subway token. He really likes to get really intricate with, with the Gotham history. And yeah, this is set up. The whole last laugh thing is set up with that. It's not my cup of tea. Mine it it really isn't. It's not something it's okay. that intrigues me. It's just we're taking an entire issue to talk about the idea of the last laugh safety system that has been put throughout Gotham City based on a subway token from when Bruce yeah. was talking to his daddy now, as a little that, boy. Though, you say the whole issue at the beginning, you have that panel. I'm like, okay, I'm reading it. But it, that's that's classic Snyder, right? Yeah. That's classic Scott Snyder. And I don't mind it. No. But when we get into this where you do have Batman losing control, you do have the Batman who laughs going to the Court of Owls. You do have, you know, pretty much ripping apart talent. What do we have left of the Court of Owls at this point anymore? Here's the thing. I'm going with this as being, I'm not going with that Nightwing craziness when we had that. I'm talking about the Parliament of the Owls and stuff like that. Even before what we had in the Green Arrow hard traveling heroes where then there was like the leftovers I'm telling you, I go by Snyder's Court of the Owls. Yeah, they, they had like two guys left. Uh, that stuff lessened it so much. Put that out of your mind to make this scene even better. Uh, and what Scott Snyder's doing, which I think is pretty clever, or at least cool, is people were like, oh, the Court of the Owls. There's ghost Scott Snyder trying to make the ultimate villain that can't be beaten. All this was always there. And the Batman and laughs that, make them look like just yeah, that, that was idiots. That was a great part of it. I'm just saying, beyond my whole idea of like, you know, the Parliament of Owls, I mean, uh, the, now I'm saying Parliament, the Court of Owls being done to death at this yeah. point just because they're such a non-issue because they were beaten in the ground so heavily. Yeah. That is one of the best parts of this issue. Just That's him like going it. up to the court of what's left of the court and then thinking they have the upper hand because of being the court and then just being completely taken down from the Easily. Batman and laughs. Yep, easily. And, and then you also get the bit where you do have Batman losing control. Now, are control. we going like to be I done said, with them now at this point? Is there no more nah, Court of Owls? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. They, they have to be involved in the year of the villain. You know that. I uh, don't know. Also, the idea that we see that the crows that the Grim Knight has are uh, crows of James Gordon Jr. I Which thought is that a was cool awesome. even that, I, I, I'm telling you, when you hit that, the part with Gordon, when he's fighting the crows off and then he's saved by his own son, then you go to the Batman who laughs with the Court of Owls. And whether or not you think the Court of the Owls should be gone by now, whatever, the tension that builds in that scene is great. It's such a horror-type scene as it's going on. The thing is, though, everything is slammed. The brakes are slammed by the end when they just have to be like, wait a second, no, we can't do the last lap because that involves the reservoirs that were supposed to open but don't have that. And the, the city, that was the part of the center to be the and throne. And that's the thing, and not only that, and the wraparound really of the idea the that button. Gotham, because of the last lap thing, how it was built up to be this beacon of hope, the, to be able to you know stand tall if everything goes wrong around it and stuff like yeah. that. But in, in actuality, it was there to attack everything everything else like yeah it turns yeah. it into a dark version of yeah. what it was instead like you know, batman it being, yeah. and I'm like, instead eh. of it being a city I, I like that part it's just to get to that and and instead of it being a city 
that will always survive when all things around it go bad. We realize now that it's the city to make everything go bad. And I'm like, okay, I'm okay with that. I didn't need that aspect because when we get to the last life program, we got James Gordon, uh, the commissioner Gordon back, the idea that he, Batman needs him and Batman himself to be able to put these protocols into place. And then realizing which we're all, I hope that we're all realizing it's going, Oh my God, this is exactly what the Batman will laugh once. Don't do it. Batman. And he realizes no, we can't do this. This is actually what he wants. I'm like, all right, I don't need it to slow down and have the That's exposition that should have been the end. The turn of that, the that head sh- yeah. of this freaking no, last I don't program. need that. That's the thing. And and really, when when you strip a lot of it away, the last laugh it, it makes it seem oh this intrigue, but it's just a thing that shuts down. And the original thing that we thought and what would happen is the you know the Batman who laughs is just going to poison the water supply. Yeah, I mean that's it, and he still uh, so can the last yeah, laugh water supply because it's, it's not, just a. Yeah. The, the whole reservoir to make sure yeah. that the city is quarantined off but is self-contained at this point. And a lot of, but a lot, of the things, a lot of the things, though, are like, again, window dressing around it to make it seem like more of an intricate thing going on. But there's a lot of things I like in this issue. One of those is the idea that Scott Snyder did work and he even said that people pointed this out and he was happy that they did. That as Batman's saying one thing, if you read everything in red, it actually says sentences, broken sentences, saying the exact opposite of what Batman is thinking or trying to do. And it right. is pretty neat the way it works out. Um, but yeah, I, up until three quarters in, I, I was having a lot of fun with this and, and a lot of tension. And like, one, it's one of those books. It, this How do you one, feel about the Cal and Bruce Wayne coming through at the Court of Owls? Well, I liked it because open. that's a smart way that he was only there for that. That's the best thing is he was there to collect oh, yeah. that Bruce and he had to make, he Chewing had to the delay Court of Owls. time. That was just, that was just icing yeah. on top right there. Yeah, well, he had to delay So that he could be there when this thing blipped through. So he just was, you know, feeding them lines where they said, oh, we let you come here as a joke. We're just he has no concern for that court of owls. And when this happens and he gets this, he's like, yeah, I'm going to destroy all. I just came for this one body. I like that idea that in one of these dark multiverses, he was a talent. talent. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Especially with everything we've dealt with, with the court of owls from Scott's. And even like like we said with uh, Dick Grayson was supposed to be uh, one as well, and and that didn't work out. When we get James Gordon, uh, the commissioner back, I keep saying James Gordon, but I don't want to confuse anybody, but Commissioner Gordon back, him and James Gordon Jr. meet up with Batman at the last left program. At this point, we are told from Jim Gordon that I was in his lair, Batman, and the stuff he's making, the serum, you were right. Yeah. It changes people into their worst selves cell by cell. He has four of the six containers he needs of the stuff. And I'm like, when was this a part of the story? Do you well, remember the seems like aspect that's the, of this? I think Is that this that's what we're just, collecting with the Bruce yes, Wayne? That, that's what I think he's collecting. I, like, I wish I didn't it was spelled out more. This was any part of the story up until him saying no, the line the, right the problem, now. The problem that's weird to me with this is the idea that first off Gordon's talking to pretty much, you know, Batman who laughs junior that Bruce has become anyway, but also where, where uh, the commissioner Gordon was that I don't, I didn't see him having anybody else there. So where is Gordon getting this? I saw it there. Now, if it's revealed the next issue that we see that there were some cells where we didn't see, and he was making maybe, were we not uh, looking hard enough in the last issue or anything? I don't know, but maybe what, what's going on, is instead of just making this, you know, we we figured that what he was gathering, he was going to put into the reservoir, make everybody into this. Maybe well, I don't he's know because he's, he's gathering it. parts of Bruce Wayne's from Dark well, Multiverse. It doesn't seem like parts. He's just getting blood samples. At one point, it just was zoom, and he's just gra- like, there's never been like, oh, I got his heart, I got his liver, I got. It seems like he's just getting DNA. 
And, and so I don't know. It, it, that line was weird. That line was like Gordon was there just to give us a line to make us think for next issue where it didn't seem like something he would say or know. Even if it would have been Jim Gordon Jr. who seemed to have been, you know, skulking in the shadows, maybe it would have been better served for him to know. Well, maybe that would have been something that he would have seen off where he went and we didn't see because Gordon just seemed to be there where Grim Knight's talking crap and stuff like that. He ended up escaping. But at the very beginning, we'll go through the actual thing because we, we went through it pretty much. But in the beginning, you do, do start where you left last issue where the Batman who laughs kind of tricked Bruce into getting into, uh, you know, the prison there. And he's turning all the police think that Batman himself is the Batman who laughs. He's trying to convince them. And this is a a pretty funny deal because I, when I was reading it, I really thought that they were going to go with what Batman was saying. Because Batman's like, listen, I I watch you guys all the time. You know, how's your father, Officer Jimenez? He watches us. Shoot him. Yeah, Buster at 15 gets a little dangerous tonight, huh? And he is. And I thought that this was a, a good twist because this would be something that usually Batman would say. And people are like, oh, man, I'm glad Batman has my back. It's always creepy when so Batman creepiest. does this. It makes it creepier now when his eyes are glowing red and it looks like he just killed an old man. So they're like, what? what's he doing? He's watching us. Let's get him. And they just open fire. He ends up having to use the commissioner, uh, Bruce commissioner Wayne. Commissioner Bruce or Wayne. Actually, warden. Group, I'm sorry, Bruce you're right. Wayne. I'm warden. sorry. Yeah, the warden as a human shield because he thinks, well, it's funny, too, that he's like, well, he is a warden. He'll probably have a flak jacket. I don't know. He looked like he was going out for a dinner, even uh, though he was the, in the, the prison. The idea was that, like, all right, look, he's a warden of this black gay prison. He probably has a flak jacket on. If I can get to that, they're right there on top of him. He just picks up Warden Wayne yeah. at that point and he uses him as a human yep. shield hoping he's that like, the flag oh, well, jacket gets most sorry, of the brunt buddy. of it and no i love it too. Stuff on. The, the flag jacket takes the brunt of it and then just to put an exclamation point he rips the head off here i am the batman who effing laughs he's yelling and and before that before the batman who laughs goes away and, and i'm telling you the art i wish that the art would have been a little bit different here because when you do see when he's like fun being me a eh, bruce you almost can get the idea. I wish that there was a glow and the glow was a little red on that because it almost looks like the original red hood deal where he has the, you know, the big cylinder thing on. I thought that right. would have been a funny little touch there, but he's like, Hey, fun being me, you know, get used to it. You know, here we go. Bye bye for now. And that's when all that stuff. And I love that. I did love the idea of these guys getting freaked out that Batman knew who they were. He's, he's, what, what is he doing? That. He's checking. He's, he's after us. I, I thought that was hilarious. And I said to you, kind of a shame because I really, really wanted to make a, a laugh at that of the idea of how creepy he is. But <laughs> but they go with it. And, and then you get Gordon, you know, escaping from the Grim Knight who, you know, he goes through his, you know, spiel as he he always does when he shows up. Talking about the idea the guy. that, you know, after you took me down, Commissioner, they gave you this knife, which is a freaking, you know, almost like an army knife with a yeah. Batman symbol. It's like that a they Bowie held knife there. with yeah. a Batman symbol. I mean, that thing, it looks like it, it could gut anything. Uh, but yeah, and he brings I, out the I idea. Say, These um, crows for the are gift, your guys. son. <laughs> I don't yeah, like, yeah. What well, is this he, gift that you're giving? He's the giant Grim Knight. Guy, like, no, I'm saying God. Commissioner Gordon was given this as a, as a yeah. present, like a, a reward. No, I'm saying he to took take, down the Grim Knight. It's there for him to be. I All think right. that it's basically like uh, knighting him the new Batman. And I think that really, really upset the Grim Knight. I kind of just wanted a week maybe in a hotel room, you know, whatever. He's like, you know, you can get me flowers or something, I guess. A fruit basket, I'd even prefer. He ends up running away. knife. 
Yeah, and uh, he does reveal that these crows are Jim Gordon Juniors uh, of different, you know, multiverse as the crows being his Robins as a way of like, you know, that's just sticking it to you even more. They go and attack him as Gordon tries to escape. He's a good swimmer. He swim, but you know, the, the tide, it's getting, the currents are strong, Eric. It's taking him down. That's poop and water. I thought, yeah, I don't think he cares. I, I actually thought it was going to be one of those fugitive things where he's going to end up just going out a, a thing like a thousand feet in the air out and of going dam. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought there was going to be something like that or where it spills out, wherever. Uh, but yeah, you end up with uh, Gordon Jr. coming and saving him and shooting these, you know, awful versions of himself. Um, but yeah, then you go and Catharsis. see the. Yep. Then you go and see the Batman who laughs going and meeting with the Court of Owls and saying, hey, and it's funny, too, because before you know that that's what it is, I was thinking, like, is he talking like Barbados or is he talking to some god or something? Are we going to get like really crazy cosmic here? So I'm glad that that wasn't it because he's really humble in the steel. We find out later it's just a ruse. He's it's just, just a doing weird this. idea, too, though, for what we had, because not even. From what I was talking about before with the Parliament of the Owls and everything like that and the, uh, you know, the uh, the rest of the owls that yeah. were hunting homeless in Green Arrows, you know, Hard Travel and Heroes segment of the like, you know, their, their yep. mythology at this point. The last time I think we did see them was for the uh, Dark Knight's Medal where they, you know, baptized Batman and the last bit of yeah. stuff to open up yeah. the doorway. And then Barbados came out and the rest of them and they killed those guys. I'm like, yeah, I just but, think there was a couple of those guys. There's tons of them. But just thinking, like, we recognize you, demon, yeah. and we will judge your request against all that we know of you. I'm like, what do you know about the Batman of Last Court? Because the last guys, they ain't telling no tales. Nah, I guess they just, they know things. Uh, yeah, or even they, they've looked into it since he's come about in Man I guess, I'm like telling you, they were just sitting there watching him on top of that mountain that appeared in yeah. Gotham City with his mazes. Yeah, we yeah. know a few demons. Well, it follows the rules here because you have the idea that the, the little one is always the one that does decide. That, that's been a consistent thing with Scott Snyder. Whenever they have a meaning like this and somebody comes to them or a talent has to be, you know, ignited and things like that, it always is this little one. Now, this one's not as little. At one point, and I believe it's the Court of the Owls Villains Month, uh, it was like a three-year-old. I'm like, you don't need to make all decisions with a three-year-old. Please. Yeah, it's funny, too, is the idea You've had that some three-year-olds. They don't make good decisions. A, this age-old, uh, you know, uh, organization who has been able to be in the shadows or whatever, all their major decisions are made by the youngest little kids. But this one Just is imagine. a wheelchair. You're in a, you're in a court of Alice household and stuff like that. What shall we watch tonight? Well, it's up to the youngest. Uh, Barney. Oh, I hate our yeah. traditions. Oh, Jesus Christ. Can we get rid of this little one? That's why they keep having the little ones. Oh. Yeah, it would be funny. Uh, what are we having for dinner tonight? Oh, court of the Alice. Let's ask the little one. I want the hot dogs. Oh, hot dogs we had again. that last five Cheerios. goddamn nights. <laughs> It'd be so funny. Oh, every decision is made by little kids. Code of ass, uh, everybody. Yeah. She's like, nope. And I like it too because it makes it like, again, you have this wise, <laughs> this wise old organization. And I just get the deal where the Batman is like, hello, little one. Please, I, I want to have word with you. Can I? No. <laughs> oh no it's all done like all right it's over yeah and he's like well and he keeps going they send out the talents 
I'm telling you, when he kicks this little girl, I I shouldn't have as much glee as I have seeing this little girl in a this wheelchair. This little handicapped girl in a wheelchair <laughs> kicks her over to, to a hey, pool of water. He's he's treating her like she probably wants to be treated, right? Like a no, nobody wants to be treated like that. This is like me playing the you know the guy had cerebral palsy playing hockey. I'm going to treat him like everyone else. I yeah. ran that guy's face right into the board. The gym that wins, care. huh? Yeah, really. I'm the yes, I am. I'm the the Jim who is awful, I guess. But yeah, he ends up doing this. But yeah, it's all just to blip in. Yeah, this. I need to be here when the talent, yeah, the talent. Bruce Wayne comes in from the and dark multiverse. And that's an awesome deal because up until here, then, I'm going to rip all the arms off the talents. Yeah. I'm going to kill oh, yeah. everybody I can with explosions and machine gun fire. And, I'm going to kill, kill this little Bruce Wayne talent. Yeah. I mean, doing all. And what I love about it is the idea that you're sitting there like, boy, these Court of Owls, they're pretty tough. If, if you know, this humble Batman laughs and, oh my God, he's doing this and they don't care. And, and then you see that reveal. It's just like, he didn't even care if they were there or not. Also, as but right when he's like oh really well i hate to come to this you know you're gonna have problems getting out of here because you know those mazes i'm doing a little redecorating but boom he blows those up i mean he is badass this is one of the most we know that he's badass this actually up the, the ante for me. This, this, <laughs> i'm telling you this up the ante for me to see that it doesn't matter Anything that's going on, he does not so, care. Do you think there's a couple of families in the Court of Alice that kind of maybe missed this meeting and they're still around? Yep. A couple. There's always a couple. I'll tell you, hey, these the freaking people of Gotham, I think, are Court of the Owls I people think right that, now. I think that what happens with the Court of the Owls, they have these meetings. They're always gathered in the, you know, with the, the peanut section there in this, you know, gallery up in the balcony. When they, the next meeting that shows up, general meetings, that you always expect that the heads are never showing up again. When they don't, oh. there's something in place. You have a number, you're assigned a number. You, you're just fine. I'm like, I don't want to be in the balcony. <laughs> these people keep dying uh i like to that the other owls to show up and have to clean up afterwards all these dead bodies That's stuff, but yeah yeah it is that probably is but yeah there you go and that, but they've we been get, disarmed yeah and we get to yes really they have been disarmed somebody needs to lend them a hand you, you have where batman who laughs ends up and by the way uh batman who laughs ends up pretty much taking care of bruce wayne talon while all this is going on, you do have Batman trying to, you know, figure out what the Batman at last plan is. He does have Gordon and Gordon Jr. there. They're going to initiate the last laugh program. They have to do it together. It ties into that. And, one, and that's the thing is the- once once they initiate it too, they have two minutes to shut it down, like or it just goes into effect. So I'm like, I'm watching that clock tick down. I'm like, you guys, you know this is Batman at last yeah. plan. Shut that shit down, please. Yeah, yeah. and then that's when. Batman realizes, but then he's been taken over too much, and you get the whole deal where he's now hearing and seeing things, you know, with the dark multiverse, with that mask, and from the Batman who laughs, all that stuff that's taking over his brain, and saying, you know, these guys here, they're the bad guys. Gordon doesn't know what he's doing. He's going to try to stop. You know what's right. Uh, I can only think that Jim Gordon Jr. is now dead. I I don't know how many... And and that's just like... he, he Batman hits the thing, and all the stalactites come out, I'm like that. That's pretty badass yeah. right there as well. Just that he you, would have that set up for thing? that it exact like, spot. It, it seems like it's a Batman play set to the action figures yeah. that you'd push a button and then like you oh, know I'm a rock you. would fall down. I, if if he I would think say, that was in the original Batman, but like Batcave yeah. play set of the '89 like movies. All I need to do set. is. 
he just needs to say excellent after because that's a real Mr. Burns move. I would have liked the slag tights to hit two feet from there. And Alfred's like, oh, by the way, sir, we, we remodeled, remember? And uh, But yeah, and then you have Alfred, you know, come in and like, please don't do this, sir. We can't do it. Uh, you know, the city needs you. And he's like, no, no, no. This is how it has to be. And this is the way it'll work. Uh, and you go with the end where it's last laugh activated. It's oh one <laughs> with his finger there. And then it Push does the say last laugh. I've activated to be continued, so we'll see if there is an overtime to that. I, I would love it to be the joke where when you're a kid and you're like, I'm going to give you five seconds, and then you get down to one, one a half, quarter, <laughs> quarter, something else. I don't know fractions very well. Oh. And then you have that go. But yeah, it ends up where this will be going into the penultimate issue now. And and I wonder if when we go, because this doesn't seem like this would have been, like there's a lot to resolve originally in one more issue. So I hope that he did get word before that we would think he did so that he can space out and that that seven isn't just an epilogue where it explains things. I hope that it's full out story mode through both of those to get to I there. hope so as well. Uh, yeah, it just seems, you know, it, it was an odd time to announce it if that was I, – I have a feeling he knew well before and they wanted to time that announcement a different way for some reason. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I like this. Up until the end when it, it really got a little heavy with the you know info dump pretty yeah. much with the whole – we we know about the last laugh. We Like you said, at that point, you're like, don't press – you better stop this. This is Please. a plan. And so with that, but I thought that the, and it ended up, I'm, I'm going right now, going through, it seemed like it was like two pages or three pages, four pages longer. You know what I mean? It is a $4.99 book. So it is uh, it's a couple pages thing, longer. This thing with Batman, I'm just thinking about here with the idea that him setting up sanctuary and the idea like he can never just have something that does something the right way. It's like yeah, he, he can't have something that you push a button, the thing turns on. All right, I'll be turning on in two minutes. Like, well, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Or even in the sanctuary. It's like, well, again, well, well maybe, I have these confessionals, but don't worry. They are deleted after they yeah. record. Well, why record I can, in the I can first understand place? this maybe only because of the fact yeah, that maybe you need just, two minutes to decide if it's the right thing. But that's the problem is it, it is a trope and it does get silly. Um, Just have something that does something when you want to do it. Yeah, and what I was saying is it is an oversized book. It's one of those like specials where it's, like it's you, got you have four the or five microwave. pages. You want to put a burrito in yeah. for two minutes, but it takes two minutes for you to say, like, are you no, sure no, you want it for two is, minutes? You, no, you need three people to hit the button so that you know you really want w- that burrito. I wish the rest of the kids still lived in the manor. And, and, well, that, and it's funny because then Titus, afterwards, afterwards, it's a death match to see who gets the burrito, and you know Batman always can. What happened? <laughs> are you going for the burrito? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think Skeletor that this took a book. nosedive. Yeah, really. He's going for the burrito. I do think that when we got this issue, this oversized deal hasn't come up in my head at all before. This seems like those were it, it went on a little too long. Mm-hmm. This issue was like three pages too long in my mind. I started to kind of lose interest in it by the end of how excited I was during the, you know, that whole Court of the Owls thing. Also, Gordon getting away from Grim Knight and that stuff I thought was really cool. It did slow the pacing yeah, down. Yeah, there was which, definitely some cool aspects to it, but it did yeah. feel like a filler but, issue yeah. with those and things it, involved. It, even. It's a weird thing to kind of slow it down to get to that cliffhanger. To get You want to, you know, ramp it up to get to that, to get you fired up. I'm still looking forward to the next issue. Oh, I still yeah, like this book. I just think that that stuff kind of brought my deal down. So I'm a 7.5, probably my lowest score I've been on this book. I could even take it down to a 7 if you really, you know, but I wouldn't go higher than a 7.5. Yeah, I wouldn't go higher than a 7.5, but I did like the art for the most part. as well. And I think it really fits. And this is one where I've said it all along, that Jock's 
art fits this horror kind of bit. I agree. I think it really fits this issue. This issue, it really comes to play of like, boy, I mean, well, just, just the, the darkness things with the, the court, court of the owls. Owls. Was great, yeah. yeah. It's so good. So yeah, I'm a 7.5, but that's still a positive 7.5. Yeah, I'm a positive 7. It's just, you know, this, right. this seemed a little bit padded out for what we had in this issue. Like I'm telling you, we had some really cool scenes. It's just to have the whole, I'm going to call it Snydery, where we have to take this thing and yeah. have it like this long, drawn-out explanation, which it's not exactly what you think it is. It's this other thing. And I'm like, it went on a little bit too much for something that we really didn't need. Also tying it back to the idea that, oh, my father had this token of a subway yeah. when I was a kid and he told me about this, this. I'm like, I, w- I just want to know what the Batman or Laugh stuff, dude. Can we get on with this, yeah, please? Really. Like, yeah, no, I, just, I want to see Batman or Laugh stuff. Please. Uh, it's token. I'm looking, why does that token have a hole in it? I don't know. It was understand. just a little too much to a story that I'm still enjoying, though, and I look forward to the next two issues. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that w- when Bruce and all this is done, what he's going to do is recommission somebody to draw that map or whatever it is on that coin. That looked terrible. But uh, we're going <laughs> to go off coin. now. <laughs> we're going to go off now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. <laughs> And here we are with mail section number one. If you want to be part of the mail and be a star of the show, email us in at theweirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, just like Tom did. And he oh. says, hey, Jim, Eric, Reggie, Brandon, Dark Opal, Tom King, Dan DeDeal, Connor Kent, Slade Wilson, Brian Michael Bendis, and the rest of the Get Fresh crew. He wanted a moment of silence there for Slade is why I oh. uh, did not say anything there. We're pouring out one for our homie. Greetings from a What's guy up, who after over 30 years jumped back into the comic book wagon. I was a huge comic book reader, but Scholastics and Girls took over my life as high school drew Perhaps. down. And I only looked at comics as something to carry from the attic of my parents' house, quite <laughs> like Barry Allen, to the basement of my place, the to the basement of the next place, into the basement of the next place. But then DC Universe popped up on my Facebook feed and the value proposition seemed right. So I'm a sucker, uh, pre launch, a subscriber. Yeah, he jumped on quick, but it, it's come around to to really do some good on that. Glad to say the service finally is starting to live up to expectations. Awesome. And Tom is a guy like me, it seems. I was in it only for the comics. And now if you had heard me bitching and moaning about it, it's well worth it right now. You I started looking around. Thing? You don't want no yeah, Titans? No, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't watched. I watched like two seconds of that Doom Patrol show, and that was it. That was only – I'm not – that's not my it's a thing. fun show. I started looking around for a quality podcast and landed on your site, though I still kept looking. No, that's, that would be funny. <laughs> actual <laughs> actual personalities abound. Something one needs when listening for an hour or two or six or even 12. Plus, you guys know you're DC. For a guy like me who has come back cold to the world of Pantone comics and newsprint, it's like a weekly master class in master and modern comics. How about that, Eric? I told you. I thought people were thinking that we were more uh, <laughs> fools. We we're playing the fool we were. Big Thank you for that. I'm enjoying the ride. Yeah, I'm telling you, I just I worry sometimes that we, we end up having too much fun. And most of the fun does kind of just is fun between me and you. And I told you, like, Jim. At least, we these don't really dummies. perform. We inform. 
Oh, is that what you tell me? You also told me, why would we ever start a podcast? Nobody wants to hear our jerk-off voices. That's and that's what you, what you told kept me. telling me last week. Exactly. Or this week in song. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, I just I just told you, like, really? I, and at that point, when I did say, let's, let's do a podcast, and you said nobody would want to hear us talk. At that point, we pretty much have been doing a podcast together at work for yeah. a year at that point. And I, I said to you, I, I hear these gym. podcasts. I hear these podcasts. I listen to everyone at that point. We're not worse than half of them. And, you know, we might not be better than all but of I them. I was but scared. You were so scared is what you were. This being the first email I've written. What, what are you, pony boy? I'd like to suggest a moment or two to discuss something that has been on the tips of your tongues for a while now and something I'll suggest has a direct impact on your enjoyment and appreciation of the books you review. That would be, Eric, continuity. Oh. <laughs> I need a story over continuity. I've noticed the continuity plays a huge role in how you see a book. Does it, it does. interrelate with the other books? Does it build upon and not contradict the stories of past eras, writers, etc.? Does it move the universal story forward? Does it stray from its lane and do things that it's not supposed to do? Plus one for a topical horse racing analogy. You got to stay in your lane or you're going to get disqualified, Eric. That happens. If it doesn't work and did happen, can you? Uh, can we reconcile it as an Elseworld story? Or is it just tell me the that. reservation? Yeah, you don't have a problem with that. And, no. I, you know, you might avoid them like the Earth One stuff. But right. hey, I just don't just care for thing. it. I know. And we have no idea what to make of it. Lots of combinations, uh, permutations to be sure. But the question of continuity is something you guys dwell on. So permit me to offer my two cents. Long story right. short, continuity is nice. But don't let that get in the way of a good story because DC clearly isn't. I agree now. I, I really do. Okay, the thing problem is, is I'm looking for something that's in continuity, but I'm also looking for a good story. It's far and few in between yeah. at this point. Yeah, that's the problem is a lot of times this leave the continuity behind hasn't led to good stories just in general. Also, it's funny, too, because they really have gone back to that DCYOU story over continuity. But Dan DiDio is running scared from the last time he claimed that he, he pronounced it and people lost. <laughs> their shit so he's keeping quiet (laughs) laughing to himself i know what you're doing danny boy yeah 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 and and we realize this i told you we we have different ideas of what continuity is is more important things like that and and really by the end of it my whole deal is the story and the writer himself or herself has to maintain their own continuity in their own book plus i need a comic book reality that i can get a grip on and a lot of times that doesn't happen that's when i get really mad uh the problem that you have is basically we have years of stories in just this new 52 dcyou rebirth continuity they're supposed to mean something and then they're just shoved aside for no reasons a lot of times but he says when i jump back into comics around christmas dc was offering a ridiculous sale on digital versions of trades comics on my tablet madness i tells you i love them (laughs) on my tablet so for the low low price of five bucks a piece i grabbed every major continuity point in the dcu since my touchstone moment crisis on infinite earth i tried reading them in chronological order to figure out what the heck has happened over 30 years it was glorious frustrating confusing all at the same time sounds like my marriage what did i learn 
first, DC, where, where's my thing? Go. <laughs> DC had its universe wrapped up in a tidy bow after Crisis. Uh, it then spent the time following diligently, yeah. working to recreate the That's reasons why Crisis happened in the first place. So now our beloved DCU has more combinations, permutations, etc. than ever. This, my friends, is hell on a new reader. Second, DC has moved for, farther and farther away from a shared continuity. If I had to peg at the point that this uh, appeared to really kick in, it's when Jeff Johns abandoned the corner office at DC. Johns is a gifted writer, not without his faults, but certainly one of the better writers that DC has had and has a knack for the big picture and for getting all boats rowing in the same direction. 52 is perhaps the epitome of this skill. To get a handful of writers and artists working together for an entire year to tell reasonably compelling stories with B-list characters and make it work, that's skill and vision and play. But alas, the siren call of Hollywood dragged Johns away from us and away from Doomsday Clock. May we ever see the end of that series. And boy, you're just making me want to put my Doomsday Clock song after this, right, Eric? I always look to get that in there. With John's gone, DC has a two-headed monster at the helm. They have Jim Lee, a gifted artist whose work at Image suggests that, as a writer, his gifts Don't lie in being an artist. Don't even know he does at DC. He, uh, you know what he get, does at DC? He gets a free pass. That's what he gets. That's Everybody what, comes down on does. Dan DeDio, but nobody ever talks you know about why? Jim Lee. Because Dan DeDio, he wants to be the villain. He loves it. He's he loves heel. to be the heel. Jim Lee, every picture of that guy's smiling. Looks like he'd come over and you'd, you'd make you dinner in your own house. He's I'm got a lot you, of kids. He's still I smiling. Those, I don't smile. Two, half the time I think about those two being co-publishers at DC, I just think of what we had in the Batman Who Laughs this week where Batman picks up you know, the, the Bruce Wayne warden. Yeah. That's Jim Lee picking up Dan DiDio, taking all the yeah. fire. Oh, my God. They also have Dan DiDio, not so gifted writer. That's being nice. It really is. I I mean, why? Why does he even try? Writer's decisions and behavior from his periodic DC Daily interviews suggest he is busier playing politics with the upper levels of AT&T Warner DC management than with the creative process. And maybe that is something that, because we don't know, maybe that takes a lot out of him. These gentlemen love comics. Got a lot of kids, too. And I do. Yeah, I do. Well, I'm talking Dan DiDio now. Jim Lee has like 70 million kids. That's what gets me mad. doing i sit there and i do look and i'm like how dare you have all those kids like me and still smile why why isn't your soul crushed how dare you but they aren't thinking with a larger picture of mind something that is badly needed if you're going to build a larger continuity instead the deal and lee have brought in talent and let those guys set up fiefdoms and they have and i think that things have gone too long and i hope that out of all of this when all is said and done and this whole rebirth leading into what we have now that they kind of behind the scenes say listen we need to set up some rules about lengths of of runs because they they do get stale and and it's weird too it's it's like one of those where Batman's still selling, so you go with the flow, but Batman always sells, and you, you got to start looking at a bigger, bigger picture. Instead of a single DC universe, we really have a shared pool of characters in a handful of universes. The most glaring is the Bendis Wonder Comics sub-label, but it's not the only one, as Gerard Way has his young animal imprint, but that's the thing. That is made to be separate. That has been yeah. spelled out to be separate. Bendis has gone on and on in continuity, in continuity, please. But it goes beyond that. Individual writers have staked out their own turf as well. Tom King writes an entirely different Batman than Peter Tomasi. And depending on the book, Bane is wearing pants. Another song there. Eric Bendis has Superman fighting Leviathan on Earth, but Scott Snyder has him lost in space in Justice League. It goes on and on for each writer and book. A degree of this is expected. And a, gr- a degree of that is me and Eric, 
never get upset about that. We would yeah. never say like, oh, Justice League this, that. That's just how it always is. I don't mind that. Writers should be encouraged to be creative. Coordination is critical if continuity is important at all. You know how the creative types have these multi-day meetings every year or so. Tell me it's not like a creative Game of Thrones right now at our favorite label. House Bendis will bring House White Snyder Walkers. to its knees when it unleashes the Naomi upon the DCU. To their credit, I don't know what he's saying. I, I, is, is Sean Bean still alive in the- to their credit, DC management, to Dio and Lee, presumably, have had their hands tied. Jeff John's doomsday clock was full of promise but uh, for big things to come in DC land, but now he can't be bothered to finish it. DC <sighs> Clara has been waiting on John to provide that continuity lift, but it's not coming. So it looks like DC management surveyed at what it had a big, a bunch of kind of big renegade storylines and creators tried to retrofit a larger continuity narrative into it with the year of the villain. It does seem like it's slapped together a little, but I'm excited about it. The early result is about what one could expect. Hungarian goulash, which I am a big fan of. How about you, Eric? You ever, I, you I don't like know the goulash? I think you've had, you probably had I'm it. Probably didn't have. realize. Yeah. Maybe. It does I not make me excited I, I to read more DC books. Personally, the word goulash. You, you don't like the goulash? I, I, I don't say I, I don't like it. I think I, I actually say it later in the podcast. I think I say goulash later in like Wonder Woman Maybe. or something. Instead, it makes me happier about having made the reading choices I made. That might change as Yo, well, Yote V rolls out. Uh, that's Year of the Film. I'm like, what uh, is Yote V? Uh, but right now it looks like the Dio and Lee slamming square pegs in the round holes. So what are we left with? Individual stories with characters that we love and no rock solid continuity to speak of. And that's where I think we best reconcile ourselves until DC decides to proactively build out a larger continuity, jumping off point. Listen, the continuity kid doesn't uh, holster his guns just because he's, he's giving bang, up. Bang, bang, baby. <laughs> bang bang Bart here by a creator who can deliver the goods. There's no sense in banging one's head. Bang bang over the inconsistencies and frustrations of what we see. But if that's what I we should do from now will? on. And and I've been told that people are like, ah, you know, we had a guy leave the Patreon and basically said, I'm sick of hearing Eric yell about continuity and you rolling about setup, whatever. Maybe instead of saying about the the catchphrase. You just say bang, bang. And then I know that you're mad about the continuity. We just move on. <laughs> I'll put that as like, all right, we'll talk about that one later. I'd like you to and, and say it real sexy. Try it right now and work it out. I, I'm like, hey, bang, uh, bang. Ca- Cassie, Cassie Sandsmark. She never had the uh, silent armor. Bang, bang. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Read a book and take it for what it is. Is it a good book? Is it drawn well? Does it tell a compelling story? If so, what does continuity matter when it clearly doesn't matter to the folks putting the material out? And yeah, it's 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 a but, fight. But I'm that the fan of the losing. material. I know. Well, I'll get on a it's little a bit after this to I've tell you. more than the writer. Well, I'll tell you later uh, when we're done. We're almost done the mail. Uh, why I do think that this is the case but also why it's hard to let that go. And there is a good individual books out there. I was especially taken with Deceased, Elseworlds, Eric. Elseworlds, right? Yeah. Spelled out Elseworlds. Green Lantern, <laughs> Morrison, I, I Elseworlds. That is. That, that, that is universe uh, Morrison there. Uh, and might as well be in Elseworlds, but because it's not spelled out, it's a little weird. And I, I did talk to Tom about this because he really liked that. I pointed out last I also last can't episode. say that's a really good story either. Yeah, well, he ended up reading that and it was a good enough one shot for him. But reading that series, I'm still just because we spent so much time and effort reading how Jordan the Green Lantern Corps leading into this and having everything pushed aside. It does take me a little bit 
to get my bearings of a new writer, but also to see if I can trust him. And if I like the stories, Grant Morrison hasn't gotten there yet. So we'll see. But also Batman TMNT, which was awesome last week. That is a full Elseworld story. So I can go with that. And, And again, though, this is part three of that. It's the trilogy of those books. You can't go against the continuity you've set in and, you know, Tynan doesn't. He goes with his own continuity, which I'm good with. All told solid fun stories that drew me in as a reader. Art was solid in the case of GL, spectacularly creative in every book. And all uh, apparently tossed uh, basic DC continuity in the shredder. But that doesn't diminish the fact they're still good books. So why not enjoy them as just that good quality entertainment? Now, also, I'll tell you that you read a number one. Uh, you know, a number down and another number one. So when you have these number ones like Batman, TMNT and Deceased, y- you get the rules, you get going, you can enjoy it. But yeah, this Green Lantern, it, it does seem all over. Some people like it. Yeah. They're just going to go with it being their book. Also, a lot of people uh, are not in the situation that they have to read and review almost every book, which we are. So we've also made stands already. We've made statements. We've said what we enjoy, don't enjoy and stuff like that. And when it gets thrown out the window for no apparent reason, it does kind of throw us off as well. And oh, my little rant turned into one. I say apologies for that, but don't apologize ever for that. Thanks for everything you do and brightening my week and the weeks of so many others. And enjoy the books. Be good. And that is Tom. And I Thank said you, to him, he, he, we were talking kind of about this and then he sent in the mail kind of, you know, all of his thoughts in there. And I did mention to him that that it is weird when I'm on with Brandon and Double A Ron on the Marvel deal. I don't have that continuity deal there because I don't know the continuity. Right. I am just here for so I do see me enjoying books more than say Brandon or Aaron who know more of the continuity. So I see that if I can put the blinders on. I really do. In fact, you know, people may not agree listening to the podcast a lot of times. I do love comics and I do love a good written story, but you you kind of get stuck in these deals where you've invested so much time and effort in a continuity where there's things that are spelled out as major points. And then all of a sudden they just go against them and you don't know is you you can only assume they're lazy. You know, sometimes it's just like, boy, you just didn't. And then you get upset. And, and that is something to get upset at. You don't want to read, a, you know, a book that you think the writer's lazy just because they throw something out and sometimes throws things out that are your favorite things and stuff like that. But with that all being said, we're all waiting for whatever gets this continuity in order, because whether or not you're a guy who cares about continuity as much as Eric or doesn't care as much about continuity, I, I'm not as much as you, but it's a mess. And everybody is saying that. And that's a problem. It's a problem when you're you're arguing and, and talking with people where the end of the argument, basically the be-all, end-all, end of the argument is DC doesn't care about continuity. Why do you? And and that kills us because they should care. That should be – Well, I'm saying though that, that people are saying this and they're right. DC doesn't care. They don't care at all. So it, it's going to anger you. And that's why, but yeah, that's that's the end of almost every argument about continuity now, where you go like, well, Tom King has Man Bat in, in Arkham. He's a hero in JLD. And like, eh, who cares? Nobody else cares. And people have given up. They've given up. And, and so they're waiting for good, world. I'm still waiting for good stories. Bang, bang. <laughs> Yeah, you get a good story, but to have Man Bat in one panel just to get one punched by Batman without dialogue, th- that's lazy. 
that's lazy and ridiculous. That's Brian Michael ridiculous. Bendis writing a Robin and spoiler, which he knows nothing about, and is too lazy to look up a Wikipedia where it would tell you oh, everything that, you need to know right now, and or, instead goes against everything. Or Euro the villain, Batgirl being told she was part of the Seven Soldiers of Victory. I, I don't, I don't know where these things are popping up from. And just please, just, just well, they go I'm too just far Green sometimes. Arrow still being Green Arrow in yeah. Seattle. Yeah, well, they they just go. I think that's one of those like, hey, you know that nonsense that every we don't need that. We need him <laughs> back in Seattle, and he's going to be Green Arrow. But even so, it's just it's frustrating because you you start being shown that you care or know more than the people who really should. And, and it sucks. But, hey, I'm going to be more positive from now on. Maybe not this week. So you say I this forgot every about week. that. I know. I don't know if you realize this, but up until now, Eric, I've been – I'm going to be positive, Jimmy. Now, fun time, oh, God, Jimmy. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered that. Fun time, Jimmy's arrived. I hope he stays, Eric. But yeah, that that's the first section of mail. Tom, you got your own section there. I'm, I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we're going to go off to more books. Big events falls to pay the way. Now it keeps getting delayed. Wake me up. When Tuesday clock ends Every issue that comes to pass Can remember what happened in the last Wake me up When Tuesday clock ends There goes Jeff Johns again
me later and ask when we're doing the show I wanted to punch him but don't really know where to go So I got no sleep and here is what I have to say Please listen to me and don't rely on Eric Shea Tribute, Eric. It continues, and so does the podcast. I don't like this uh, Continuing episode. on to this next... <laughs> it's all for you. Yeah. Uh, for this Damn next you. bunch of books. Uh, and yeah, we have a three-book section here. Shazam and The Flash and JLO. That JLO. Are we going to talk about that, Eric? We, we, get we, we have to, oh, I thought. Well, we're going to start with your book of the section, and what is that? Oh, the best book of the week, Shazam number five, written by Jeff Johns with art by Marco Santucci, Dale Eaglesham, Scott Collins, Max <laughs> Rayner, Mike Atea, and Rob Lee. The Shazam family are split up into two into groups of two in three different worlds of the Magic Lands, and each group are nope. going to have to keep their wits about them if they plan nope. on surviving the trip. Hopefully, though, now that Black Adam is on the case, the family will be able to survive their encounters. That is, if Black Adam doesn't kill them first. Yeah, uh, I didn't read this full issue until tonight, and up until now, I was really worried because I. First off, when are you, you ever one Lenny of the Schwartz? highest scores? I was a little worried about him as well. I was getting that. No, really, what I was worried about is when is Eric Shea one of the most positive guys in town? Somebody I mean, came that, and dethroned me. Came in with a ten out of ten. Still though, no, that's always going to happen. But uh, you know those ten out of tens. But boy, I was worried because Eric Shea thinks that this is a really good book, and was telling Bees, me. But old Lenny Schwartz, he, he gave it under a one. I thought, a oh, my, what, how is it going to be? Well, who's going to win out in this battle? Uh, but I think that Eric Shea did. And I will tell you, you already did you say your score already? Did you spoil no. that? Or no, you, I did okay. not. Because I, if you don't know what Eric's score is, when you find out it's mine as well, me and you are right on the button with that. And I'm not even talking about that button, Eric. And, and it starts off. Anymore. And and it starts off. And I I've been enjoying this. And this is one of the things where I know when I love a book because and this is where you'll find out and you might throw it back at me. I don't love the Doomsday Clock yet. No? I really like it. I love this book. So delays, I realize, don't affect me like some other books. Uh, the Doomsday Clock, the delays are way past yeah, that anyway. Like you problem. really get delayed. But this book gets delayed. It goes back. It does not make me confused where we are. Jeff Johns is such a good writer that when you get in there, he doesn't have to recap in the way that a lot go like, hey, Shazam found himself in the magic lands and he did this. No, you have a couple pages and as characters are introduced and whatever, you, you get a couple lines yeah. that get you right on the, you know, right on board the trolley once again. And that's how this is. I will tell you that Tom ended up reading this and, and gave me a note because I told him Shazam's one of the better books. You know, he's trying to grab favorites. onto yeah. some of these new ones that he hasn't reading and he ended up reading this without reading any of the other four and basically said yeah i, yeah, I knew exactly what was going <laughs> on i'm good now some reviewers lenny he he has no idea what's going on it doesn't seem like he wants to figure it out because boy this is not a confusing issue not at all no, uh, no, you know no, if you've not. been reading this you're pretty much on board with everything that's going on it starts with black adam which was the awesome cliffhanger last issue and pretty much black adam 
he, he thinks that Billy's screwing things up and also should never have been Shazam. This is his M.O. It, it, there's just it's the not idea. Like, what, like, you, know, you get caught up immediately with Black Adam's M.O. for the whole thing. It's like, why did the wizard Shazam give yeah. Billy Batson this power? And he's opened up the magic lands. He has no idea what turmoil this could cause if there is like a war that breaks out. And I like the idea, too, that it's not even the Earth that Black Adam thinks of first. It's just Kondok. And then he thinks yeah. it's, and the Earth itself could be in ruin because of this whole thing. I'm like, I have to go as Black Adam and stop this by killing Billy Batson, the yep. scorn of my life at this point. And the biggest problem I have, though, with this whole bit with Black Adam and the Rock of Eternity looking at the map of the Magic Lands, he needs to figure out what Billy is. And I had no idea up until this point that the goddamn Rock of Eternity is infested with magical lizard monsters. Yeah, because magical he, lizards. He crushes this lizard he just finds on the ground in order to use blood magic to find out the Billy's in the Funlands. But I'm like... If I was Billy Batson or any of the Shazam family kids at this point, and I'm just hanging out in this Rock of Attorney, I don't want the magic anymore because this place is infested with lizards. I can't deal with that. Yeah, I don't know. They seem pretty cool, like no, lizards. I don't you know, like lizards. A lot of people like those lizards. Wrong turn on a lizard at one point, so there. Um, but yeah, yeah, he crushes it, throws the blood. I thought he was a good witch, a good boy witch. He's using blood magic. He throws I, I it on there, finds it out where too, he is. I first where this goes, because when he crushes this lizard, the blood splatters against the map, and it does go over top of like, you know, a symbol. I think it is, that's just the Earthlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, yes. That is blood magic. I'm like, no, you just squashed some blood onto this goddamn map. That's <laughs> yeah, not, he's, but no, that it, he's just playing around. He's like, yep, blood magic it is. And then uses some other way to find out where Billy is. Uh, yeah, follows uh, the and, little footprints. Yeah, yeah, really. And he goes in. And with this issue, this is one of the craziest issues. It, there, there are four artists on this. Now, again, a book that's delayed that then gets four artists. You just wonder what the heck is going on. Is it the story changes so much? Is it, it usually one artist who can't keep up right. can be replaced with another artist to finish up? I think when four this artists is a, I think spell four out artists a lot of my mind going is that on. We need to get this out now, so we're just going to like you know tally it out, and so we though, can get it out at once. So crazy to have a, a this is not a 40 page book with that doesn't affect my my like of the book at all and it's funny I think too that because all the artists have their own little deal and oh I, yeah. I i dig Even them all scott collins who i'm not a yeah. huge fan of he does the game lands with eugene and pedro and i think because it's just those individual everybody gets their own look it works for that whole section yes. plus jeff johns i think spends the most time with the characters in the game lands to make sure yeah. that you understand who eugene and pedro are as and people again, and i think it that, works really well is that the deal and maybe that actually was the thing roundabout what against what i said the thing that causes delay in this is that Jeff Johns is getting fancy and wants all the lands to have their own look and things like that because that does work out. It does work. Um, so when you're going with this though, the game land part that's the best. And, and I like it, too, because it's Jeff Johns continuing the story, but also working on some backstory of Eugene, even a little of Pedro by the yeah. end of that. And, and it's me. stuff that I like. Yeah, that's what I like. And this is where when I said and I, I've told you a million He's a times, kid. Can't any catch a time, yeah, well, any time <laughs> kids get taken to another world. I'm in, right? Yeah. And so when you do or that, your basement. though, the, yeah, my attic, maybe. I, I have comics up there, Eric. I, I get them up there for that. When you do this, though, you end up where now you've you've got me. You know, I, you got the you've got the lead. I'm in there. But what you have to do in there is show me more of the kids being yeah. kids. 
are reacting to the world around them, things like that. And yes, this is very, you know, Narnia-esque, this whole story going on. I like it, though, because this is where Pedro and Eugene are in a world where this is Eugene's, this is what he's always wanted. This is his dream world. Yeah, they're kind of trapped there. They are, you know, have to get out and save their family, things like that. Eugene is giddy because he actually got sent off to a world world. that's, yeah, the problem is this is the worst thing for Pedro, so it really works out that way, and Pedro is just like, he, the whole time you you can see, he's just scared, he doesn't know what's going on, things are going, and and he's in real life, yeah, he's a big guy. And, and, you know, even when he's his normal deal, and I, I even get that through the art and things like that, things are moving way too fast for him in the in this world <laughs> and things like that. And I, I really like it. So you have that. While you have that, you do have what it makes me pull my score down a little is the part with Shazam and Mary, with yeah. Billy and Mary. It's very quick and very much leads to the idea that by the end of it, Shazam could have done this all along. I know. It's one of those. That's that's the only thing that throws me off. Kind of message the whole idea where, well, King Kid wants the living lightning. He wants Shazam to give him his power so he can, you know, have the power that he's wanted this whole time. He's wanted to be the seventh, like, you know, champion before. And this is how he's going to do it. He's going to say, look, I'll I'll send you and Mary home. You just have to give me your power. And I'm like, well, what about them, King Kid, pointing to all those people who have turned over 18 years old who are in the dungeons of the Funlands, keeping the amusement park going and all. Like, you are as bad as your parents and the whole idea and that's or, a trigger exactly it is a gigantic trigger but the whole idea where we have to have our message of the story where shazam is the good guy to tell you like yeah. you know you can't be like this you're being well, everything that I you like hated that. your entire I, life i don't mind that as much because there's this other part of the story in my mind that i think is developing that i think is really funny here because you have a black adam that little kid <laughs> that get that kid and then in the in these lands though he he's acting more like the, an adult that kid you know king wants to king kid wants so it's one of those where it seems to be a clash heading there where one guy who's the villain thinks that billy is too much of an adult the other one thinks he's too much of a kid and i do think by the end maybe when he goes in black adam might see that that's the case though at the end he kind of gets waylaid anyway there's a little detour that he gets but i do like the idea that black adam starts off with that kid he never deserved it he's just a little brat but that's what being that little brat because he's not really that is what's going to end up getting him killed again in there as well so i do like that but the idea that mary can't say she's got a gag Shazam, on. Yeah. She's got a gag on that only really is the thing is Shazam just has to rip it off. That that's yeah. all it is. And then he's like, "Well, I tried to do it the right way." I'm like, "Yeah, no, just rip it off." And then the right way is to have Mary be, you know, Miss Marvel, and then you work no Mary things Marvel out then. or Mary Marvel, but work things out then. You, you know what I mean? This idea of oh, well, I gave King Kid a chance. Eh, kind of but yeah you <laughs> i just, gave him a you, chance i yeah. told him that he was as bad as what he was yeah. sworn against that's he what got i'm saying mad. i ripped this off and now so now what's we have mary gonna marvel. happen if he agrees you're gonna have mary marvel anyway i mean it's all gonna lead to just do it and, and get on with it and try to you know figure it out but as now him go. and mary have to kick some butt yeah yeah well they would have anyway that's what i'm saying that's what king extended- would have said you know what billy batson you are wise beyond yeah. your years you are correct sir i will let all the kids yeah. go yeah i'll let everybody go and i'll just stop doing everything that i'm doing now that was, See, never that, that was the other option yeah that was never gonna happen <laughs> also it's kind of you know being a dick for shazam to just come down and demand all that i mean the guy has his own king he's royalty for christ's sakes you can't just how dare that. he come down and say that slavery's wrong you're right no, really that's true he <laughs> 
you know, or hey, how about this, Shazam? Uh, I, you want my kingdom? To ki- how am I going to do it without these people? Give me another option. But no, well, they're look, just you know going to kick do? butt. I'll give you a bunch of hoops, a bunch of sticks. That's your amusement park from now on, King Kid. Well, what I'm saying, though, is pretty much you get all this leading up to a rushed one panel. That's just like, boom, say it, Shazam. I look breathtaking. Here we go. And so the I other she parts, I think, are more developed. Yeah, she does. Uh, and then you are in the gamer lands. And that whole deal is Eugene has to get enough points to end up getting an ID. Then and he has to cash him in. Him and, and Pedro both talking back to the refs of this whole thing, they're already in negative points. And they have to be able to f- face the game master in order to get out of the game lands. But in order to get a gamer ID, they have to take over a bunch of their points, exchange it for a gamer ID, puts Eugene being the ultimate gamer that he is, talking about how he's lived his entire life in video games because he's been bounced around from foster home to foster home before he got to the Vasquez's. Even at the Vasquez's, he still lives his life in this whole escapism of video games. So this idea, like, look, this game master may never have been beaten before. She has never fought Eugene Choi. You know, like, I am made for this. But the problem is, now that he has turned over all of these points to get this gamer ID... Mm-hmm. He doesn't belong on this level anymore. He's not allowed to race the Game Master. Now it's all up on Pedro. And Pedro, he ain't so good at the video games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's like the twist thing. But Pedro, and you have Eugene basically saying, just relax. Uh, you know, I'll run you through this. I'll be able to talk to you. It get off the level, anyway. and, and he's like, please don't get in that spaceship that looks like it has basketballs for wheels. We don't need that. Get on, you know, the that's Tron a, cycle or cool something. That's a cool-looking one, huh? It's terrible. <laughs> uh, get on the war wheel, Pedro, whatever you do. But yeah, he's going to end up having to do that. In the meantime, you do have kind of where you're going to have the clash going on or at least where you're going to get tawny going on tawny has uh you know he's been taken where he has to eat the humans that yeah. are being punished and which that's the thing are- is we don't get a huge like you know big backstory into freddie and darla in this whole thing we get more on tawny and the idea of the wildlands where the uh, the humanoid animal people of this world they fought back their human masters to the yeah. point where they are now the civilized folk but tigers at the last moment they betrayed the rest of the animals so yeah. now in this new utopia of animals Tigers are still looked down upon even worse than man because of what like betraying them at that last minute during their battle. So tigers are pretty much the executioners of man where they are forced just to be the animals that they are and eat the other things. And like Tony doesn't want to. And pretty much this is all set up by Mayor Crunkett, the uh, elephant mayor who – Ends up that it's one of those where he even has scratches and the one eye's taken out. He He's one of those guys. I mean, he is racist towards all tigers because of something that happened to him and has yeah. set this up. Tawny, we already know, is a good guy. And so it's kind of a wink-wink a deal that you're like, okay, you know, uh, Darla and Freddy are, are sentenced to death with the tigers. But one of the tigers there is Tawny because he's thrown in there, though he hasn't been fed. He, you know, it's all set up to end up killing uh, you know, Freddie and Darla, but I like the idea that it's set up like, oh, Tawny, he he's gonna he's gonna go good, he's gonna go back. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna go back with them though. You know what I mean? I don't know how they continue a book with a tiger walking yeah. around with them normally. You, it, it worked in the old comics. Yeah, I'm saying Give though, it's not, I I have a fear. Yeah, I'm <laughs> you, I I have a, a bad feeling for what happens to Tawny. Or it's one of those where they go back and they're like, okay, Tawny, you're gonna stay at the Rock of Attorney. He's like, this is like what King. 
kid does to people over 18. I'm in a dungeon, but we'll see. Or he'll just basically turn into a cat and well, Darla thing, walk yes, around you know, with her. Ha- having this character of Talkie Tawny in this whole thing, I like the idea that we might be able to say that maybe, you know, Mayor Crunkett was wrong about this whole thing. Yeah, Tigers I, I think are, he was. you know, exploited at this point just because uh, the lies been made up about them. Yep. So they because can live amongst just because, against Tigers. That, exactly. You know. Back in Philadelphia, though, when we first had Jeff Johns working on the yeah. Shazam story and the backups of the Just League in the New 52, we did have the idea that Tawny was just a tiger in the Philadelphia Zoo, which he yeah. really enjoyed, which I really liked. I'm like, okay, that's a cool way to modernize Yeah, and it this. didn't go very far with it, no. though. They, they ended up having kind of like the the lightning kind of show you, ooh, it's going to be, and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I like this, though. I, I, would, I like the idea of the Philadelphia Zoo as well, like you said. But I like this. And if anybody's going to have tawny as like a cat as a pet it, it's got to be darla right she's got to be the one who <laughs> oh, would be yeah. walking it, it is so great i don't think now, tawny would want to be treated as a pet though i don't know but that's what i want to have but you know it's one of those where she's gonna have to pretend that he's the, the cat and say i don't know but that's what i'm saying i don't know how you go forward with it afterwards except that way where they're like hey and you, you would have the vasquez right. like and that's well the thing is, you know we still, we're not allowed to have pets here but well, we still we'll, have we'll what we saw go. in that first backup i think with mary about yeah. you know hoppy her freaking you know shazam bunny that she has yeah, it went out like, it. what happened to that well we're gonna have all those there's gonna be pets galore and it's it is weird that we don't have those backups anymore i like that um but yeah the, it all ends and it's like everything is leading to this number six issue for all the things coming to a head including where you have black adam who is heading there to get them and kill you have you know mary and uh billy there you know beaten butt you have all these things going on but at beaten butt and then you have Pretty much. Sounds like a new cartoon. Adam, my name's Black Beat. Adam's my name's Butt. And this is our beaten story. Butt. Beaten, beaten butt. butt. I don't think that would get through the censors. Uh-huh. You, you end up where Black Adam is stopped on his way to go get Billy. And uh, you say who it is. It's, it's Dr. Savannah here. Yep. Friggin wanting to say, you know, well, you got two choices, Adam. You can either join Mr. Mind's Monster Society of Evil or you can die. Because as we saw here, you know, actually, no, we, we see here, but we saw before in the backups where Dr. Savannah does have magic along the lines of Black Adam and, yeah. you know, Shazam, stuff like that. So he is a formidable opponent to Black Adam here. I just want to know how he got in the tunnels of the Funlands at the Rock of Eternity without Black Adam seeing him. Yeah, yeah. well, he kind of just gets there. It looks maybe, yeah. you know, he's just like, boom, and, and goes. But uh, the, the idea at the end, so I like to. jump from what we were doing before to try to, you know, collect people. I know we're collecting Black Adam to a degree for the get, yeah. to try to get him to join the Monster Society of Evil here. But we only had one other real instance of Savannah and Mr. Mind trying to collect somebody well, and using this is magic. The thing is, this is the deal where I think that what we were led to believe, in my mind, that we had Black Adam. Oh, man, things are going to heat up. I, I think that this is going to be in the background for a while. We'll see what well, Black Adam and does. That's, because- and actually, that's a problem I have right now because in the background still with all these different stories that I have, we're breaking everything up in these different little chapters with different no. artists. We still have the mystery of Billy's father hanging yeah. out the Vasquez yeah. house. Well, like, that's what I'm saying. so I much think story that, and not enough time to tell yeah, it. I think that that all is going to be like, you know, as we go on, we'll get a little bit of that here, a little bit of that there once they do get out of here. But I do like the idea Savannah's is like, listen, you got two choices. You join Mr. Mind's society or you die. And then Black Adam's like, I have a third idea. I want Savannah. No, no, no. I, I said two choices. <laughs> you don't get a third. But yeah, they're going to fight. I remove your head, on. Savannah. Yeah, yeah. I like so them we'll apples. see how it goes. And yeah, well, I, I don't like I those apples, Black Adam. The, 
I like all the art in this. Uh, yeah, again, so like I. you said, Scott Collins. Uh, Not my favorite artist, we're but a little we're away here. from. I like it. I like all the others as well. Uh, I really, really like uh, the part in the animal lands. You know, the oh, wild lands. I think that looks so good. I don't um, know. I, yeah. I think Marco Santucci's part on you know the Black Adam bits oh, at the beginning and end. Too. I think yeah, is the yeah. best part. Even though Dale Eggersham yep. does kill it in my mind for the fun yeah. lands. It's just yeah. everybody has their own flavor here, and it all works really yeah, well I for like this it. book. Yeah, I really like it. Uh, what did you give it then? I ended up giving this issue an eight point five out of ten, and that's mostly because of how separated we are. Like I talked about before when we first started reviewing the book, how I thought it would take forever for us to explore all these fun lands we're doing it in a clever way now by splitting up the kids it's just we're only getting little snippets of it here and there which is not exactly as much fun as i want out of it's still good time don't get me wrong i love this book and the idea that because of all this different story we have little snippets of stuff that we kind of showed before with savannah and the you know the monster society of evil billy's father and we're not really getting back to a lot of that, even though we have Savannah here and Black Adam. It's just even adding Black, even adding Black Adam here, it just seems like another thing to add on top of things that like we don't have a lot of room to talk about. It seems like but yeah. Well, my series. big thing is love the issue. Uh, yeah, we have that sort of problem in a lot of books. I I trust Jeff Johns to get back to it, so I can wait for that and be you know a little more patient than sometimes I am with other writers. But the thing about this issue for me, why I'm at an eight five as well, is kind of because you you are getting a lot of info and this issue while there's some fun parts wasn't as fun as the other issues now it's also because there's some you know fighting you got some dark stuff with yeah. you know in the wildlands about the time so it isn't actually set up to be you know a rip-roaring great time uh i just need more of darla and then that ups the fun ante to me and even freddie with her i like as well so i, I just want uh, them to finish this up, like you said, get off. And I, I want to have some more fun of them just being kids as well. Uh, but yeah, I like it. And like I said, I like all the art in it. So eight, five for me, but we're going to go on to the next book, which is a book that we've been struggling with a bit on the podcast and even on the site uh, to, to enjoy. And it is flash number 70. This one is, and, and with it, this is the start of the year one, Joshua Williamson story. So, I, I just said it about Shazam. What I really, what can win me over in a book is fun. Oh, yeah. If you can have a fun issue, I can put aside the idea, hey, you know, it's not going that much forward in story or, oh, this is going on or that's going on. Fun can trump a lot of things for me. So I thought, and I even said, I think the last time we talked about Flash, that the idea of Joshua Williamson getting done that story, his last story, you know, the force quest and all that stuff. It it seemed rushed to get to this year one. So when we get to the year one, I thought, boy, hopefully this is his reset button. He can start enjoying himself. He can get this going get the show on the road. And we're going to head to what maybe tell us a little thing about the still force. Yeah. I don't even care about that right now because this is year one. I I mean, I'm telling you, I don't think that he's ever going to tell us. Yeah. We end up with a cliffhanger. I I think that you're thinking something's going to go on different well, than I'm normal saying, we, we had, a, we had an avatar we had an avatar the still force here who, said, who made barry go back in his minds because he had to remember something about the still yeah. force in his year yeah. one and that's why you, we're here I, yeah, and you think that we've learned and he went on a force quest to learn about the <laughs> sage force and the strength i want to know nothing. anything about these forces yeah, i'm telling you i don't care about the forces at all because i know he's never going to tell them maybe he will if he does he's promised this before so i can't go i just want fun I want to see Barry Allen having fun, see, you know, maybe he's going to twist around the year one story, things like that. 
and this isn't that fun. And it, it, it threw me off. I do like the cliffhanger, though. But written by Joshua Williamson and Howard Porter, art by Howard Porter. Uh, uh, yeah, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Howard Porter and Hi-Fi. I guess they listed Howard Porter as, as a writer as well. I, I think they were doing storytellers. Yeah, so you have that going on. Um, it is time for Joshua Williamson's year one story to start. And I don't know if there's been a, there, a, if it's a been there, done that thing, or a fact that Williamson is rushing to get to the cliffhanger. But this should have been fun, and it wasn't. The cliffhanger's cool and tweets it in another direction. But this start for me was a bummer. And the big thing about it is if you're going to tell a year one story in a book that has had a year one before and is really, if, if there's any you know heroes in the whole lexicon of comic books and things like that, the Flash is your, you know, his origin is pretty well known. You, you oh, yeah. get a lot of, you know, hey, everybody should know Barry's origin, things like that. So, so I this imagine it's like, up, okay, time to tell a lot about August Hart and Barry's relationship yeah, with well, him that's is what the I got. problem is, is when we get at the beginning of this series that Joshua Williamson threw in that thing where August Hart was there to try to make, you know, Godspeed something more than he was, I guess. And so that's what part of this seems to be. But even that, it's not strange. And it's not that fun. And so you get the Did, whole you, you thing. You don't like little Barry Allen in the attic reading Flash well, Barry comic Allen's books? In the, uh, yeah, but this, again, it, it's okay. I, I think that he thinks we're supposed to have more of a feels for that. You get to it's see a, his mother there. It's, but- it's a weird thing, though, where the power's out and he wants to go up to the attic to read his mom's old Flash comic books because he likes reading about the old superheroes because they're cool. I'm like, if you enjoy reading these cool superheroes, why don't you bring these comics down to your bedroom? Why does it have to be an attic yeah. situation? That's <laughs> it's like That's attic I think it's things. A, I'm telling you, it's a weird situation where in my mind, it's either as, look, you keep those comics in the attic or you're going in the attic because his mom's a weird clean freak. Damn or right. on top of it, she has these comics still in long boxes from when she was a kid that were hers, but well, she she's a clean yeah, freak. Hers. Slash a hoarder at the same time. It's a yeah, weird hoarder. dilemma she's living and her life in. Listen here, Barry, into the crawl space with you. Also, I, I actually would have liked to have seen, the, you know, the mother and father here and kind of have a, a deal going on. But, you know, I, you yeah. don't really get much except for when he starts talking later. But yeah, exactly. The thing From the about exposition, you don't need much of it because you know, know what happened. It's well, like, it's, it's a weird thing. We're happened. doing Flash Year One, but we're not really talking about the Flash Year One and his motivations. No. To, because it's all narration boxes and here's, telling us here's the exposition. The problem. the problem is, is that you have a Year One here. And it's, it, again, by the end, it seems like maybe it was a bait and switch, but you have a Year One. That you want to show the big moments, but you don't show enough. So if somebody jumps in, if this is one of those where later on down the line, 10 years from now, somebody's like, I really want to know about the flesh. I'm going to get this Joshua Williamson uh, year one trade. He doesn't tell you enough, but if you know it, it's it's too much. It's there's it, it's like you can't win either way with this. And really, by the end, it's just not that fun. And, and you'll get the greatest hits here. You have Barry working August, like man, Barry, you, you're a better detective than me. You could tell this guy was running. And so you get them I just like, want to okay. know how the, the detective Hart didn't know. He's not even detective yet. But how yeah. he wasn't able to realize that this guy was running when he was in. There should have been blood spot. He should have been able to easily see this He's without a smart. CSI guy. Yeah, so it's 15 well, years even when we later find out with after, that. I'm saying even with that, when we find out that, you know, after Barry gets out of his coma and, you know, August has pretty much been given the detectorship yeah. because there just wasn't enough cops to get the job done or whatever, be it to be get a detective. Get him from somewhere else. Jeez. I know. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just it, it it's there. And while they're talking, of course, Iris comes in. It's Iris West. And I said to you, it, it's more May West to me. This dialogue is just Barry Allen never gives me the time of day. Oh, if it isn't Iris West, I'm like, what is this? An old time radio play? You, you have this deal where she's just there for a page just to show up. Say, you're giving me the cold shoulder, Barry. Uh-huh. See you later. Off she goes. Uh, uh, really? Like, what, There was what is no going reason on? for Iris West to no. be here at all. Uh, uh, just, uh, you know, August, man, you should call her and go on a date. I don't get it's now. Not my he's bag, not, I almost had him be Mae West. I don't get time for that. And and they're just going through this thing. And yeah, you then go to the lab. Barry gets struck by lightning and chemicals. He turns in the flesh, and, and it's just like if he's the fastest man alive. Joshua Williamson wants to get through this story the fastest way he can, and it's just you don't even get to have any fun with well, it. Well, it's even with the thing going on here where we have Barry in the lab. He's try- still going over his mother's evidence and stuff like that, trying to prove his father's innocence, and like yeah. it's intercut with you know Barry finding his mother as a child, him reading comic books, his, his like you know psychopath board making yeah, up all yeah. the evidence, Sing asking for evidence being processed now and then all of a sudden heart's just there talking about you know i need some help with my brother's case and stuff like that it's a weird transition to all these things just at the end of for barry to look at the window and get struck by lightning and then put into a coma but again if you're if you're gonna do this and it's also weird i I don't know why we're not reverse flash talk and this whole narration of these yellow boxes as well yeah, and, and I just as you were saying that, I, I just wanted to go over to the roundup just to see how many tens that it did get. Even the people, I had a blast. This is great seeing this new stuff, and this is a blast. That's my biggest problem. It's not a blast. It's just him doing things. You have fun stuff that you do show. So it's not like you're like, oh, people already know that he ran through his shoes and had to bet. That's a fun part. If you're going to show it, then then do something with it. Don't just show us and move along to not have fun with it. I mean, these, what you're getting here is what every flashbook always gives you when you introduce, you know, a number one or whatever, but they do it in two pages. This is like a Brian Michael Bendis, you know, Spider-Man retelling. This is taking too long, even for one issue, because we're not getting anything new until the end. I I am in a weird place here where it's a mixed bag, where I don't want it to be a thing where like a story that was an origin to a character that took eight pages back and they were now going to string out to six issues. But with having this one issue where Barry struck by lightning, and pretty much three pages later is already on the hunt for how to use his powers properly. Like it moves so fast where he's in the hospital and then just ends up running to the police station and nobody really notices him for the most part. But the whole thing is he is too okay with what's going on way too quick and then decides like, oh, I got to create new kind of shoes in order to do all this stuff properly. Yeah, and and I'm telling you, I know he's the fast man alive. It doesn't mean that his story has to move at the freaking speed of life. No, and and what what Joshua Williamson tries to do that he seems to want to combat what you're saying is just a journal it's dangerous these powers could they hurt me others uh, that's I'm not you, why enough why does he need to if write these down is very a goddamn dolt I, yeah i i don't know it's yeah why, why would you like somebody's, gonna get, somebody's one gonna get that journal with, with four jo- like jots of notes <laughs> dear journal ran fast today also for, uh, forgot to make my burrito. I don't know. Just with this, he's well, running. This thing, he's, he's doing this. So. Could have been basically what we get it by the end. You could have had what we had throughout eighteen pages done in two pages. It, it just should have been like, and it could have been done like he has done through this whole series. I'm Barry Allen. I was the fastest man alive. Actually, at one point, I was the fastest man alive. 
give us a montage of two spread pages. You did exactly what you did here. Nothing worse or better. And then get on with the story you're going to tell that we get at the cliffhanger, which is pretty cool that Barry does seem to run too fast because he doesn't know his powers. He does go through some time warp. He ends up during King, King Turtle's turtle's future again now i know that barry is a smart guy he's a csi you know like forensic scientist and stuff like that but just the idea that he can take donated wayne tech fireproof jackets and make boots out of them that are flame resistant but again that that would be fun to see and stuff like that it's just weird because we don't know you gotta it's one page where they're just there and he already fabricated them and that's what i'm saying that's he just i need better shoes and then the next page like i said this is a page two page montage spread out for 18 pages just to get to the end to show you well you know what this isn't really a year one story we're gonna go forward you know all these five story yeah yeah yeah. so you know you have that going on which that's interesting that's what I want to see. That is It's such a cool. weird idea, though. I know I know. I don't know where the story is going to go, but obviously it has to do with the turtle and the still force yeah. for that, what that steadfast avatar is talking about. Hopefully we do learn about, about the still force. But I just don't just, trust I agree. Them. I'm just saying, just the idea, though, that we have to open up Barry's mind in order to go back to when he first became the Flash for the knowledge that he had that for some reason he doesn't remember now. It's like, that's such a weird thing to say. Well, and also you're, you're like, hey, we got to go back to then so that you can do something you never did to go there. And, hey, and right, even the story. Future that we have in this whole where Barry runs too fast for the Shit's first time ends wrong. up Holy breaking moly. the time barrier. He's in the future now where it seems the turtle has taken over the world. And I'm like, all right. And as I'm reading this, I'm like, is this a world that's created now that Barry has broken the time barrier and there was never a flash to stop the turtle? But then by the end, we see an old Barry Allen that still seems to be, you know, fighting against the turtle. Yeah, like, he would have been from that the other future. future. Is yeah, this still a yeah. possible future? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see if that works out. And uh, it's yeah, like I the World Forge's future. I know. I that. do see at the end that Dan went with it because I I just copied Dan's uh, credits. I see the Howard Porter storytellers, but I like the art. Yeah. I, I like oh, uh, that. I, I, I'm not a huge Alan Porter guy, but I think this issue works really well for his style. I, I think that maybe if you're a Flash fan, even though you've seen the, all of this and it's just a retelling with August kind of thrown in a couple times, uh, y- you can maybe enjoy this a little. I see some tens. Also, I enjoy the, the last scene. couple pages because that's the new story yeah, there. I just wanted to have some fun when, with Barry what, realizing his powers. What's with the scene where Barry's walking and runs into that dad? And he's like, hey, the I, I thought, the idea of I thought they were going to throw City? down. <laughs> I, I thought that was going to be a throw down. And he's like, oh, sorry, buddy. And he's like, oh, it's okay, man. Things happen. Come on, kids. It's time to go in and, you know, it's getting dark out. Uh, what? Really? Is that just to tell you that it's nighttime? So when Barry goes and gets a, struck by lightning, I, I don't know why we why we have that scene. Oh yes, and there I, I just, August shows up. Huh? Looks like you're busy today, Barry Allen. Oh God. But yeah, there you and go. even the idea uh, that he comes back and nobody is batting an eye that he's been out of a coma and no. back at work. Oh, nobody told us you were out of a coma, Barry. You know that was the biggest news like four months and, ago, and, and, and like and, and, and everybody just takes it in stride real he quick. He got just discharged. You think that people would have found this out? They they would have known and and all that. And the thing is, he didn't get he discharged. He just ran. Nah. Yeah. Well, then again, they probably would have the police probably would have been informed. They probably would have been like, I don't know where he went. He's gone. And yeah, they're just like, we oh, there's Barry. It's, it's actually, actually, really, the, the Central City Police Department, they're not on the ball. Barry doesn't show up for work sometimes nine months out of the year. They don't care. August just they're gets just promoted, like, oh, doesn't deserve it. <laughs> yeah, really. 
he's just promoting. Can't even tell he's a guy there. was running when he got killed. He's he's Johnny Bravo, the detective. The suit fit. He's the detective. That's all you have to do is you have to fit the suit. But yeah, by the end though, I, I'm excited for what's going on. So I. I think that's Seems cool. cool. I just thought, boy, that was a big switch. And uh, with that, my score is all. All of those last couple pages and the art, which I always do like Howard Porter art. So, yeah, you might be shocked. I'm actually going a six because of the fact that that ending really threw me. And I'm I'm actually excited for the next issue of Flash. I can't say that I have been. It's just getting there was a slog of things that we already knew. And then the fun things just and being the thing is, I can't over. even say it was a slog because it was moving so fast. And I was yeah, actually it, disappointed that it, it was still take more time to, to deal me. with it. It was still a slog to me because that's what I'm saying. Every every page I had one. Ah, uh, then we go to the next one. He has running with a question mark. And then we get one. Ah, uh, top speed. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it wasn't my favorite issue, but it it looks like it has some promise going forward. So what did, what would you give it? Uh, because of the art, which I really enjoyed, even though I'm not a huge Howard Porter fan, um, I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10 because those last couple pages did give me like really excited for what's to come, even though it's not really in my mind a Flash year one story. It's like it might be Flash at the beginning of his powers. Th- this is dealing with some future stuff that like for some reason he forgets, but it yeah, does it's seem funny. interesting. It's, it's- it's the twist of it, Flash year one, but he's in the future. So this is the idea. You know, it's like, okay, we have a, a really young Flash who doesn't know how to use his powers, who has to do with the, like the, the biggest thing that he's ever done in his entire life that he doesn't remember for some reason. But even with that, I do look yeah. forward to everything going forward because it seems like something interesting coming out of the Flash book, which I really want at this point. It's just that even though I, do, I didn't want six issues to freaking pad out the origin of Barry Allen, I wanted a little bit more out of this than just, you know, three quarters yeah. of an issue where he's running and making three notes to himself about it. I wanted to see the, like the building of the suit, which we still might get. It's just, he was yeah. too comfortable with his powers too quickly for my liking, just waking up in the hospital and just running around. Okay. I'm good. Now going to make yeah. me some boots. I'm like, you, maybe you should have had a confidant or something like that. That even talk to about the idea that you're super fast now, yeah. but I look maybe forward to make what's it coming August. next. I Hopefully it all know. works together. I don't know, yeah. but 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, and, and yeah, I, I just also, because of the idea of me hoping this would be the reset button, I, I thought that this might be like one of those issues where it's a really good jumping on point, things like that. It, it really isn't, especially with, if you don't know who August is going with that, you'd be like, who's that guy? The whole idea of the still force. You would, So yeah, I, I think that that's a weird, though I did say all along, like why would we get another flash year one there is that twist so that's that's why i am a little more positive but we're going to go to the last book of the section <sighs> the slog eric can i use oh, that God, term now here this and was you a would, slog for now me. You, you would uh, agree it's justice league how many uh, pages do we need a freaking cyborg talking to his mother box about what we're watching going on <sighs> Justice League Odyssey. <laughs> Remember I told you that I wanted to have that button that we can hit and not talk about? Just dump it. it. it that, that's what I mean. Just, uh, that's not the just button. Dump it. That's us uh, running. That's not the button. Well, that's me. that's me saying to you, let's bionic run through this really quick. Uh, it is Justice League Odyssey number nine, written by Dan Abnett, art by Daniel Simpare, Juan Alboram, Ivan Placencia, and and World Design. Dan Abnett is still trying to pick up the pieces of this mess of a book, and while he seems to be heading in some sort of direction i just i just don't care anymore this needs a hard reset that i can only see happening if we get out of the ghost sector i just hope that by then it's not too late when if that even happens i I can't see this book lasting too long but i think that what we're doing here is treading water until whatever big thing is supposed to happen with the three justice league books 
Jim, Joshua Williamson was on this book. The whole idea is we have to go to these different worlds to find about the old gods, a scavenger hunt. Dan Abnett's on now. Now we have to go to these different worlds to get these different relics to make what we need here. Scavenger hunt. Like we got rid of a writer to bring on something new with a new writer that's doing the exact same thing. I know. And and so can you tell how depressed I am? It's uh, it's just depressing. It's and now the whole idea books. too that not only do we have this idea which we did enjoy last issue for the like you know Dark Side went back and set up this whole thing where the old gods do make sense being Starfire, Cyborg, and Azrael. Yeah. But now on top of it, Azrael does have godlike powers because he is, as we learned last issue, the voice where yeah. he can do the pretty much the god talk from Preacher. You know, like the voice yeah, of God. I'm like, what, what happened and why? And nobody and, seems to bat an eye about it. What's weird about it, and it does look Except like for by Jessica the end, Cruz. Uh, yeah, well, by the end, it does look like, uh, you know, something's going on with Darkseid doing all this stuff and whatever, but we don't know how or what or why. Now, the funny thing is, you know, as Ezreal goes through these, though, and starts talking, there's times when he's like saying dialogue. And the funny thing about it to me is, for the most part, in, in my limited Ezreal deal, is he's talking and the other characters, especially Jessica, like, man, why is he talking so strange? That doesn't, no, it kind of does sound like the real Asriel. It was the, you know, the, the other Asriel that was off before. And now I'm getting Rapture. confused. And the, yeah, no, I'm saying just in general, the Asriel that has been in the Batman detective comics and things like that does talk very religious like and things yeah. like that. So when he's there giving these, we have believed our, he, he doesn't sound off for the character. But problem is, he sounds off to the character. Character that started out in this book from Joshua Williamson. So it, it kind of is in a, a weird roundabout way, but everything is just boring. There's, you have, you know, no, I'm Cyborg. You, that's the most interesting part in the thing. We kind of just gloss over the idea that for some reason, Hezro has this, hey, how do you have these powers? I don't know. I think I've always had these powers. Yeah, Shut up, Azrael. You just can't say it's shit like that. Yeah, it's just that he's, you know, it seems like Darkseid has set some things up and, and going on. But I do like one thing about it. I do like the idea that Azrael pretty much spells out to them, listen, you know, the ghost sector, everybody thinks it's a place of death. You think this is worth it. No, no, no. And and you it's have seen, you have seen it kind of is because of what happened to Apocalypse and, and you know, oh, yeah, all that. The so gods got, got taken down. Yeah, so, and New Genesis. So they, they did get destroyed because they weren't in the ghost sector. So I do like that idea that he's spelling that out here. I just want to get out of the, the ghost sector. And we don't know. I just kind of want to get away from here. these characters. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't weird. like Azrael, but like, I, I, don't I don't like, like any of these people together. Either. And they, they, they have nothing to do, but yet there's too much going I'm on you, that there, doesn't mean anything. There's two smart characters in this book. It's Blackfire and Jessica Cruz because they're the yeah. only ones that think, look, this shit ain't right. Dark side's behind something. Let's stop what we're doing right now and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, the funny no, thing no. is I, I get the idea that we're going to have another twist and it's Jessica that's looking at things where I, I don't know. I, it's just also – Hey, when is this ring going to deplete? We had all these problems with it. And now all of a sudden she's calculating how much ring power it's going to take to take down three of these characters. At Look, one that's point the smartest it looked like thing she was going to run in this out. book in my mind. And yeah, she is but running out. I think she decided to go no, off no, of that. No, no. The idea is that, look, look, I know I, I'm Jessica Cruz right now. I know my ring is running out of charge. Ring, please calculate how much of a charge do we need to deploy to take yeah. out these goddamn I, assholes because they I ain't actually, right. 
I actually, wives over I here. actually think oh, I actually think that he's just like, really, I don't need this nonsense about not being able to use it because basically Dan Abbott <laughs> jumps on here and says, OK, Ghost Sector, you're kind of, you know, handicapping these heroes. Fuck this. Uh, if Cyborg doesn't have boom tubes. Yeah, he does now. And I oh, love it. That's the worst like, part about this whole thing. I with have the idea boom one, tubes. What? Yeah, we, we get this relic. And for some reason, the information that pours in the Cyborg, once he holds on to this relic, allows him to have limited boom tubes yeah. to the other locations of the relics that he needs that's to collect. The best for some too. reason, Here's the first the boom worst. tube takes him oh back to his ship. I'm yeah, like, do you have a relic also, on the ship? What are you talking about? This is the worst thing. And maybe, maybe that's something with Asriel. I mean, you know, the worst thing about it is <laughs> you have Dan Abman. He's like, I need Cyborg to have boom tubes. That's ridiculous. Now, I, I'd go one step further. When was the last time he said booyah in any books? I need it, Eric. I need the booyah. But, and I thought I he was going to say it when he said, oh, snap. <laughs> oh, snap. I thought he was going to go, not oh, a booyah oh, moment. oh, booyah. I, I, I just need it. Maybe he'd say, you know, is the shoes something to get a smile on my face but i love this idea when when we have this in a book and it's so obvious and so transparent that you need the character have a power but it doesn't make sense for something in the story where he comes back to the ship where already like you said doesn't make sense jessica you're not gonna believe this i have boom tubes now she's like our problem solved we can boom tube out of here we can get out of the ghost sector no we can't how would he know this? Yes, he had information put in him. There's no way he'd know this. Why don't you have him try it once and it doesn't work? It sends him back. And then that's when he realizes, oh, no, I can't do this. He just says to her because it's Dan Abner, like, oh, no, somebody's going to bring this up on Twitter that they could just boom tube out. So he has limited boom tubes that hurt humans, but also you can't get out of the ghost sector. And they only go to the relics that you Except need. for this time. Holy moly. Uh, and on really? top of that, to get to this point where it's this very strange, limited thing, it's almost like, you <laughs> know, so a Samus getting a new power up, which yeah. only works for certain areas where she needs to go next yeah, or something exactly. like that. But that's what it felt like. But the whole thing is like, you know, while we have Cyborg trying to get this relic that will allow him to do this, we have these ancient devices seated by Brainiac <laughs> when he first <sighs> stole these worlds. Ancient snares activated. They co-op indigenous biological forms and convert them into weapons, which then spend pages talking about prevents sepulchre, deny dark side it goes on and on and <sighs> thankfully we got that boom tube activated so we didn't have to deal with it any longer for cyber getting the hell out of there yeah there there's there's times and there is a 10 out of 10 I was like, there's times when uh you have a book and, and i know this would be bullshit to people who are enjoying this book or whatever there might be times where you just end up like this is not going well. We don't want to cancel it because it, we have big plans where they, you, you get an issue. I'm telling you, release it for free. That is just panel after panel, just resolving all of this bullshit. And then they end out of the ghost sector. And then at the end, just we are sorry. This book took so long to do nothing. Please forgive us and buy the next issue because uh, this book is the most uninteresting book that we deal with. Every time we go, I can't say it's the worst book. It's close. It's, it's close. not the worst book that we've read, though, since we've been. This might be the least interesting book that I've ever dealt with any time it is a struggle of this whole to get through podcast. every issue. And, and this is the problem is I like Jessica Cruz. We both like her. I like Starfire. I, I like Asriel enough. You're not an Asriel fan. No. So Cyborg needs more 
things he's okay. that he's in. So I don't mind him being in this. Why is this book so bad? It, it, and it, yeah, it is a, I say Joshua Williamson did make a foundation of sand because it is nothing interesting. But I do think that basically it's just that DC tried to shove one more Justice League book at us with nothing going on. Yeah. They, they ended up stopping it at the beginning because something didn't jive. It got delayed. It came out what after that story the others. I don't know. That, that's when Somehow, they should have just cut this is the better version. I don't understand. <laughs> get out of this and, and just have these characters in some other book doing something else. And thankfully, Jessica Cruz, on top of being the voice of reason amongst all of these, though, she also says after after Starfire has to give us the obligatory dark side is, she goes and says, God, don't say that. And I agree. We've had enough of that. It could be fun. Unless you're just making fun of it now, I don't want to hear it again. But these characters right now are the worst. And I'm just waiting for them all to get their special powers that Azrael has now that apparently they will always have had. And I'm telling you, they are just zombies now. And I'm scared for Jessica Cruz. Yeah, because yeah. She is it seems here. like they're infected. Maybe the ring is protecting Jessica, the thing is, keeping a clear that would black mean fire I wasn't some, affected either. She that went would mean off, that so. I have some real emotions behind it. It's mostly just because this is the only thing I'm latching on for how yeah. uninterested the rest of the story is. I just care it's, about, it's so please, weird. Jessica Cruz, do like, something. Please. I'm paging through this, and uh, I love the art. I, I oh, yeah, really like the art. And that part with Cyborg, the colors, the art is so good. These alien beings that they're fighting. It's so – and I was Deny bored. Sepulchre. So Deny Darkseid. I, I, it should just say deny coherent story and fun. It, this should be Deny fun. progression. Den- <laughs> deny any rules. Deny, deny 10 out of 10s. Yeah. Uh, didn't deny everyone. It uh, didn't. Yeah, it's just – I. I can't take it anymore. And we're going to keep doing it because that's our MO of that's doing do. all the books. But boy, not hashtag jail free life. No, it's one of those where again, when we get to it, I'm like, Oh, Nobody this cares book. Enough and yeah, that we don't I, like this I, book. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. And, and the sales aren't great and all this. So we'll just play it out. I, I do think that whatever the game plan, when these three justice league, justice league, justice league, dark and justice league odyssey, whatever that game plan was to start. Okay. We're going to go until the summer when all these things come. The minute that it's done, this book is canceled in my mind. It's done. <laughs> and please, uh, that's what I need. That's what I'm waiting for. But up until now we have to read and review it. And just and waiting on a, that sepulchre, huh? I give it a four, and that's all art. I, I just, it's the art's great. The yeah. story is, it's just uninteresting. And that's one of the worst things that you can have for a comic book. I am so utterly bored with yeah. JLO and it, the ghost I, sector. And when I read each issue, I think that the last one, we must have had seven months delay because it's not that I don't remember what happened. I don't care. So when it's done, I'm done. And then I'm like, <laughs> and I even thought, I'm like, was the last issue the one when Tanya got in the, what did we do? And I'm like, no, no, I remember talking about stuff. So yeah, yeah you have it's that. It's a uh, uh, we'll just hope that the book continues for Jessica's sake, because we do love Jessica, uh, and maybe Simon will show up. He ain't got no. Well, that's the thing do, is, I don't. Right? Th- I don't think she showed up as one of those. Uh, those people in that big, you know, that uh, Justice League Unlimited thing that Batman said the DC's no. here in the villain at the end. No, we'll call it, it was Simon she was, was in that. Yeah, Simon was you know, there. The, the still thing, trapped in the ghost sector. I love the rules here of this because you have Starfire there, and it seems like she's the one who's spelling out the rules of Jessica isn't being controlled, maybe because. Because she wasn't supposed to be there, but she's been there the whole time, and everybody she knows. She wasn't it. part of the plan. Yeah, I'm telling you, what's the plan? Like, oh, oh my 
goodness. Just the idea. Cyborg is going to open up I do up kind of pit. wish, though, that Jessica oh. still got to be on Earth and Guy Gardner was the one yeah. who had to watch the ghost sector and he yeah, was a part of this cool. now. Or he is I'd not like going down more. with any of this bullshit. <laughs> just like, yeah, he's like, this is bullshit. I'm out. I love that Cyborg's just going around. He's fighting. Then he realizes there's bombs in this temple that opens up a, a, a trap door that booms, but he survives. Even that. You go through all of that for this explosion nonsense for him that just like, huh, looks like I survived. Let's get out well, of here. even though I was talking about nothing could survive, but it's a good thing I survived, huh? Let's yeah, get out. That's Booyah. Prevent Sopocor. I don't even know what that is. Sopocor, Jim. Please, please it's prevent it. Oh, my The panic goodness. room. Please, prevent it. All right, whatever. Yeah, Deny. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> So, so bad. Uh, what do you give it? Did you give the book it? Looks great. No, I didn't. The book looks great. Everything besides for how it looks. So if you just want a page to look at the pretty pictures, go for it because it'll be amazing. If you start reading this goddamn story, I feel bad for you as just as I feel bad for myself. Four out of ten with you. Yeah. I need something out of this book to do something. I'm telling you, we need to do a 180 and this needs to like somebody wakes up from a dream and we get to a real story. Okay, here's the deal. You know when uh, Cyborg gets his tanning light uh, uh, freaking missile launchers? You know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? He's like, limb mounts, convert, launcher mode, track motion, track heat, anti-evasion oh, on, warheads, moldable pop. Booyah! That's all he has there. He says, go get. Uh, get, why couldn't he help you? It's why. right now at one point. You, out of nowhere, everybody that's make did you it. An eight out of ten. I, it would have. You just do that. It's the catchphrase that everybody was so embarrassed at that now it's not the catchphrase anymore. You could bring it back. Hashtag booyah for life is what I need. He could go get. Go Please. get. Booyah. Oh, snap. Booyah. Booyah. That's all I need. Eight out of ten. Can I? I'm right now. I'm gonna do what I told you. I I had the greatest idea that would only be good for about seven people in this world. Yep. Multi-million dollars, but I, I'm gonna use that. I'm not gonna reveal what it is. I don't want, but I'm now changing that to booyah eight out of ten. Man, I can't wait for next issue. And that's all I needed. I need some fun. That would have been at least a smile on my face. Nobody Instead, knows what you're talking every, about. Every, I know. Well, I'm saying I just need I just need a boom. I barely can put this together. This? How about if this would have been? <laughs> because you have the boom tube go and it's boom. How about instead of boom, it says booyah, the boom tube itself. Then I'm in as well. Nine out of ten. I just need some fun. And really, please, DC, if, if anybody who's listening still, I, I doubt Anybody from D.C. listens to us, they hate our guts, even though I heard behind the scenes they may not. But if they are listening, y- you just you just need me to smile one time. And Dark Side is, isn't, was, it's old now. Please stop that. <laughs> they got Get that to some new jokes. Last week. I mean, do you, do you have, yeah. Is this the, you know, D.C. comics joke book that they're saying? Did they have one of those book clubs I used to join in third grade and everybody bought that one? And that's the, it's one page. Because I, I'm sick of it. Booyah. Hell that's yeah. all you need to say. Please. We need something new. And, and that's pretty much right at the end of my soapbox moment here, Eric. We need some new writers. We need some new blood on these Some books. new blood. I need some new ways of looking at things. Where's Jesco? Give that man a book. That guy has a slanted vision, Eric. It's, people don't know what I'm talking no. about. I don't even know anymore either, but we're going to go off now to some more mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh, yeah, it's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail. 
is Mel with Eric. I am How there. You doing, Eric? You are here, and thank you, Dancing Mike, for singing us in. And that's not the last we'll hear of him in this section. I hope not. But we're going to start with Alex M. I'm saying he sent in a mail. Oh. Uh, Alex M is the first deal, and he says hello, Jim and Eric, and they get fresh crew. Beep, and what he wants is this Boosh. 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 Triple boosh. boosh. He says, can I get multiple wrong-term <laughs> booshes? Yes, you can. Boosh. Hey there. I got some comics this week, including Batman and the Outsiders, Hawkman, Batman Who Laughs, and Conan. Conan nice. is cool. I don't know about that Conan, one of but- <laughs> series that depends a lot on narration, something I know Jim feels awkward about. I feel awkward about a lot of things, like tight tight shorts on Eric Shea. I, I feel awkward. You're telling me to stop wearing just, them? No, I'm telling you to wear them more. I believe some books work really well with narrations, such as Conan. I would agree. Conan would be a deal and a series like Astro City, which is great, too. I will tell you that he did end up sending me a gift, a comicsology gift of Astro City. And I want to thank him for that. I forgot to thank him on a private message. I have not checked it out yet, but I will, which I will send you an issue that will make your eyes ball out. And that's what happens with me. (laughs) I I don't know. I like that. I like to remember that I am human. I, at some point, consider myself more human than than inhuman, Eric. Good. Is that, is that true? I find that Batman Who Laughs has kept getting creepier as I'm starting to dig the way that Snyder has been able to stretch out the villain beyond just the Joker and made him feel more like Bruce Wayne. And and I forgot to mention the idea when we did talk about that earlier that I I still am surprised how much I do like that character more than I thought I ever would. Me as well. I, I just I really hope that going forward that he's not overused. We're already adding an issue and he seems like he's heavily steeped in the year of the villain coming yeah, up. I'm like, I, I just hope he doesn't yeah. overstay his welcome. I'm thinking that I'm going to think that. That's the problem. But again, I thought that this miniseries was doing that as well. So each time that he's going to pop up into something new, I think that I'm going to say before it starts, yeah, I've had enough of him. And we'll see. Now, the problem that I have right now and how you go forward with this is the idea that I still want to think in my mind that he can die or be killed by Batman, or have something happen to him. I know Batman's not going to cross the line, but have something where almost like the Wicked Witch of the West, something that we didn't know. Doesn't mean like the Joker water, won't cross the line. You know, well, that, uh, yeah. and uh, But still, it, it does kind of mean that because we know he's going to be in it's something true. else from now. And that's what I'm saying. If you're going to keep using him, time it out so every time he shows up, I think he might die or whatever, because I'd like to have that kind of thing, especially with a new character like that. Now, he seems to be a cash cow, so he does. We'll see. Or maybe it's because the real Bruce Wayne is turning Joker-esque that the resemblance between each other is closing in. Either ways, I find it to be great, creepy story. And the short time with the Grim Batman was awesome, and I agree. I do like the Grim Batman. I I wonder if he's as much of a cash cow because his one issue, that spotlight issue of his. Did sell well. It did because I, I maybe that's why we're getting I, the, an extra issue. Is maybe that too. was he was going to die. And I they think have he to, actually told his entire story in that one issue. I don't like James yeah. Gordon. He took me down. The end. Yeah. The end. But it, it did sell. And maybe I'm telling you, maybe the reason why we added that issue and had the little wonkiness was they had to be like, well, we were going to kill him off. And, and well, now we add problem. an issue of the Batman who laughs and the Grim Knight number two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and with that. It is one of those things where 
it does end up being, you know, a catch 22 where I want to have the stakes up there for these, these characters that die, but everybody wants more. So you end up with this, you know, revolving door of, Oh, they might die. And then they don't. I, I don't like that. So either, it's but, every slasher movie in the eighties. It just keeps churning really? out sequel after sequel yeah, until it doesn't it make is, any yeah. more money. Until it doesn't make money. Then they die, but then they bring them back a reboot. Yeah. Now, as for the first issue of Batman, the outsiders and the last Hawkman, I realized that the story did not really interest as uh, be as interesting as much. I kind of came in for the art for both of them. I didn't think either knocked out of the park. Uh, they came close, though. I mean, I, I have loved the art for Hawkman in so many issues. And this one was great. But in certain panels, we got a bit of the Rush Brian Hitch art. Oh, yeah. I'll agree with that a bit. Well, I thought not cool enough stuff was put in for Dexter Soy to draw. But at the same time, he's Love really good with subdued scenes. So do I. Now, as far as my thoughts on the actual issue of Hawkman number 12, I wanted to see Cowboy Hawkman and didn't spot him. But <laughs> you hey, didn't see the Nighthawk. And now Carter all. Was, bang, uh, bang, cool, baby. especially bang bang when he went <laughs> flying through the robot a la captain marvel style and came out the robots of a jj then we Gross. had carter hall playing say my name with his old compatriot <laughs> and it's funny because we do i i didn't read this before and he obviously didn't hear us talk about it we kind of say the same thing and now hawkman has a new bad guy into his rogues gallery so a fine issue that really came uh i think for the art and in the end i actually found was rather satisfactory I know the Hawk guy on Twitter really enjoyed it, uh, like super enjoyed it. He even got an early copy. We had a conversation where I felt like I got yelled at because I wrote something about it possibly getting canceled. Holy shit, never do that. Especially not with Hawk Obviously, it's going to get canceled. (laughs) At one point, I told him that uh, it could be cool if in the main Hawkman series after the year of the villain, Carter Hall turned into a baddie a la Hollywood Hulk Hogan style from the NWO era. He didn't know what I was talking about at first. And then he well, really I don't want to talk to that idea. guy anymore. Doesn't know about I Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Cool. Not yeah, on my watch. I mean, his, but he isn't Hollywood Hulk Hogan guy. <laughs> He's Hawkman guy. <laughs> so am I. And really, that, that is a problem where, I, and I have to learn this lesson as well, Alex, where, you know, we'll put up an issue, a review. And I, and I realized, and I even saw, in the meantime, I'll give a shout out. I actually am supporting Greg Pak on Patreon and became a Patreon of his, just to show also people that I actually actually become patrons not just shill for our thing but he ended up having a post about how to deal with reviewers and, and stuff like that and he basically said you know don't argue with things you know with people but also you you know you also have to realize when you have somebody who's reviewing something like you're doing uh Eric Shea, the comic, and somebody cool has comic. a review from a site called Eric Shea Fanboy for Life.com. You're going to have site. to realize that some people aren't going to like things and stuff like that. But uh, I have one, but where, where I have to realize is, and he also, the other thing, what I was going to actually start this off as was the idea that he said if you go on Twitter, and somebody has a review there and, you know, it, it's not so great for you. Don't get that upset because most people don't ever click to get to the review anyway. If no. you see like, oh, man, this said book sucks and seven million people favorited that and, and retweeted it. There's only three of those that actually read it's the true. review. And, and we get that problem where Read. and I have to learn, like Alex M is saying, I I I shouldn't engage because we'll have a Catwoman issue, a Catwoman review. And I'll put it up in like Catwoman review. And uh, somebody, Catwoman fan 67 will say, man, I agree. That's awesome issue. And I know that I gave it a four. (laughs) 
and I should just not even engage. And I'm like, oh, no, you know, I didn't don't think it was that, that great. Next thing I'm blocked. They're yelling at me. I get into arguments. And uh, basically what, what it ends up being is like when I argue with Tanya, she'd love hearing this. It, it, it's not uh, like all of a sudden they say it's great. I say, eh, I didn't like it as much. I'm tagged as the one arguing, which I'm not. I'm just telling you I didn't like it as much. And somehow they're argument is just it was good you're a jerk like why can't i have an opinion as well and then i jim i've told you over and over again the only way to do anything is based off of war games the only way to win is not to play oh i thought it was that i never learned how to swim and i i always thought there'd be more time so i'm really digging the indie book podcast you guys will have to do another episode either solo or both of you if you keep reading series and have fun with them now this this is where usually over on the patreon just to push that a little yum, yum, mm. uh we end up trying to grab number one so yeah that's the easiest way for everybody involved including people so that that the patreon indie podcast pretty much is hey let's see what new books are yeah. are good or not uh this week there's some troubles. Eric. Oh, I know. I, I, I saw the, the list poll. you put up, and then yeah. I had to go and double check because I'm like, this is some bullshit. I do not no. want to go back and reread did, a bunch did, of did you, issues. Did you see anything that you saw I, that I, I could- saw? Maybe two, but nothing worthwhile. No, no. So I had to end up where we talked the first Transformers book yep. and haven't talked since. I had to put Transformers <laughs> number five on there, and I said, if if in fact we get that picked we have to read the others which sure i do. thought that you wouldn't care that much you had heard that it wasn't great things great. about itself. no but it's still you're a fan I, yes. I tried to make it if we're gonna catch up on things there uh, might as well know, be fun properties teenage mutant ninja turtle shredder yeah. and hell is at number three i will easily you know read the first two and do that so but yeah with that there are going to be times where i will throw out there some of the issues that we have read in the past, but we have to enjoy most of the part. Yeah. That Transformers, we were okay with. But it was kind of I'd rough. like to enjoy it enough to keep going with it, but yes. Uh, and, and really, I also thought about it too, because I was just thinking about when people are like, oh man, a four hour podcast, this podcast, I'm saying. But if you are on the Patreon and you do listen to other podcasts, that, you know, some of these podcasts are like, we talk to DC, to Marvel, and another. That's kind of what the the spotlights end up being we do two DC, two Marvel, and one other. And that ends up being about four and a half hours. I yeah, don't think crazy. anybody else is doing that. So, yeah, if you need some more, that's where you go. By the time we have uh, you heard this, Dynamite is coming out with a Warlord of Mars versus Mars Attacks comic. That does sound so you cool. have a John Carter at Mars Attacks. Deal. They're calling it Warlord of Mars Attacks. I think I might Brilliant. have to pick the series up. It. And I hope you guys do it. That's one of the June indie podcasts. And yeah, it'll be. That's definitely on the on the poll. I remember when, when they that did, there comes was like, out. Uh, every week they had a Mars Attacks crossover at IDW, and I ended up like, I think you read Popeye and Kiss and stuff like that. I ended up eating, yeah. reading Ghostbusters and Transformers. I'm like, yeah, this yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, I actually liked the Kiss and the Popeye. We did have fun with those. Uh, speaking of which, on the we indie podcast, have a podcast for that. We did, just read it for fun. Yeah. Did Did you see how I'm just trying desperately to force that Kiss book into the indie oh, spotlight oh, every yes, time? <laughs> I, I even used it as that announcement deal as the picture i'm like are you getting the hint guys 
Yeah, uh, Paul Stanley. I'm saying uh, Jim, Jim out of nowhere just wants to talk some Paul Stanley. It's so funny too. Podcast. It's so funny too because I was even in the car. We got in the car, and if I had been listening to something on uh, Google Play Music, and I get in the car, the car will actually just hook up to my phone and immediately start playing it again. And I get in and shock me by Kiss came on. I'm thinking I haven't listened to this, and like I haven't listened to any music in a couple days. And then uh, Rafe's like, "Oh, who's this?" I said, oh, it's Kiss. He's like, oh, I know some jerk who likes Kiss, whatever. And I actually Is realized, I'm dead? like, and, and no, and I'm, I'm telling you, I actually realized that I'm more interested in the story of Kiss uh, than their music anymore. I, I think it's it's hilarious. Listen to Paul Stanley rip apart everybody who's ever been involved with them. Uh, but the music eh, every week for like the past month all you tell me about is kiss and van halen i'm like jeez man i am listening to paul stanley read his book a book on tape a book on cd whatever you'd call it but they have the clips of each little story on youtube and it not only intrigues me it makes me laugh out loud and i say that not as an lol i'm saying it as i rarely laugh out loud it makes me laugh so much and then i go into work and tell eric these crazy stories of basically Paul Stanley just throwing shade at everybody he has ever met with the voice of just a guy trying to read a book in a very fancy way. So he's talking about just bullshit stories, but in this, it's so good. I think I won't go down memory lane this podcast talking about older shows, although I'm still disappointed with Eric Shea since he doesn't remember the sacrilegious thing he said on the OMAC Review podcast. Something that may be worse than what he said on episode 19, which he did deliver an apology on episode 20. I remind that of America a lot, but I'll stop there myself. Sincerely, Alex M. And Alex M., uh, he had that throw out. He threw out there that if anybody uh, emails a secret, uh, the winners will get his Secret Wars deal. I've had some people write in, but I want to have them all at once so we can kind of vote on the secrets. And most people are going with it. It doesn't have to be a full email. Just email your, your little secret. It's almost like that that secret line that we were talking about the one time that they had in Chicago where the one person's like, yeah, I killed my my brother. And the secret line went went dark. But I don't yeah, like this line. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. But yeah, uh, keep emailing those in. And then when I get enough, we'll, we'll have a little contest. And I said, I'll even reveal secrets of myself, maybe even secrets of Eric Shea. We're going to move on to the next mail. And it is Dancing Mike. And Dancing Mike says, hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric. And hello, mother. Up, First off, a big shout out to the Get Fresh crew. Beep, whoop, boop. whoop. And a big shout out to the Get Fresh Robot crew. Beep, bop, boop, zero, one, one, zero, one, one, zero, one, one, zero, one. I see you. That is E-Y-E. So all the DC books are really thick this week. (laughs) That's because they all include a preview of Scott Snyder's Epic's new story. Look at me. Look at me. Hey, everybody, look at how clever and awesome I am. I don't know that's the name of the story. I haven't looked at that preview. (laughs) No, I haven't either. I just wait for the book. To Me too. At least he gets it right at the opening in the dialogue when the Joker says, I'm not the Joker and you're not Batman. Glad to see he finally realizes that he's not actually writing those characters. And for people who are wondering just the whole way that this is a black label book as well. So it's kind of an out of continuity deal. And the art, I guess Capullo's too busy working out and living his rock and roll lifestyle with Brother Scott to actually work on decent artwork. Oh my. Oh my. I, I think Shade. that. Uh, I think that one of the things, and, and Greg Capullo, just to to kind of not not to make Mike feel bad or whatever, but he did take almost a year off because of really bad personal issues going on in his family and stuff like that. So that's why we haven't seen him much. 
I think that we're just not used to his artwork anymore. At one point, it was everywhere, right? And, and now I looked, I did see it. I, I like it. Everything in that preview looks like sketches that would have been rejected for inclusion in the canceled comics cavalcade. Oh my! Isn't that isn't that one of your new <laughs> oh podcasts? Dear. I want that the canceled comics cavalcade. Uh, isn't that the new Fifty Two podcast? Is that, is that where I talk about where Jimmy Olsen was supposed to get AIDS in the eighties? No, no. The canceled comics cavalcade basically is just a lineup of every comic character that Eric loves. Oh, that's Firestorm, true. Hawkman, Blue Beetle. Keep name him. Blue Beetle, Commandi. I don't like Except Kamandi. those flies. Boy, he can draw flies. Maybe he should shower after those pumping sessions. And he should clean out that pump. I guess he could get some pointers from Zach on that. Oh, yeah. my. Needless to say, <laughs> I won't be wasting my money on Scotty Boy stroking his ego and showering his fanboy's faces with his brilliance, his sticky, viscous, salty brilliance. But Ew. I'm sure plenty of people Gross. will just lap it up. I Gross. will. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm looking forward to, to reading that. So I got a free back issue from the Golden Age 1942 at the corner of Court Street and High Street on, on Murville, Tennessee. Obviously. The High Court of Comics. For my birthday week, and it was his birthday this past week. Happy birthday, Mike. Happy birthday, I chose Mike. a Secret Origins issue. I wish that at one point we did have uh, interviews and stuff. I was thinking about it yesterday while I was at work, half delirious. And, and I was going through my head, like, if we did have Scott Snyder on an interview, what I'd talk to him about and stuff like that. I was having some fun with myself. But I would love to have <laughs> Scott Snyder end up giving him a birthday shout-out. That would be the best. Uh, I chose a Secret Origins issue with Power Girl and Golden Age Hawkman, which I haven't read yet. But I I'm saw sure him put it up on a sweet comic book day pool, and I'm like, that looked pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't read it yet. I, I got five other DC comics this week and generally enjoyed them. So let's dive in for the quick hits. Let's do it. Detective number 1003. It's so refreshing to see a Batman with a sense of humor. who seems human without being morose, ineffectual douchebag like in King's book. The scheming secret of asshole appears to be in the new Outsiders book. Eh, I don't think that it's him. It's everybody else that doesn't trust him. But judging from the Patreon spotlight or whatever new kind of stupid Snyder has him being in his meandering directionless Just League book or whatever else Snyder is continuing. The run of the characters, Batman Who Last, Dark Multiverse, nonsense. By the way, Snyder is the rogue one of Batman and the DC Universe. He he will never <laughs> let a, a, a sentence go without shade. <laughs> he refuses to let just characters be. And yes, Jim, when I capitalize a word, that is for emphasis. Be, he says. So he refuses to let characters be. It's just buzz, enough buzz, that baby. he had to write Batman Origin yet again. He says, how about let it be? Can I do that? Let he also be. has to get back. Let it be. I, I always love that Sesame Street. Let her be. That let it good. be. That's what I should have said when I met Tanya. I he know. also has to That's go back to, to try to rewrite, <laughs> uh, rewrite the uh, beginnings of the entire, especially that pole downtown. <laughs> uh, show us a totally flame-resistant version of the origin of all the metahumans to make sure that Batman isn't just a human who started a crusade against crime to avenge his family's murder and protect a city. Oh, of possessing deeply guarded compassion and honor. No, because that idea, which that served pretty well and made Batman arguably the most popular superhero ever, didn't work well. How does this go from, hey, I read Detective Detective (laughs) Comics number 1003. By the way, I still don't like Scott Snyder. (laughs) (laughs) All roads lead back to Scotty for him. Oh, it's because he can do better. Now Batman is pretty much the preordained star child. Star child? That's possibly <laughs> which the world and time converge. And he's powered by the totally awesome metal. 
He's not the peak of human excellence and brilliance. He's a dumbass who lucks in out of stupid situations and decisions he makes because the preordained star child destiny. Paul Stanley again. Oh, and he routinely deceives and lies to everyone close to him, doesn't mind if his associates use guns, turns a blind eye to all kinds of atrocities for his quest, which doesn't really seem to have a clear definition anymore, other than selling books that people seem to like Batman stories that feature a Batman who's not actually Batman. I guess every writer injects themselves into Batman, just not sure if the neurotic, miserable, egotistical little guy with the worst case of short man syndrome says Napoleon is the Batman. I I disagree with that. So Detective Comics is good, huh? Uh, the thing is, uh, since Napoleon, I'm telling you, I have way more of a small man syndrome than, than Scott Snyder we ever had. That, we it, it's done now. I, I actually was thinking it? about this. Yeah, I'm telling you, for for the longest time though, that that was it for me. I would go, and uh, this all leads to hockey too. And I'd sit there, and I'm like, okay, let's get this game going. I, I'm going to start in left wing, and I just look. All right, who's the tallest mother? I, I ended up treating hockey like the prison yard. I did. I'm like, who's the biggest motherfucker here? All right, this guy's getting done. And that, that my first shift was just out there to just try to wreck house and, and just to show him. just there to have and a it's good funny, time. I cross-check a guy into the boards. He's hurt, and I'm yelling, you think I'm short? And he's like, I don't even know you. <laughs> what happened? And then I'm like, damn right, I'm taller than you when you're laying on the ground. Next thing I look, I, I was at Giant Food Shopping. I wasn't even playing hockey. <laughs> poor old lady. Shit went wrong, Eric. Uh, but he says, your mileage may vary. Back to Detective. <laughs> Tomasi's actually writing a likable, smart Batman with a good relationship with Damien, who isn't an asshole. It's very refreshing. I was afraid that most people would think that this Damien was an asshole, but I don't think he is. He's just Damien. Damien being Damien. And Walker's art is excellent, which I agree. Not sure if I'm supposed to know who Astra is or not. No. No. But it wasn't what I was expecting. So I think Detective is my Batman book now. This happens. I mean, everybody has their own books going around, whatever. Catwoman number 11. See if this rings true with what we say later, Eric. I like the series enough, but it appears to be progressing at a glacial pace. Do you agree with that? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes I do. Uh, it's funny. I'm telling you. I got this today. We had already recorded Cat. And I find it hard to remember what's going on from month to month. So does Joelle Jones. And can see, and can we see Selena's sister again, please? Please. Or please wrap up any of the approximately 15 other storylines going on in this book right now. I'm telling you, it's like he was there as a fly on the wall. And if he was a fly on the wall, James Greg Capullo the would end up drawing the shit out of that fly. What do you ever? It would, raise, it would raise my interest greatly and keep it from venturing close to being dropped. And this is what we were afraid I'd of. I had dropped we'll talk about it later. Yeah, Shazam number five was a bit of a down issue for me. That I know sucks. it's because it's mostly set up. I guess I'll just hold off judgment on this issue until I see issue number six sometime in 2027. I need something with like, ooh, shade or something. <laughs> some, something to hit every time that dancing mic is on. Hawkman number 12. Damn, I do love this series. I think it was a kick-ass finale of the story arc. And if what I'm hearing about the future of the series is true, more than on board. Nice. Of course, since I like it, it will probably get canceled to make way for another Orlando That's what happens book. to me. Steve Orlando is an odd man out right now, right? He's on Martian Manhunter. I, I, I don't think it's that deal. odd in my mind. He should be out. <laughs> He's exclusive. Bendis ruining another DC franchise or Snyder deciding he wants to rewrite the Bible. But I'm hanging on to Hawkman as long as the ride lasts, even without 
Hitch's great artwork. And, and really, if Scott Snyder is listening, if he wants to rewrite the Bible, just make it a little less wordy and I'm in, right? A little more pictures. Isn't uh, the Bible less... supposed to be a picture book? There's too many words in that. I, I, I can't read all that. My book of the week, he says, of Hawkman. I, I, yeah, it's okay. It's right. it, it just, you know. It could have been done. It didn't answer every question I had by the end of that extended story arc. Yeah. Finally, Supergirl number 30, another great issue with an awesome crypto moment. Just really worried by the ending. I'm thinking the series is going to be bendicized. Really? It's <laughs> the whole it series started is based off on again, that. Bendicized. That, that's what it was. That's been my whole you know thing that I've been worried about since. Uh, the vast vat of suckitude and excessive nonsensical dialogue that suck-a-tude. happens when a book comes into close proximity with BMB. Yuck. But I'm also really enjoying this book right now and hoping Yuck. it can stay away from the suck that is this uh, new Welcome Superman to and the teenage suck. John. <laughs> Welcome to the suck, people. Uh, yes, I, I will point out, though, that we're saying all this. And, yeah, we, we talk about Supergirl 30 later or whatever. I did talk to Mike tonight uh, before recording this. And I was like, hey, you know, we're talking about some books and things like that. And I said, oh, you know, we're, we're talking about this. And, yeah, we mentioned that. And he's like, eh, I kind of half listen to that. And most of the podcasts I go at 1.5 speed. I'm like, really? <laughs> Thank, thanks a lot, right. pal. Thanks. But no, he, he, and he skips certain sections that remain nameless. He, he, that's it for this week. Celebrated my birthday Friday by making a very special trip to Smoky Mountain Brewery. No, no, what, it was a normal trip. Mi- you go 10 <laughs> minutes early? It was a normal trip. <laughs> We're minus two weeks and counting to a trip to where? Where would he be going? Ali Dollywood or Disney World? Lake Buena Vista, Florida is where he's going, but the most magical place on earth in beautiful Lake Disney Buena World. Vista, Florida. <laughs> I want. I love when he goes to the Model City uh, every That's year because go to the Model City. I, I always think uh, the Model City. Well, first off, the Model City always involves wrestling. But I, I get the Model City is basically this thing he has in his basement. He dresses up like Godzilla and just wrecks house. I want. Arr! I want to be rich enough in life where I can have something like that. Where I can you just would have like a city the Model City. I want that something fierce where I dress up like Godzilla on a bad day and just yeah. trudge through it, film it every really? time. Film it, that'd be pretty good. That would be pretty good. And now I got to get some dinner and get back That's to life. Because all that yingling so you know light isn't going to drink itself, right? That That's right. Yingling light. Do you like yingling? Are you a big? That's a uh, local I used to brewery. drink yingling all the time. Now I drink Miller really? Light. It's a little too hoppy oh, for Miller me anymore. A little light, too heavy. Are you? Oh, a little heavy. I, I don't I, I don't even remember the last beer I drank. I, I'm a lightweight, Eric. I haven't drank in probably 10 years. That's, That's crazy, not true. Right? Uh, no, it isn't. I, I drank one time in 10 years, I think. I, I'm telling you. It's I, been I like three or four. I don't think it's been that many. I don't know. Yes, I switched it up a bit from Miller Lite for those keeping score at home. So until next time, be sure to support patreon.com slash weird science because you know you want more Jim and Eric. Watch out Why because you? you never know when those guys from the pop culture podcast are going to sneak up and start playing that rusty trombone. All up and in there. really, we, we do the pop culture twice a month. I will sneak up on your ass as more than that a month. I'll I got do them the tight rusty trombone. On. Yeah, really. I mean, I'm telling you, it, I'm first chair rusty trombone right now, and I, I am working for that position. Keep it weird, and see you in Boosh on the Boosh. sevens. And uh, thank with you, Mike. that, thank you, Mike, and and happy birthday. We happy birthday. this is a week coming up that does not have a pop culture podcast, 
But I think that in the place of that, I think we are due uh, to do our, uh, what's it called, video game podcast. So I was going to ask you if you wanted to do that. We'll talk about it later, but that might come up. And I believe we're doing the SNES next. So if you are interested in that sort of thing in video games, we do have that podcast as well. Little little commercial right there, Eric. A little commercial that may not even come to be. We'll have to talk about it, but we'll see. It may. It's going to happen this month, but I think maybe that'll be this Monday. But with that, we're going to take off now and get back to the books. Eric, I hear you calling, but I don't want to record now. I'm sick of your jerk-off voice. I really can't stand the sound. Just a few more episodes, and I'll finally be done with you. Eric, I hear you calling. Don't you know that I hate you? All right, and we're back. Oh, the tribute continues. How are you feeling? How are you liking your tribute tonight? <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel very good inside. I'll tell Is you that. Is it treating you well? Oh, I, I said you, you had told more, huh? me. Here's the thing. Yeah, just a few more episodes. I, I want to go back to that joke. I, I ended up, you had told me, like, we needed some new songs. And, and instead of, I'm going to ask Dancing Mike if he's listening, uh, if he has anything in the works. Because he in did at one point, Something. and then he got set, uh, got sick. Uh, but yeah, we're trying to mix some things up. So I thought tonight would continue the uh, tradition, a uh, uh, yearly tradition we'll have of celebrating one Eric Shea. Uh, you like can this tell tradition. though, at, at this is where I have to think though. I have to think on my feet here because you can even tell talking to me right now, I, I still don't have my voice fully back. Oh, you look. So, so I can't, well, I never had those. Ah. I mean, what do you, you can't lose what you never had, right? Okay. I'm not a handsome man. Uh, so <laughs> I ended up like, okay. Who's a really crappy singer? You know who? Peter Chris of Kiss. Oh, there you wait. go. So I thought of that. So Making a you stand against Kiss right here yeah, on Weird Science. You, you, yes, you weren't <laughs> at work. So I ended up walking around singing Beth to myself. Well, so just it was just it like I was there. Eric, yeah, yeah. Because you know was. one thing I do at work is I walk around and sing Beth the hell out. That's what you do. I know you do. But we're here to continue the fun with these books. And, uh, you know, we have a couple here in this segment. This segment's just going to be two books before we go off to Chris and Reggie. Um, One book that we're going to start with that is one of your books is pretty much what we thought was going to be the finale to the series. Uh, It still feels that way to me. It still feels that way to me. And and it's funny, too, because by the end, you do get that wink, wink of what I told you, what this Hawkman book, and we're talking about Hawkman, is going to continue with, like, boy, let me think back to those memories that I have now. Now. (laughs) And and we're going to get that. But it it does seem after that we are going to go with, and I don't want to spoil too much because people, some people don't like solicits because they do spoil, but we're going to get a pretty, pretty big Hawkman villain coming up. uh, And that, that I like. And and I really think that if this is an ongoing series, maybe you should have started with something like get people 
on board with Hawkman before maybe you just go had, you and know, do. It started at issue number seven, do that, not extend this one this story what I'm to 12 no, what I'm issues. Is maybe four issues of something with a, a classic deal. So we, you get your feet wet with the idea of, with people who jump on this and don't really know. If you if you don't know, like me, I don't know the, the convolutions you don't of, know the winged the, warrior? of the Hawkman continuity. I go with the flow. Is what I say when I am out at the. Is Kmart. that your new superhero, the flow? Nah, yeah, the flow. I go with him. I end up. He <laughs> he, he has a really bad problem uh, with his butt and throws up a lot. He's awful. He's me. No, well, yes, yeah, really. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I I really think that maybe it would have been better served, and also. Yeah, it would have been exciting, you know, have something where you're like, oh, man, this Hawkman's awesome, a Hawkman. And then in a twist where you hit him at issue five or six, hit him with the, you know, hit him in the in the balls with okay. the whole idea of, hey, look, you just saw what's kind of wrong with Haw- you like that. But, you know, this we're going to change this. We're going to give you the definitive deal. And then I could tell you that would be worth six, uh, you know, 12 issues to well, issue Jim, I have to tell mo- you at this point, even with your script doctor here, apparently you are wrong about all of this because I see the reviews for Hawkman number 12 out Ta- there. Don't give people it to me. People love it. Yeah, they people do. People love it so much but that I'm the, the crazy thing. one. For just this, liking yeah. it. Well, this is, and I do like it. And I yeah. really do like these 12 issues. I do think it, it's six issues, five issues too long. Um, and that's, you know, that's a venditti thing. So, uh, you know, that's his MO. Uh, but with that, I, I just, at the end of this, I just, you give the blurb and then I'll, I'll continue my, my scattered thoughts, Eric. I, I am so tired right now. I have been staying up till at least 4 a.m. each day you and getting up at 5.30. You just need to take your medicine at the right goddamn I did. time. I did today, uh-huh. and now it's really killing me because now it seems to be wearing off too soon. So, you know, yesterday I ended up taking it like 6. Yeah. So, yeah, I was up till 4, sense. went to bed, wasn't going to go to work, went to work, you weren't there, I cursed you out, made Makes songs sense. to throw shade at you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All it's right. all coming give together. Me, give me the blurb. Give me the oh, blurb. man, number 12, written by Robert Venditti, with art by Brian Hitch, Andrew Curry, Norm Ratman, Scott Hanna, Jeremiah Skipper, and Starkings and Comicraft. It's the end of our Deathbringer arc that sets up our new status quo for Carter Hall, and with it, well, the normal you get big-ass battle scenes, which is this time around, pretty damn brutal, and little to no explanation about anything that's really taken place during this 12-issue story arc. In the end, though, yeah. Carter gets his memories back, and Idem gets some jail time. Okay, and then we said, we like this. Yeah. We didn't think it's a perfect issue. No. I do like this 12 issues. I would say that I'm a little bit... Right. At one point, four issues in, boy, I, I would have been telling everybody to jump well, this on. this is your somebody book of the year for 2018, well, yeah, wasn't it? And if somebody came in and said... Hey, you know, I'm having problems with a lot of these DC comics. Uh, you know, what's a new book to jump on? I'm like, well, you got Shazam. Have you heard about you got the, the Winged Freedom Warrior? Fighters and the Winged Warrior here. And, and so with that, but I've kind of gone away from that. That maybe I'd say, eh, if you like Hawkman, this is good. Now, where I think that you're going to see if, if you want to, uh, you know, crack the code. This might be a life hack. You ever hear of those, Eric? A life hack? It's this I, new I've term. Heard of them. I've never All had the kids one. are saying the life hack. Uh, I think that a life hack with writing now, especially at DC, you come up not with a story 
come up with a slogan about what the story is and then go with it because people will do that and they will put it in every review they write. You have, oh my, this is the humanized Batman, right? You, you hear this all the time. It doesn't matter if Batman's punching people again or doing things that are Bat-God stuff coming out of Siberia. This is still Jim, the human Jim, Batman, Jim, right? Hashtag Bat-Free Life. What are you doing over here? Yeah, well, I'm saying this book right away had a catchphrase that reviewers could grab onto. It's the definitive origin of Hawkman. And that's all I've seen (laughs) in every single review. You have to kind of get past the concept and get into the nuts and bolts of the issue and, and judge it by that. Yes, this continues what every Hawkman fan wants, a definitive origin. It's only definitive because it's the last. I'm telling you, that's all definitive means. If I come up next year and I have a Hawkman, I can make the new definitive origin. It's just what we're getting. And yes, it's one of those also be cryptic, be kind of ambiguous in the things, because basically by the end of this, his definitive origin is every origin and even every the best thing that Venditti does. He has a life hack that he's getting us as well, where if three years from now. We see a story that doesn't jive. Eric, it jives. Space and time, Ev- bitches. Every, everything jives. You cannot go wrong. You Th- can't. This, is, this is Mr. Miracle as Hawkman. This is the idea that I'm not going to give them enough, but I'm going to make them think they got everything. And, and really, by the end of it, if you strip it down, it's a series that you could go forward with a lot of cool characters. I'm going with it more of... Hey, you know what? I like a Kryptonian Hawkman. Hey, I like this. Silent I like Knight. that. I like Silent Night. I like these Night things. Hawk. A- at the end, I, if I <laughs> sit there and really sit there, well, rooting, shooting Hawkman. Yeah, I'm going to get you there, shooting the moon. I, I end up at the end, like if I really sit there and think about the exact story that these 12 issues were, I think like, really? Like, was this a, a free comic book day half issue? Because there's not, it's been just him going around and well, you know, I have scavenger to, I'm saying, hunt. It's the scavenger hunt going around trying to find clues to send him back in time somehow yeah. to his previous self so he could get an item to go to another point in time to see somebody else who was, you know, his I, and older self you, and I'm eventually to find the weapon yeah. that would defeat the Deathbringers only to find out by the end that he himself is the weapon. And now yeah. for some reason, not Isn't only does he, he have the power to summon his mace like he's fucking Mjolnir and shit like that, yeah. but now he has the ability to bring all these Hawkmen from space and time out. I don't understand any of this and yeah, in the background but it's cool. i don't know who the god beyond the void is that the no, original qatar deathbringer he worshiped don't know anything about Mechazar. that who the celestial being was that gave him the power of res- resurrection and redemption don't You'll know anything see. about this no, <laughs> i'm telling you I, I all i see in this as well is you know a bunch of celestial looking mechas that are humongous over cities and they're charging uh, you know, yep. this is, Man, they are, bi- they are slow as shit. I have not seen this much charging since Tanya got those three credit cards on the sly under my hand. <laughs> I'm telling you, the worst, the worst it, part right? about this whole thing is that they're, when the issue starts, their primary weapons are at 70% charging. That 30%, that last 30%, do you never get there? It is slow yeah. as hell to destroy yeah, really. a planet. You know, you, you don't want to watch uh, boiling water, Eric. <laughs> That's what we're watching. And by the time. I don't know anything about these giant hawk no. mechas. Or anything about the Deathbringers to come tell you. Up until this point, all we saw, like, you know, until we got to Earth and, like, you know, the finale of this whole story was started getting together. 
all I knew was that it was Itum and that there was Qatar yeah. Deathbringer. They seem to be the only thing besides these giant hawk mechas. All of a sudden, now we have soldiers coming out and about. I know yeah. nothing about yeah, it. Like, are they I, I all don't Thanagarians either. This from is the what I'm saying. What Maybe happened? that could have been the start of the you know story before we claim that was the you know definitive origin but even with that how this ends and how the battle ends i said it's, it's basically a cosmic game of say uncle at one point but also most of <laughs> the people it. <laughs> say it uh, most of the people involved in the heroes end up saving the day just because almost accidental you have a kryptonian that you know that just says oh I heard something somebody said about the sun making me have laser, laser vision. <laughs> okay, laser eyes. It, it, that's it. That actually, like all this charging by, and I'm looking through this by page ten. I I hope that everybody realized that that they are not going to have these celestial mechas do anything. No. And, you know, at one point I thought that the bit, but the worst thing is they're going to have to stop them from just falling down and crushing, to, you know, London town. Or, no, it never becomes a thing. They go offline. They're fight, they're, there's no tension at all. And really, there's one of the things about this is it, it's a weird thing to me. Because basically, last issue was just a fight. So you get, oh yeah, it, it and gets not only to the just point a where, fight, though, but all of our Hawkman, including Carter, were overrun and overpowered. It yeah. seemed like, and now here, now they're just flying footloose and fancy free, yeah, like oh, nothing happened. And now it's like, yeah. okay, Hawkman, let's attack. Like Kenny Loggins, Hawkman's yelling footloose. They're, they're <laughs> doing that, and and while this is going on too, I, I think that I realized something with reading these and and reviewing them and talking about it. You can't have two issues of full out fights in a row because by the second one you kind of tune out the fighting it's not that exciting anymore you want some meat to it but also you just at this point i just need them to talk and because venditti has to have them give us some sort of explanation the little we get it's grunts and yelling and well, even just, with that now that we found out in the last issue that Adam's like you know oh since you sent us to the void where the god is we've come back immortal now that he knows this uh, Carter Hall knows this for this issue it's like alright I can't kill you but you know what I can do I can brutally beat you about the face with a yeah. mace rip your one wing off and just keep hitting yeah. you over the face yep. I can like, just oh destroy god, you they should have renamed this issue 12 Savage Hawkman because that's yeah. all we have here yeah. just, I felt so bad for Adam I'm like oh my god please stop hurting that yeah, poor Adam's man Adam's done he is so beat up and and with that that's what he the basic way that he wins is by getting him in the sleeper hold yep. and starts yelling, nelson who who's general of the death bringers the horde knows you know the answer who is it What's that? is that you. a cross-faced chicken wing right there yeah you you are the general I, I want a ding. I need <laughs> the ding to go right. up because that's ding, ding. That's what wins the day. Him I'm just, I, mean, I, I have expected the ref to come over and lift up his one really? wing and it drops down at the end and freaking just kind of hovers uh, there. And it, then it doesn't drop. It's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, one of the Hawkmen turned heel and hit oh, Carter no. over with a chair. And then somehow Mr. Fuji's there. I don't know why. Why He's wouldn't there. he be? Well, he should be. He's in my heart. He is. Uh, so, yeah, with this, though, if you ask me who is the most powerful man in the universe and in this book, it's Idom. T-Man. Because it's, no, oh. it's, it's Idom. Because Idom, with one sentence, stops the battle. I mean, so that's, that's all it is. This is This is almost like I wanted them to stop. And I'm like, huh, the general's dead, you know, pointing at Idom. 
Welcome back, General. And then I want Carter to start pacing. There's going to be a lot of changes around here. Uh, it, it just ends like that. And now you have a bunch of Deathbringer warriors who we don't know about. Nope. Standing around with nothing to do. I mean, there's uh, tons of them, and they do even make the joke, uh, you know, with, hey, what are we going to do with them? I don't know. They could be fruit bringers. And I'm telling you. The farmers now. The veggie bringers. These guys have to be the most pissed off guys in the entire universe. They are death bringers. Now they aren't because, hey, hey, guys, no more death, okay? Now they're health bringers. and, And really- I don't like the bringing either, you know, you wanna, but you don't do some take ve- vegan breathing. <laughs> bringing. He's like, don't bring, don't death. You, you just go home. Just have a, a good, you, you deserve a vacation. These guys don't know what to do. They're just standing there. Really? Like, I, well, I don't know. Well, off to the ghost what sector you, with you guys. Yeah. What are you going to do? I don't know. I think I'm just going to go and kill people. That's all I know. And then, but it ends. I'm a it's death over. bringer. It's, it's, like that. I, it's funny. I was born a death bringer. I will die a death bringer. You're not going to change me. I told you, I just love this progression because it really just makes me like cringe a bit where, you know, where Adam says, look, you are general. He succumbs to Hawkman. He's like, lets him go. Very good. Picks up the mace. Forgive me for wanting to hammer this home and just freaking hammers him over the head yeah. with this mace. While I'm like, <laughs> he says he has he, a he thick might head. be immortal. He has some serious brain oh, damage. Yeah, he's in pain. So then it, it gets, they have the Deathbringers. They, they don't know what to do. They go yeah. off. They're going to go off and find some other bringing to do. Uh, and that's where then, out of nowhere, comes Space Jesus Hawkman. Qatar Deathbringer? Yeah. Deathbringer Qatar, who reminds me of Jesus, shows up. And they're basically You've having come a long what, way, baby. I, I'm telling you, they talk. And if you talk in the way of Bill and Ted you'll have a very fun time because they are the Bill and Ted Hawkman. Even with the, hey, you know, dude, I ended up doing this too. And there was this lady. Is there a lady with you as well? You'll see. And like, really? Like, what's going on? Explain. You you are hinting at things. You're winking at us. I need some explanations. Space Jesus Hawkman just says, listen, I'm going to fix this all. You know, I could have probably done this 11 issues ago, but I I like a good show. I I like a fight. You guys were going at it. I haven't seen anything that good since WrestleMania three. It was a good one. It was great. I am going to do this right now for you. It's going to hurt. Here's your memories back. Oh, no, Here's I remember lot. everything. I'm, I'm about to put a lot of men inside you, so just, yeah. just relax, yeah. okay? Just like, let it happen. I, I love it. There's going to be a lot of men inside you. Don't resist. And, and Carter's like, listen, I ain't resisting. <laughs> Do you see any resistance here? It's uh, too and, yeah. much. Yeah. That's right, and, Carter. Yeah, yeah he starts just yelling, at, let, let us give you everything. Oh, no. He went and full the thing is, man. And the whole idea at the end, you want to have Carter Hall have all of his previous life memories again because yeah, this makes this yeah, really this great is, character. This is the what we've been waiting the ages for. that Carter Hall has. And the thing is, I just want to know from the beginning, why did he lose them? Why was yeah. that a thing? Yeah. The, and, and also, I want to know, we saw that the book is going to go. And, and what I'm going to say is now I actually need them to go to the you know, Hawkman of the Ages stories, two issues here, two issues yeah, there, yeah. because you have all his memories. This is now the definitive origin. I, I don't know any of these guys. I, I have no idea who or what they are. I mean, if you're going to tell me that Kryptonian Hawkman is one of the definitive origins that he now remembers, please, I need to re- know it before I can you, remember you it. You really want to go to the microverse Hawkman? I, I'm telling you, though, this is where 
when I, you pull all back and look, the definitive origin contains we, 99% of things we don't know. I'm that, telling that, you, you, you want to go to the microverse and see that microverse Hawkman take on that wizard that became that planet? No, no, I don't need, I do not need to see Mazga uh, attack. <laughs> Nobody needs Mazga, but uh, isn't, you have to do, get down do you to agree his level. though? Do you agree that the weird thing is, is people are giving this a 10, yet the definitive origin involves non-definitive characters well, we don't it's know? the thing is, I just want to know more about this Hawkman, because from everything I know since we started doing with this continuity placement of the character, he spent a lot of time in the, like, in the dark multiverse as a dragon for Barbados. Yeah, well, I, I see I him there on the thing. This, I, I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> I said, well, this is where I was going to say, hold your thought just a second. I wish that Space Jesus would have come to him first, gave him back the memories, and then somehow since he had the memories, he ha- it still gets wonky, but he's able to materialize these or, or make them come because then the Deathbringer would work. It doesn't matter if they're dead or gone or whatever because now he has the memories. They live on. But yeah. this is it's, – it's ass backwards here. Because you know, the Deathbringer doesn't, you know, or the uh, the Forge deal, the World Forger, the you know thing doesn't make sense in this. But there he is, because it's there. one of them. Yeah, yeah. He's there. well, it's just a memory now. I like him. He's like Gudian, G G H N N N N N N N. He's it's you too know, much. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell, a, don't tell a dragon about that. Crack a pow. Yeah, and then he ends up what what appears to be destroys a whole block of a city, uh, and then you know Xanadu comes out and starts saying that you're the greatest, you saved London, Europe, maybe the planet, and then there you go. There's the checklist that I told you about. Now he she she pointed out you may have said I think he did. Now you know billions are off the list already. Hopefully. So I think that that's the deal. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's just, only the populace of London that they counted for that one. Well, this, this celestial is the problem that gave him the power of redemption. She's this real is, finicky. And yeah, yeah. And this is the problem with it is I think that also is a wink, wink. So if people do complain, like no, Xanadu kind of said it, it's almost like the others can say, well, the thing, and but that's me, you know, throwing the egg sandwich away and claiming that I saved you because of cholesterol. But I know that the egg council has got you, Eric, and you wouldn't believe me. But, anyway, uh, but the, yeah, the thing it's is, just Qatar Deathbringer killed planet upon planet upon planet it seems yeah. like i don't oh, even I know. know how there were a populace alive to continue on after it's like why would there be any people of krypton or thanagar no, or any of these I other planets for the amount of lives that seen these deathbringers killed no. previous to it now yeah. yeah and xanadu then says listen oh man you got a checklist i wish i had a checklist and then hey what are we going to do about these ritualistic marauders to be in this book that's what i wish yeah, xanadu. Really? so yeah you have that and i i don't mind seeing xanadu but yeah she didn't really do much and then uh out of nowhere you do get the uh what constantine uh deal he looks just like constantine to me he needs to dye his hair but he's there and you have carter there in the cell and there's Idum, just so we know he's alive and yeah he's vin diesel Eric, he's definitely yeah, straight up he's Vin totally Diesel, Vin Diesel with one that, wing. That one, that one panel, he looks just like Vin Diesel. But yeah, and then it ends, and it ends only to open up everything. And it does. Well, say the whole next, idea is like, it like war. your many lives have made you strong, warrior Carter. Perhaps the strongest under I, I, I underestimated that, but they've also made you a valuable weapon. You'll slaughter again, Qatar. Nothing you can do to stop that. Your new blood campaign will soon begin. 
next Hawkman of War. <laughs> so I guess instead of going forward and seeing how his new blood campaign will begin, we're going to go back and see how his old blood campaign yep. was going on at some yeah. point in time. Yep, that's what it seemed like. Uh, I, I don't like know the long, issue enough, though, because now like we're it. finally I, over. We're the making Death fun Ringer of it. Thing. Yes, but we yeah, are. it's I. I need it, what I'm saying is this. Twelve issues was a little too much for what we got at this ending. This ending could have happened at any point. You could add Carter go to Earth, where these things show up, and this. Oh my, here's these because there wasn't enough explanation of why things were happening so it wasn't set up so it just kind of happened and this was seemed like a uh, uh, Brian Hitch is leaving the book this yeah, is his last, last issue, issue. And, and also you have two trades I think that this was one of those where somebody should have come in and tightened it up at certain spots let this go you know expand this and if you're going to make it 12 issues make them all count uh, there's big parts of these issues that really were just people slugging it out and things uh, but I did like it and, and this is the thing after this because it's 12 issues of this one story going it, it is kind of crappy to have to review one issue and, and overall the 12 i do like it and i'm excited to go forward and also i didn't think it was going to last past 12 so you're getting a hawkman book that's lasting a little Look at that. uh so i don't mind that but yeah i i hope it picks up because now you're you're done with the catchphrase you're done with the now we have to definitive move on or, yeah now and see what yes. Car- uh, carter hall can basically give us going now forward. this book is now you're elected and now you have to go with your promises and you Are have you saying to that make now things. hawkman has to fly solo yeah maybe i <laughs> know what i'm saying is this book better start soaring. a gimmick is not a co-pilot <laughs> yeah i just needed him to to soar <laughs> that's what that's I mean. all i ever need <laughs> from hawkman uh, and i hope he doesn't lay an egg that's something he does right he's a bird no, he lays an egg that maybe that's one of the origins we'll find out but yeah I, you have to go because now y- you don't have the crutch of this definitive origin so we're going to see if things were set up well enough to go forward or if we're going to get something good but yeah i'm not as negative as some people might say i'm trying to have some fun with this that's yeah. my new my new mo eric is as fun time that should have been your MO the entire time. No, I, I, that was serious, Jimmy. That was reviewer Jimmy. So the past I, three actually, years is serious, Jimmy. Damn right, was, nope. it was. Yeah, that's you know serious. Yeah, serious, Jimmy. He wouldn't do stuff like this, Eric, and start dancing and stuff. I'm pretty that, sure that, he stuff. has done that. No, you didn't do that. that. This, I'm telling you, you don't realize. I am doing my definitive origin. Now oh. all of my origins are all part of Funtime Jimmy, so he didn't exist before. That makes sense, right? You watch uh. out because I'm I'm charging up to seventy. It's what I'm doing, and I do mean I do mean my age. Eric, I'm charging there quick. We are now. Really quick. Uh, what'd you give it? I gave this issue because of how much I enjoyed the art, but thought a lot of things were left out of the conclusion of this whole ultimate origin of Hawkman. I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. But even though I still enjoy aspects of it, I love yeah. Brian uh, Hitch's art, but I do there too. just wasn't enough glue in here to make everything he wanted, that, like, you know, Vendetti tell for this new origin to make it really mesh together because yeah, a lot of things seem cut out for time, for where, which is ridiculous yeah. for a 12 issue goddamn story arc. Well, uh, Van Diddy on that Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, he took his time. He likes to take his time, but he doesn't take his time with Carrie. I don't know what he takes his time doing because by the end, it's, it's smoke and mirrors. You're like, well, what happened? I read 12 issues of this. Uh, but yeah, the, the thing about this is that, that it's an ongoing that kind of saves its bacon a little uh, because 
you can say, okay, we're going to get some more later. Or hopefully, we I do. guess because we've been reading Hawkman now for a year just to figure yeah. figure out about this Deathbringer story, and I well, pretty I mean, much know the, the same thing. that I did from issue three. Yeah, we we and that, and we basically read a whole year of a book just to be told that all of his memories he ever had are his memories. That's yeah. his thing, and that's that's fine. That's and and it's funny you say that, or I say it, or, uh, oh. because that's what we actually think is how the whole universe is going to open up eventually. Yeah. That it's just going to be like, hey, I have my memories. Oh, well, let's all go right. on. That's Which ones? It. All of them. All, all right. of them. But yeah, I'm actually going to be a little more positive than you. I'm going 6-6. Six, six. See, Good I'm going to be more positive. Actually, I was going to go 7 uh, when we started, but there, there's well, just you a don't want to go be that positive. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, I don't want to fake the funk here. Uh, but no, I, it, there's just too much not going on to... It, it just kind of sours what is going on. But overall, I, I'm telling you, uh, it's a weird deal. I, I can't even use a, hey, I'll go back to the podcast and listen and add up all my scores and divide it. With the whole series, I'm at a, a pure seven for the whole 12 issues so far. And it's a positive seven. It's just that the problem is it, it went down from maybe an eight at one point right. after a bunch of issues. But I'm still positive with it. I still like it. I like to talk Hawkman with you. But even then, just just think of that. You want to see my new Hawkman, Hawkman action fan. figure? No, no, I want your new Hawkman podcast called oh. Birds of a Feather. It's fun. Uh, I Can it need... just be Birds of Prey where I just talk about <laughs> no. the Birds of Prey and no. Hawkman? No, it's Birds of the Feather. Hmm. And you can talk that and, and Foghorn Leghorn is, is what it's like all Foghorn. about. And pretty much you're combining two of the worst properties there. You'll never, you? you'll, you never will uh, succeed. No, where you get this is me and you, and we've been reading this. We talk about it. I have mentioned multiple times that the reason why I like this book is because I hear you yapping and a yammering about the Hawkmans all the, the time. Hawkmans. And this is my way to get on the ground floor and you know have fun and really explore the space with you. How many times have we talked at work where I said, hey, Eric, uh, that Hawkman, like, does this do that and that does this? It's never happened because no. there's nothing like that going on. That's what I need. So I'm hoping with this villain, I don't want to spoil it. Like I said, there's a big villain coming up. I hope that one of these issues starts where I have a conversation or it, it starts a dialogue with you about liking Hawkman. Do it's we need almost a reason like to I'm break being, the ice when we're talking yeah, about yeah. things. <laughs> I don't like to just go up to you. I get nervous. I get clammy hands. You got smelly pits. They're like all no, down. They're the not thing. smelly. Like, they're just oh, wet. My, uh, but no, I, I want to be able to, you know, say to you like, "Hey, what's going on with this and that villain?" And oh, that's cool. And I like this. And I, I'm, I think I'm a Hawkman fan. This has been basically in my mind. I'm at school and I got sent to the, you know, the gym area with all the boys to learn about how my body's changing. That that's how this has been. It's basically this is this, this is this. Yeah, really, really. That's when you ask for a date right there when you're watching that movie. Uh, but yeah, th this is just, uh, I'm positive about it, but I, I just needed some more by the end, but we're going to move to the next book. That is a book that I'm positively not liking. Oh. Eric. It is Wonder Woman number 70. Did you like that transition? Did, did, do you it's need right. another song that, that sings your praises? Written by G. Willow <laughs> so Wilson, heart by Sir Monaco, Romalo Fajardo Jr., and Pat Bruce. So Wonder Woman continues in the town of I Do What I Want. And, one, gotcha. what, and what I want to do is stop reading, reviewing, and talking about this book. Please don't misconstrue this as an internet fight that I am joining sides with. No, this Adam. is a bad book thing, 
And that's a tune nobody can dance to. This sure is a Harvey. Isn't. This is Harvey Award winning. Gee, you see what I get when I'm so tired? I don't even know what I'm writing. Gee, Willow continues to I struggle. I know. <laughs> hey, I have to do it. I'm not as uh, flexible anymore. I can't do it. I got to get a, a rag on a stick to pat my back. G. Willow continues to struggle with her lead character. So instead of character moments and development, this book is filled filled with pronouncements and declarations. And, and that's lead character. She's had a problem with her lead story. Yeah, they, <laughs> can't get it through the door. Uh, th- this ends up. It, it it really rings like a after school special. It does of a thing that we're there, and you, you just take away Wonder Woman and these characters and make it in a high school, and and it is the new person in town. They, they have a different type of identity, you know. That you can't judge, and all that going on. And this is where I'm going to tell everybody: please don't think, like I said in that blurb, don't think that I'm angry about a message here, or I'm angry about. The uh, pronouns and things. There, I, there's I'm kind of angry how it's forced in here out well, of nowhere when it stops the, our story the, freaking that's midstream. That's the problem. And, and when I can sit here and kind of come up with a better story in a second, in my mind, I'm patting my back again, but the idea that you're starting out the, this story with somebody as a villain that ends up not quite being, it's all convoluted. It's all over the place. And, and then just things have to happen to fill well, space, look, we it have, seems. Jim, we have Antiope Sword leading us yeah. to a, a mission. Well, this is the we problem. Have I have in my accomplish. notes. Antiope Sword was fully spelled out out of nowhere last issue. Because <laughs> if you remember, they stopped in this town because Maggie had to take a leak. Who, which she no, said it twice. I didn't even stop and, this time because of that. She had to take a leak and there was fireworks and going fireworks off. And fireworks went off. Fireworks almost hit them. Those are the two reasons. Then in the middle of the deal, they're like, well, Andy of Sword sent us here for some reason. Oh, I guess Atlantia adds, you know, your son, who, your, your son that we're looking for, uh, Aphrodite, just happens to be here as well. Crazy. And, and so, Must be and, the sword. And, and so the idea of this, of and this is where I think that G. Willow really – fails with how this is set up with the deal of this pronoun stuff with any it makes sense it it, it does what what this is going on but it comes out of nowhere this was not set up we didn't hear before she kept my son my son now it's my child it, it, it's almost like she has to it, minor p's and q's in this issue because what she's forcing in and again it, it doesn't do a good story I, I really think that you would have been better off because the whole thing with this Olympus and these, you know, Olympians going and some aren't being accepted, some are, all these things. It's been so convoluted. I well, don't they keep know telling, what. They told us before how, you know, how the gods aren't acting like themselves now that they've been exiled from Olympus. Like, yeah. I really don't know that because we don't have an experience yeah. with you the also, way that G. Will Wilson's writing the gods at this point. Yes. This also, is all fresh we, for yeah, us. Also, we had an idea, and that's the problem with this whole run. We, we had a war. War in the first, uh, you know, arc, but we didn't know what side was what. So I just want to know when we're going to get back to that, sides. you know, that can that candled headed, caked head, freaking, you know, Hades that yeah. we had during Ezra's yeah. run. I want to yeah, get I, back I, to I that like one. That. I like <laughs> that. Uh, but also the, another bit that I find uh, odd and peculiar is the idea that you did use Cadmus, uh, the satyr, these the mythical animals at first, uh, because you want it to, I'm saying, yeah, and also the satyr, all of them combined. Yeah, yeah. When they showed up, they were there as a point of view of how the Olympians, and even, you know, Ares was different because he was in the cell. That's what caused it yeah, all, that was different even though we really didn't know. But and he these, died and was reborn in this whole yeah, thing. The, so, you know, like, these mythical animals seem to me to be the point of view for Ares. Yeah. 
well, these these cat these uh, creatures seem to be to me the mythical creatures were the point of view, so that we knew that all of a sudden they woke up and they were in the regular world and didn't know what was going on. This starts confusing that with Enelides. He's like, uh, you know, I left. I did this. You don't know what's going on. It changes. This is not the setup that we had before with the Olympians. Then you get, you know, the, the idea, hey, you know, our, our home now, Wonder, Wonder Woman's more concerned about Olympus, not Themyscira. I'm getting confused with, with all the things that are going on. And, and in the meantime, Nothing is going on. No. There's nothing going on. And you start out. And for some where- reason, we have to go through the idea. Does Wonder Woman really love Steve Trevor? And does Steve Trevor really love Wonder Woman? When one's a yeah. demigod who will never age and the other's a mere mortal. I'm like, yeah, yeah. What we, happened to seen, our story? And we, we've seen this a million times but with this. You have the, you know, the towns all going at one point. Also, you get a little confused at the beginning because there's Antilates and comes out. And I hope I say it right. Antil- I say Atlanteids. Atlanteids. I don't know how to pronounce it, but he, they are there. And uh, they end up, I'm going to try not to offend anybody. They're, they're there. And you have Maggie and Cadmus show up. And now it's just pure lust. Yeah, I love you. you. Run you, away you, with you, me. You see Atlanteads. All of a sudden, it seems that he is emoting a spell from himself yeah. that makes you fall in love with him But instantly. he's not putting the spell to the people in town. That was no. spelled out already. Also, the Let spell doesn't work. The spell doesn't work with Wonder Woman because she has a true love. Yeah. Uh, she's Shrek now. And also, it, where's the cherubs? The cupids? They, and that they're was, gone. Was that why it was spelled out? Because she doesn't have... Because, I just took it as a demigod. Yeah, because she said, you can't do is, this to me because I know what's true in my heart, I think. Maybe I and it's, it. it's a weird thing because Maggie, as far as I'm concerned, I, could, I can't say that a flame with a satyr is true love. But I don't know what she's feeling on the inside. Yeah, she yeah. seemed to be in love with a satyr up until this point. Now she but wants she, to run away with Antilatia. I know that you, you get the idea, though, of... Uh, look at this stupid human. She's falling for it. But, you but, dummy. <laughs> but Cadmus does Love. too. But Cadmus does too. He's a she mythical does. creature. So it, everything's all over the place. Where and so with, <laughs> uh, so with this, you have everybody just dancing around. They're still dancing through the streets. Uh, you know, David Lee Roth's dancing in the streets. The worst video ever. <laughs> yeah, all now, this now, town. now it's, now it's uh, David Bowie and Mick Jagger. Hello, Atlanta. They're That's yelling. So so they're all dancing around. Summer I love it. I love it with the whole idea where Wonder Woman's <laughs> like, hey, I don't know what's going on. Smell you later. Yeah. She just walks away to fly up to gather her thoughts just to run into Analytics. That's this all it's set up. And then th- that's all set up. Time? That's all set up. They're just up there talking and like, hey, you're too beautiful to make compromises. Hey, you know, I must make them. It's all this talk about where this is where I said, because G. Willow doesn't seem to be able to grasp writing Wonder Woman through Wonder Woman, you always have to have people tell Wonder Woman what she is or tell Wonder Woman what she isn't. And all of a sudden, Angel... There's Steve Trevor. He's there in the town. Angel. She goes down. What are you doing here? I don't know, but I want to protect you. I love you, Holy Wonder shit, Woman, but I'm afraid. Head. Yeah, I'm afraid. I gonna, I'm going to end up old and bald and fat, and you won't. I think that this is over. See you later. But I'm hey, telling you, the, the, this whole act, like, this, this, this whole thing with Wonder Woman not being affected, she need, she has to be being affected because the whole idea where Steve is in town now, out of nowhere, doesn't know how he got there. Thrill. 
and a, yeah, a redhead no walks past half naked and he walks back and says, wow, this yeah. starts the gigantic fight. I'm like, she yeah, has but, to be affected but, for this. But to that's be, the thing is, let's, but yeah, let's because, start a conversation because about being the thing mortal. is, this is the idea that Steve's not really there. The spell has made her dumb. Just, it has to. Uh, but, but with that, I, I want Steve, as he, he sees the redhead. Wow. And then after that, why not go with the meme there? The classic meme, which you kind of do the next panel, but make it, you know, a fun deal where Steve's looking back. Uh, he just, I hear him. It's not, it's off panel. Where did an old guy who's wearing no clothes with the guitar go? That guy could strum a tune. But th- this whole deal is him just like, yeah, you know what? We're kidding ourselves. We're out of here. You know, smell you later. I'm going to chase the redhead. Wonder Woman's just there. She's crying. I just love, too, the idea that we get done this real conversation about our, like, you know, interest in each other and stuff like that. Maybe what we need is some distance from each other. And Steve immediately yeah, goes over that, that redhead. <laughs> No. Like, just not yeah, to shit in this game. Needed, She's right next to him. <laughs> that's, he needed that distance. He meant the five feet between yeah. him and that redhead. He's like, listen, that's <laughs> what I'm doing. A little bit over here, a little bit of distance, baby. Yeah, and so you do have Maggie and uh, Aphrodite going and trying to figure out, oh, there's the temple. We're going to go in. It, it's the, you know, the house that Anilides yeah. was in front of. Goes in like, oh, my, it's not all lit. There's some darkness. Oh, my. And so then you go back to Wonder Woman, though. Wonder Woman's all down in the dump. Steve has left her. And Aladdin shows up and is like, hey, listen, you know, this is how things go. You're going to figure it out. You know, I'm not limited by binaries that divide the rest of the world. I do this, that, and the other thing. And then Steve shows up again. And she's like, what's going on? Angel? Where am I? How'd I get her? Now it's, you know, she's in purgatory. Oh, she's Sisyphus. You're not real. She's rolling Steve up and down the, the goddamn hill. <laughs> and so Steve's like, and then this is the best, though. He's there. You, you said you didn't even set this up. It, it's so ridiculous. And so the whole thing was. You did this, Annalise. No, Wonder no. Woman. You did. You're you the your only anxieties. one that can undo it. It's your anxiety. Two panels it takes. Angel? It, that, oh, I love I you, Steve. I love you. I should have said it first. <sighs> I love you, Done too. and done. Where, where are we going now? That right. is the most that ridiculous at? waste of time that I've ever... You end up at the end. Oh, my. Wonder Woman, she loves Steve. Do you get that? She loves it's Steve. About and, time and we put a pin it, in that one. I was wondering was for all, a while. <laughs> it was. All, I, I want her to go. And, and like I said last week, when I said if, if I had a dream that you stole my wallet, I'd wake up and punch you in the face. I need Wonder Woman to go back, find Steve, and just slap him silly right upside the head. And then just and she, he's like, well, what did I do? Redhead. And then he's just like, yeah. <laughs> he's all in. It's it, it just there's nothing here. And now. And so, now, yeah, now by the end, we, the we, we've, we've, we, we we've have put a, a pin in the whole idea that Wonder Woman uh. does love Steve Trevor. Now <laughs> it's time for the people of the town to go against Atlanteads because now they're upset because while they did do what he said about, you know, just doing what your heart desires. Hey, nobody paying, paying anybody's mortgages. People getting fired from work. They got to freaking yeah. clean the dishes. No one's doing these things. Man. And doing these things are not what their heart desires. Who's going to do this? Yep. I, I, my favorite is basically it, it's a mob. The, yeah. They are, they've now, the tables have turned and they became. I, I just love the whole thing the, too. They this became mob, a, they, the villain. They, they just sit around while this is going on. You know what I hate? Doing dishes. Yeah, I hate no, that they, too. What? I'm telling you, this is where we, we have the idea where the town's the villain is now. This, they're going to attack. Is this one guy? Them. Is Hulk Hogan walking and everybody down the street, I, everybody I, starts to follow yeah. as he marches and, and down the street? I love, like, think of all that, like, think of Rutger Hauer's, uh, you know, villain speech in uh, Blade Runner. Okay, gotcha. it, it, uh, Beautiful, right? You think mm-hmm. of some really, like the movies and t- things you love about 
where the villain does get to monologue, which is kind of the joke in, in a lot of these things anyway, but gets to monologue and it's one for the ages because I think we have it here. It's old bald guy. And what about my house? Cleaning my house doesn't fill me with joy. But now the sink is backed up and there's a mummified hairball behind the couch where the cat puked. That, that's, the, that's the statement from the villain to the heroes. The that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. And I got fired from my job and I'm broke. Oh, really? Like this, this is, we're, we're dealing with this. I, I understand, G. Willow, that you, you wanted to do, you know, the, the pronoun deal, but really you're, you're trying to slip in the idea that we can't all just live please, life please with some fancy free, this, this, that tell me what's everybody going on will have responsibilities. Yeah, I don't need to know that people need responsibility in their life or have responsibilities or, or you know, this. I saw it when I was watching Train Spotting, and that damn baby was dead. It's still haunting. Wants me, Eric. That 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 shows me you can't just do heroin all day. <laughs> that, that's you, you the part can't that shows you. <laughs> I don't think you took everything you could out of that me. movie. That's all I got. I got that. And if you're a weightlifter, don't do the drugs. You're oh, gonna Tommy. get the AIDS. That's what happens, Tommy. He's a time. soccer player. Yes. Uh, yeah. So th- th- it's that's what ends up being the whole deal. So we end up going into a town to preach at us about responsibility, yep. to put that on hold about the pronoun stuff, to put that on hold about, you know, telling people your, what you're thinking, saying, I love you when you should. And then, you know, doubling back with the idea of an angry mob because this guy got fired. I mean, really go back to your job now and take the toga off that one guy. Don't tell me one, how to live my life. I'm telling you, I really hope that that one guy's like, I am fine with whatever goes on here. They're like, listen, you shut up, naked man playing the guitar. He's like, that that was my job before. And, and really, if you love what you do, Eric, you don't work a day in your life. I feel like I work seven days a day. I hate everything. But yeah, th- this issue is just nothing. It, seven it's days nothing. a day. Seven days a day. Isn't that a Beatles song? Uh, it so sounds yeah. awful, so probably. <laughs> and then the baby, no, you always the Beatles always hey, have hey, the yeah, hey. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you, you're not, you're not rerunner Dwayne. Hey, hey, you're hey. <laughs> she loves you. Hey, hey, I always hey. do get the Beatles confused with what's happening Ooh, somehow. Yes, that is true because I think really, Hulk man might have beat Beatles me about the always, face with a mace. They're always happening. But yeah, so there you go. Uh, I give it a five. It's, and I it's think a, you're being very generous with that five. It's the because, FU variety. Okay, that makes sense. I don't and need people just, to yell at me. It's, I, I'm slipping it under the radar with that one. You know what I'm saying. No, I'm telling you. She's <laughs> trying to be topical. What she's doing is burying but any semblance of story in this yes. or any idea that she knows the character of Wonder Woman just this, to be topical on Twitter. And I'm like, if yeah. you can do that, fine. Make sure you can tell it within a decent story. Because yeah. if you want to deal with the pronoun aspect of it, make sure that people use they or not him like I've been doing. It's just that we have this character who was born a male and then was cursed by a god by having a water nymph combined with him that can make this uh the um i can't think of the uh hermaphroditic form yeah. of atlantia it's like you're, you're kind of burying all this behind this because you have an idea that you want to tell so you're not telling yeah, the full it's, story it's almost like it's like you get the idea that instead of kind of getting a little research of the character maybe the character's villain stuff like that she really went full on the you know olympians Went yeah. through a thing and then just picked out everything that she could tie a message into. And you can't write a book based on a message. Uh, well, some of the biggest stories that will give great messages are the ones that by the end, you're enjoying it so much, you actually didn't realize until the end there was a message. <gasps> and those stick. 
those are the ones that stick because then you you feel like by the end and and maybe you know i i feel like a dummy all the time but when that (laughs) happens you end up feeling smart and you end up feeling like boy i'm in tune with g willow i see what she's doing and and even like boy i I wonder if she means that and get on twitter hey did you mean this yeah i did and you're like oh man that's awesome because it's something that you were able to get involved with and you were able to stand with and figure it out she just ends up scene after scene of just throwing it at you as if you're again watching uh you know a psa or, or yeah. an after school special or being lectured i don't like being lectured the biggest thing that i think a lot of these things are and you kind of alluded to it quickly there too is a lot of these things seem to be written so you're getting your, you're like i like my back being padded you don't write a comic for that, though. It seems to be able to go on and, and do your victory lap on Twitter and say you're great. I, I, Gee, Willow, I know you're great. I've read about what you do and how great a person you are. You don't have to show me that through this. And also show me you know Wonder Woman. I want Wonder Woman. I want something to be fun as well. This isn't fun. It's all sure over my head spinning. I, where are the fun come? Where are the fun comics at, as they say in the bars? Uh, but yeah, d- what did you give it? I'm giving this a four out of 10 and that's mostly oh, for Monica's art, which I'm not a huge fan of yeah. even though, but like, I like, I, I would like, to, I'm telling you, it's been so long since I've enjoyed a wonder woman book. I'm telling you, Greg Rucka was in there, but even before that with like, you know, Meredith Finch and stuff like that, I wasn't enjoying is, that. Yeah. I just want to be able to enjoy wonder woman. And I was hoping when G will was getting on this book that finally we're going to get something decent. And hoping. it turns out that G will doesn't really have I a story going on you. after I issue after you issue. That it was gonna be I'm not good. enjoying this. I just hope at one point she decides to drop the messages that she wants to force down your throat and actually tells a decent story. I'm with you. And I, I just, and where I, I guess what it really could use right now is you know a one-shot fun deal where g willow gets maybe that would be something that would spark her to go forward some I'm some fun you, story though, about we're, we're de- wonder woman well, going off to uh you know a bowling tournament or something i don't know i'm no rightist you, you i'm, starting to, I'm, I'm like thinking that. back previous though where you have a whole issue about you know immigration laws because we have mythical beings fucking yes, eating in a goddamn cafe i'm like but this is where again though this is what you know you end up I, I don't think that G Willow is doing this, what I'm going to say, but sometimes it feels like a lot of them are doing it where they're forcing you into a corner to make you review it well, or else you look like a piece of shit. You know, thank God me that. and you are pieces of shit. We <laughs> know a piece this. Of shit. I'm just not yeah, going to be fooled. You. No, I'm saying what saying people I like think. I, I think that actually when all is said and done, we are two of the nicest people that would you would meet that do these reviews and do things. Yes, we're negative, but why we say the things we say and talk honestly is because we think that that's how you should do it. You should be honest, yeah. and we would want people to be honest with us unless they go on and my Batman boy, reviews. Are they honest and, and with go, us? And, yeah. pieces of and, shit and, and, yeah really but yeah i i don't want people to think that but and if they do I, I would i would say that you're you know barking up the wrong tree because that's not what we're that's not our mo and m really we're too lazy to have mo's anyway uh but yeah that that's the deal and no more soapboxes right i should have had you know eric sometimes comics should be fun that's it that's my soapbox there i'm not gonna waste Good. it that's your music but we're gonna go off right now to hear from a Reggie and Chris over at the Sandman Universe. Did you know they're on a cloud, Eric? It floating in the Sandman Universe. They, I'm painting a picture of what they're doing. <laughs> Don't they're push there. your free views on me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, but that's what we're doing, and we'll talk to them right now.
Eric, I hear you calling, but I don't wanna record now. I'm sick of your jerk-off voice. I really can't stand the sound. Just a few more episodes, and I'll finally be done with you. Eric, I hear you calling. Don't you know that I hate you? All right, and we're back. Oh, the tribute continues. How are you feeling? How are you liking your tribute tonight? <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel very good inside. I'll tell Is you that. Is it treating you well? Oh, I, I said you, you had told more, huh? me. Here's the thing. Yeah, just a few more episodes. I, I want to go back to that junk. I, I ended up, you had told me, like, we needed some new songs. And, and instead of, I'm going to ask Dancing Mike if he's listening, uh, if he has anything in the works. Because he in did at one point, Something. then he got sad, uh, got sick. Uh, but yeah, we're trying to mix some things up. So I thought tonight would continue the uh, tradition, a uh, uh, yearly tradition we'll have of celebrating one Eric Shea. Uh, you like can tell tradition. though, at, at this is where I had to think though. I had to think on my feet here because you can even tell talking to me right now, I, I still don't have my voice fully. Oh, you look. So, so I can't, well, I never had those. Uh, I mean, what do you, you can't lose what you never had, right? Okay. I'm not a handsome man. <laughs> uh, so I ended up like, okay. Who's a really crappy singer? You know who? Peter Chris of Kiss. Oh, there you wait. go. So I thought of that. So Making a stand you against Kiss right here yeah, on Weird Science. You, you, yes, you weren't <laughs> at work. So I ended up walking around singing Beth to myself. So just it was just it like I was there. Eric, yeah, yeah. Because you know was. one thing I do at work is I walk around and sing Beth the hell out. That's what you do. I know you do. But we're here to continue the fun with these books. And, uh, you know, we have a couple here in this segment. This segment's just going to be two books before we go off to Chris and Reggie. Um, one book that we're going to start with that is one of your books is pretty much what we thought was going to be the finale to the series. Uh, it still feels Should that way been. to me. It still feels that way to me. And, and it's funny, too, because by the end, you do get that wink, wink of what I told you, what this Hawkman book, and we're talking about Hawkman, is going to continue with like, boy, let me think back to those memories that I have now, now. <laughs> and we're going to get that. But it, it does seem after that we are going to go with, and I don't want to spoil too much because people, some people don't like solicits because they do spoil, but we're going to get a pretty, pretty big Hawkman villain coming up. Sure uh, coming, and that, that I like. And, and I really think that if this is an ongoing series, maybe you should have started with something like get people on board with Hawkman before maybe you just go had, you and know, do. It started at issue number seven, do that, not extend this one this story what I'm to 12 no, what I'm issues. Saying is maybe four issues of something with a, a classic deal. So we, you get your feet wet with the idea of, with people who jump on this and don't really know. If you if you don't know, like me, I don't know the, the convolutions. You don't know the Winged Warrior? Of the Hawkman continuity. I go with the flow. Is what I say when I am out at the. Is K-Marts. that your new superhero, the flow? Nah, yeah, the flow. I go with him. I end up. He <laughs> he, he has a really bad problem uh, with his butt and throws up a lot. He's awful. He's me. Now, well, yes, yeah, really. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I I really think that maybe it would have been better served, and also. Yeah, it would have been exciting, you know. Have something where you're like, oh man, this Hawkman's awesome, a Hawkman, and then in a twist. Where you hit him at issue five or six, hit him with the, you know, hit him in the in the balls with oh, the God. whole idea of, hey, look, 
you just saw what's kind of wrong with you like that but you know this we're going to change this we're going to give you the definitive deal and then i could tell you that would be worth six uh, you know 12 issues two six well, Jim, issue i have to tell you at this point even with your script doctor here apparently you are wrong about all of this because i see the reviews for hawkman number 12 out Ted, there don't give people it to me. love it yeah they people do people love it so much but that i'm the, the crazy thing. one for just this, liking yeah. it. Well, this is, and I do like it. And I yeah. really do like these 12 issues. I do think it, it's six issues, five issues too long. Um, and that's, you know, that's a Venditti thing. So, uh, you know, that's his MO. Uh, but with that, I, I just, at the end of this, I just, you give the blurb and then I'll, I'll continue my, my scattered thoughts. Eric, I, I am so tired right now. I have been staying up to at least 4 a.m. each day you and just getting need up to at take your medicine at the right I goddamn did. time. I did today, uh-huh. and now it's really killing me because now it seems to be wearing off too soon. So, you know, yesterday I ended up taking it like six. Yeah. So, yeah, I was up till that makes four, sense. went to bed, wasn't going to go to work, went to work, you weren't there, I cursed you out, made makes songs sense. to throw shade at you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All it's right. all coming together. Give me, give me the blurb. Give me the Fuck blurb. Man, number 12, written by Robert Venditti with art by Brian Hitch, Andrew Curry, Norm Ratman, Scott Hanna, Jeremiah Skipper, and Starkings and Comic Craft. It's the end of our Deathbringer arc that sets up our new status quo for Carter Hall. And with it, well, then normal you get big ass battle scenes, which is this time around pretty damn brutal, and little to no explanation about anything that's really taken place during this 12 issue story arc. In the end, though, yeah. Carter gets his memories back and Idum gets some jail time. Okay. And then we said, we like this. Yeah. We didn't think it's a perfect issue. No. I do like this 12 issues. I would say that I'm a little bit, right. at one point, four issues in, boy, I, I would have been telling everybody to jump well, this on. is your book somebody of the year for me. 2018, well, yeah, wasn't it? And if somebody came in and said, hey, you know, I'm having problems with a lot of these DC comics. Uh, you know, what's a new book to jump on? I'm like, well, you got Shazam. Have you heard about you got the, the Winged Freedom Warrior? Fighters and the Winged Warrior here. And so with that, but I've kind of gone away from that. That maybe I'd say, eh, if you like Hawkman, this is good. Now, where I think that you're going to see if, if you want to, uh, you know, crack the code. This might be a life hack. You ever hear of those, Eric, a life hack? It's this I, I, new I've term. heard of them. I've never All had the one. kids are saying the life hack. Uh, I think that a life hack with writing now, especially at DC, you come up not with a story, come up with a slogan about what the story is and then go with it because people will do that and they will put it in every review they write. You have, oh my, this is the humanized Batman, right? You, you hear this all the time. It doesn't matter if Batman's punching people again or doing things that are Bat God stuff coming out of Siberia. This is still Jim, the human Jim, Batman, Jim, right? Hashtag Bat-free life. What are you doing over here? Yeah, well, I'm saying this book right away had a catchphrase that reviewers could grab onto. It's the definitive origin of Hawkman. And that's all I've seen (laughs) in every single review. You have to kind of get past the concept and get into the nuts and bolts of the issue and, and judge it by that. Yes, this continues what every Hawkman fan wants, a definitive origin. It's only definitive because it's the last. I'm telling you, that's all definitive means. If I come up next year and I have a Hawkman, I can make the new definitive origin. It's just what we're getting. And yes, it's one of those also be cryptic, be kind of ambiguous in the things, because basically by the end of this, his definitive origin is every origin and even every the best thing that Venditti does. He has a life hack that he's getting us as well, where if three years from now. 
we see a story that doesn't jive, Eric, it jives. Space and time, Ev- bitches. Every everything jives. You cannot go wrong. You Th- can't. This is this is Mr. Miracle as Hawkman. This is the idea that I'm not gonna give them enough, but I'm gonna make them think they got everything. And and really by the end of it, if you strip it down, it's a series that you could go forward with a lot of cool characters. I'm going with it more of, hey, you know what? I like a Kryptonian Hawkman. Hey, I like this. I like that. I like Silent Night. I like these things. At the end, if I sit there and really sit there, we're rooting to Hawkman. I'm going to get you there shooting the moon. I, I end up at the end, like if I really sit there and think about the exact story that these 12 issues were, I'd think like, really? Like, was this a a free comic book day half issue? Because there's not, it's been just him going around. And, you know, scavenger hunt. It's a scavenger hunt going around, trying to find clues to send him back in time somehow to his previous self so he could get an item to go to another point in time to see somebody else who was, you know, his older self. And eventually to find the weapon that would defeat the Deathbringers, only to find out by the end that he himself is the weapon. And now for some reason, not only does he have the power to summon his mace like he's fucking Mjolnir and shit like that, but now he has the ability to bring all these Hawkmen from space and time out. I don't understand any of this and yeah, in the background but it's cool. i don't know who the god beyond the void is that the no, original qatar deathbringer he worshiped don't know anything about Mechazar. that who the celestial being was that gave him the power of res- resurrection and redemption don't You'll know anything see. about this no way <laughs> i'm telling you I, I all i see in this as well is you know a bunch of celestial looking mechas that are humongous over cities and they're charging uh, you know, yep. this is Man, they are bit, they are I've, slow as shit. I have not seen this much charging since Tanya got those three credit cards on the sly under my hand. The worst, that's, that's, that's the worst it, part right? about this whole thing is that they're when the issue starts, their primary weapons are at seventy percent charging. That thirty percent, that last thirty percent, do you never get there? It is slow yeah. as hell to destroy yeah, really. a planet. You know, you you don't want to watch uh, boiling water. Eric. That's <laughs> what we're watching. And by the time I don't know anything about these giant hawk no. mechas anything about the Deathbringers. Like, I'm telling you, up until this point, all we saw, like, you know, until we got to Earth and, like, you know, the finale of this whole story was started getting together, all I knew was there was Itum and that there was Qatar yeah. Deathbringer. They seem to be the only being besides these giant hawk mechas. All of a sudden, now we have soldiers coming out and about. I know nothing yeah. about yeah, it. Like, are I, they I all don't Thanagarians either. This from is the what get-go? I'm saying. What Maybe happened? that could have been the start of the, you know, story before we claim that was the you know definitive origin but even with that how this ends and how the battle ends i said it's, it's basically a cosmic game of say uncle at one point but also most of <laughs> the people it. say it most of the people involved in the heroes end up saving the day just because almost accidental you have a kryptonian that you know that just says oh I heard something somebody said about the sun making me have laser laser vision. Okay, (laughs) laser eyes. That's it. That actually, like all this charging by, and I'm looking through this, by page 10, I I hope that everybody realized that that they are not going to have these celestial mechas do anything. You know, at one point I thought, the the, bit, the worst thing is they're going to have to stop them from just falling down and crushing, to, you know, London town. Or, no, it never becomes a thing. They go offline. They're fight, there's no tension at all. And really, there's one of the things about this is it's a weird thing to me. 
because basically last issue was just a fight. So you got oh yeah, it, it and not only just a fight where, though, but all of our Hawkman, including Carter, were overrun and overpowered. It yeah. seemed like, and now here, now they're just flying footloose and fancy free, yeah, like oh, nothing happened. And now it's like, yeah. okay, Hawkman, let's attack. Like Kenny Loggins, Hawkman's yelling footloose. They're, they're <laughs> doing that, and and while this is going on too. I think that I realized something with reading these and, and reviewing them and talking about it. You can't have two issues of full out fights in a row because by the second one, you kind of tune out the fighting. It's not that exciting anymore. You want some meat to it, but also you just, at this point, I just need them to talk. And because Van Diddy has to have them give us some sort of explanation, the little we get, it's grunts. And yelling and well, even just, with that, now that we found out in the last issue that Adams are like, you know, oh, since you sent us to the void where the god is, we have come back immortal. Now that he knows this, uh, Carter Hall knows this for this issue. It's like, all right, I can't kill you, but you know what I can do? I can brutally beat you about the face with a yeah. mace, rip your one wing off, and just keep hitting yeah. you over the face. Yep. Like, I'm like, just oh my god, you. they should have renamed this issue Twelve Savage Hawkman because that's yeah. all we have here. Yeah. I felt so bad for Adam. Like, oh my god, please stop hurting that yeah, poor Adam's man. Done. He is so beat up and and with that that's what he the basic way that he wins is by getting him in the sleeper hold yep. and starts yelling, nelson who who's general of the Deathbringers? the horde knows you know the answer who is it is that, is that a cross-faced chicken wing right there yeah you you are the general i, I want a ding i need <laughs> the ding to go right. up because that's ding, ding. that's what wins the day him just, I, mean, I, I have expected the ref to come over and lift up his really? one wing and it drops down at the end if it just kind of hovers there. And it, then it doesn't drop. It's Hulk Hogan. And then the next thing you know, one of the Hawkmen turn heel and hit oh, Carter no. over with a chair. And then somehow Mr. Fuji's there. I don't know why. Why He's wouldn't there. he be? Well, he should be. He's in my heart. He is. Uh, so, yeah, with this, though, if you ask me. Who is the most powerful man in the universe and in this book? It's Idom. T-Man. Because it's, no, oh. it's, it's Idom. Because Idom, with one sentence, stops the battle. I mean, Just. that's all it is. This is, this is almost like I wanted them to stop. And I'm like, huh, the general's dead, you know, pointing at Idom. Welcome back, General. And then I want Carter to start pacing. There's going to be a lot of changes around here. <laughs> it, it just ends like that. And now you have a bunch of Deathbringer warriors who we don't know about. Nope. Standing around with nothing to do. I mean, there's uh, tons of them. And just, they do even make the joke, uh, you know, with, hey, what are we going to do with them? I don't know. They could be fruit bringers. And yeah, I, I'm telling you. The farmers now. The veggie a, bringers. These guys have to be the most pissed off guys in the entire universe. They are death bringers. Now they aren't because, hey, hey, guys, no more death. Okay. Now they're and, health and really, bringers. And, and really, I don't like the bringing either, you know, you but you don't do take ve vegan breathing. <laughs> bringing. He's like, don't bring, don't death. You, you just go home. Just have a, a good, you, you deserve a vacation. These guys don't know what to do. They're just standing there. Really? Like, I, well, I don't off know to what, the ghost sector you, with you guys. Yeah. What are you going to do? I don't know. I think I'm just going to go and kill people. That's all I know. And then, but it ends. I'm a death it's bringer. It's, it's, like that. I, it's funny. I was born a death bringer. I will die a death bringer. You're not going to change me. I told you, I just love this progression because it really just makes me like cringe a bit where, you know, where Idom says, look, you are general. He succumbs to Hawkman. He's like, lets him go. Very good. Picks up the mace. Forgive me for wanting to hammer this home and just freaking hammers him over the head yeah. with this mace. While I'm like, <laughs> that says he, has he, a he thick might head. be immortal. He has some serious brain oh, damage. Yeah, he's in pain. From henceforth. So, 
So then it, it gets, they have the death bringers. They, they don't know what to do. They go yeah. off. They're going to go off and find some other bringing to do. Uh, and that's where then, out of nowhere, comes Space Jesus Hawkman. Qatar Deathbringer? Yeah. Deathbringer Qatar, who reminds me of Jesus, shows up. And they're basically You've having come a long what, way, baby. I, I'm telling you, they talk. And if you talk in the way of Bill and Ted, y- you'll have a very fun time because they are the Bill and Ted Hawkmen. Even with the, hey, you know, dude, I ended up doing this too. And there was this lady. Is there a lady with you as well? You'll see. <laughs> and like, really? Like, what's going on? Explain. You, you are hinting at things. You're winking at us. I need some explanations. Space Jesus Hawkman just says, listen, I'm going to fix this all. You know, I could have probably done this 11 issues ago, but I I like a good show. I I like a fight. You guys were going at it. I haven't seen anything that good since WrestleMania 3. That was a good one. It was great. I am going to do this right now for you. It's going to hurt. Here's your memories back. Oh, no, Here's I remember lot. everything. I'm, I'm about to put a lot of men inside you, so just, yeah. just relax, yeah, okay? Exactly. Just let it happen. I, I love it. There's going to be a lot of men inside you. Don't resist. And, and Carter's like, listen, I ain't resisting. <laughs> Do you see any resistance here? It's uh, too and, yeah. much. Yeah. That's right, and, Carter. Yeah, yeah, he starts just yelling, let, let us give you everything. Oh, no. He went and full the thing Hulk, is, man. The whole idea at the end, you want to have Carter Hall have all of his previous life memories again because yeah, this makes us yeah, really this really great is, character. This is the knowledge of the for. ages that Carter Hall has. And the thing is, I just want to know from the beginning, why did he lose them? Why was yeah. that a thing? Yeah, that, and, and also, I want to know, we saw that the book is going to go, and, and what I'm going to say is now I actually need them to go to the you know, Hawkman of the Ages stories, two issues here, two issues there, because you have all his memories. This is now the definitive origin. I I don't know any of these guys. I I have no idea who or what they are. I mean, if you're going to tell me that Kryptonian Hawkman is one of the definitive origins that he now remembers, please, I need to know it before I can remember it. You really want to go to the microverse Hawkman? I'm telling you, though, this is where when you pull all back and look, the definitive origin contains would, 99% of things we don't know. I'm telling you, you, you want to go it? to the microverse and see that microverse Hawkman take on that wizard that became that planet? No, no, I don't need, I do not need to see Mazga uh, attack. <laughs> Nobody needs Mazga, but uh, isn't it? Do, do you agree though? Do you agree that the weird thing is, is people are giving this a 10, yet the definitive origin involves non-definitive characters well, we don't it's know. The thing is, I just want to know more about this Hawkman, because from everything I know since we started doing with this continuity placement of the character, he spent a lot of time in the, like, in the dark multiverse as a dragon for Barbados. Yeah, well, I, I see I him there on the thing. This, I, and I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> I said, well, this is where I was going to say, hold your thought just a second. I wish that Space Jesus would have come to him first, gave him back the memories, and then somehow since he had the memories, he ha- it still gets wonky, but he's able to materialize these or, or make them come because then the Deathbringer would work. It doesn't matter if they're dead or gone or whatever because now he has the memories. They live on. But yeah. this is it's, – it's ass backwards here. Because the, the Deathbringer doesn't, you know, or the uh, the Forge deal, the World Forger, the you know thing doesn't make sense in this. But there he is, because it's there. one of them. Yeah, yeah. He's there. well, it's just a memory now. I like him. He's like Gudian, G G H N N N N N N. He's it's too much. Yeah, don't tell a dragon about Madison. Yeah, 
And then he ends up what what appears to be destroys a whole block of a city. Uh, and then, you know, Xanadu comes out and starts saying that you're the greatest. You saved London, Europe, maybe the planet. And then there you go. There's the checklist that I told you about. Now he... She she pointed out you may have said I think he did now you know billions are off the list already Hopefully. so I think that that's the deal uh, but yeah it, it's it's just, only the populace of London that they counted for that one well this, this celestial thing that gave him the power of redemption she's this real is, finicky and yeah yeah and this is the problem with it is I think that also is a wink wink so if people do complain like no Xanadu kind of said it, it's almost like the others can say well the thing and but that's me you know throwing the egg sandwich away and claiming that I saved you because of cholesterol. But I know that the egg council has gotten you, Eric, and you wouldn't believe me. But, anyway, uh, but the yeah, thing is, just... Katara Deathbringer killed planet upon planet upon planet. It seems yeah. like no, I don't I even know. know how there were a populace alive to continue on after this. Like, why would there be any people of Krypton or Thanagar no, or any of these I other don't. planets for the amount of lives that seen these Deathbringers killed no. previous to it? Yeah, yeah. And Xanadu then says, "Listen, oh man, you got a checklist. I wish I had a checklist." And then, hey, what are we going to do about these ritualistic marauders? You know, I wish that they, they really had a purpose to be or... in this book. That's what I wish yeah, really. do. So, yeah, you have that. And I, I don't mind seeing Xanadu, but yeah, she didn't really do much. And then uh, out of nowhere, you do get the uh, what Constantine, uh, the, he looks just like Constantine to me. He needs to dye his hair, but he's there. And you have Carter there in the cell, and there's Idum, just so we know he's alive. And yeah, he's Vin Diesel. Eric, he's definitely yeah, straight up he's Vin, totally Diesel Vin Diesel that, with one that, wing. That one, that one panel, he looks just like Vin Diesel. But yeah, and then it ends, and it ends only to open up everything. And it does. Well, say the whole idea is like, you know, like your many lives have made you strong, warrior Carter. Perhaps the strongest under. I, I, I underestimated that, but they've also made you a valuable weapon. You'll slaughter again, Qatar. Nothing you can do to stop that. Your new blood campaign will soon begin. Next, Hawkman of War. So I guess instead of going forward and seeing how his new blood campaign will begin, we're going to go back and see how his old blood campaign yep. was going on at some yeah. point in time. Yep, that's what it seemed like. Uh, I, I like the issue with... enough, though, because now like we're finally I, over the We're Death making fun of it. Yes, but we yeah, are. It's, I, I need – what I'm saying is this 12 issues was a little too much for what we got at this ending. This ending could have happened at any point. You could add Carter, go to Earth, where these things show up and this, oh, my, here's these – because there wasn't enough explanation of why things were happening. So it wasn't set up. So it just kind of happened. And this was seemed like a uh, – uh, Brian Hitch is leaving the book. This yeah. is his last, last issue. issue. And, and also you have two trades. I think that this was one of those where somebody should have come in and tightened it up at certain spots let this go you know expand this and if you're going to make it 12 issues make them all count uh there's big parts of these issues that really were just people slugging it out and things uh, but i did like it and and this is the thing after this because it's 12 issues of this one story going it, it is kind of crappy to have to review one issue and, and overall the 12 i do like it and i'm excited to go forward and also i didn't think it was going to last past 12 so you're getting a hawkman book that's last thing a little Look at that. uh so i don't mind that but yeah i i hope it picks up because now you're you're done with the catchphrase you're done with the now we have to definitive move on or, yeah now and see what yes. Car uh, carter hall can basically give us going now forward. this book is now you're elected and now you have to go with your promises and you're you saying to that make now things. hawkman has to fly solo yeah, maybe. Yeah, I know what I'm saying is this book better start soaring. A gimmick is That's not a co-pilot. Yeah, I just needed him to to soar. 
That's what that's I mean. All I ever need from Hawkman. Uh, and I hope he doesn't lay an egg. That's something he does, right? He's a bird. No, he lays an egg. That maybe that's one of the origins. We'll find out. But yeah, you have to go because now you don't have the crutch of this definitive origin. So we're going to see if things were set up well enough to go forward, or if we're going to get something good. But yeah, I'm not as negative as some people might say. I'm trying to have some fun with this. That's yeah. my new my new mo. Eric is as fun time. This should have been your. MO the entire time. No, I, I, that was serious, Jimmy. That was reviewer Jimmy. So the past I, three actually, years is serious, Jimmy. Damn right, was, it no. was. Yeah, that's uh, you know serious. Yeah, serious Jimmy. He wouldn't do stuff like this, Eric, and start dancing and stuff. I'm pretty that, sure that, he stuff. has done that. No, you didn't do that. that. This I'm telling you, you don't realize. I'm doing my definitive origin now. Oh. All of my origins are all part of Funtime Jimmy, so he didn't exist before. That makes sense, right? You watch uh. out because I'm I'm charging up to seventy. It's what I'm doing, and I do mean I do mean my age. Eric, I'm charging there quick. We are now. Really quick. Uh, what'd you give it? I gave this issue because of how much I enjoyed the art, but thought a lot of things were left out of the conclusion of this whole ultimate origin of Hawkman. I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. But even though I still enjoy aspects of it, I love yeah. Brian uh, Hitch's art, but I do there too. just wasn't enough glue in here to make everything he wanted to, like, you know, Vendetti tell for this new origin to make it really mesh together because yeah, a lot of things seem cut out for time, for where, which is ridiculous yeah. for a 12 issue goddamn story arc. Well, uh, Van Diddy on that Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, he took his time. He likes to take his time, but he doesn't take his time with Carrie. I don't know what he takes his time doing because by the end, it's it's smoke and mirrors. You're like, well, what happened? I read 12 issues of this. Uh, but yeah, the, the thing about this is that, that it's an ongoing that kind of saves its bacon a little uh, because – you can say, okay, we're going to get some more later. Or hopefully, we I do. guess because we've been reading Hawkman now for a year, just to figure yeah. figure out about this Deathbringer story, and I well, pretty I mean, much this know is the, the same thing. that I did from issue three. Yeah, we we and that, and we basically read a whole year of a book just to be told that all of his memories he ever had are his memories. That's yeah. his thing, and that's that's fine. That's and and it's funny you say that, or I say it, uh, oh. because that's what we actually think is how the whole universe is going to open up eventually yep. that it's just going to be like, Hey, I have my memories. Oh, well, let's All go right. on. That's Which ones? It. All of them. All, All right. of them. But yeah, I'm actually going to be a little more positive than you. I'm going six, six. See, Good I'm going to be more positive. Actually, I was going to go seven. Uh, when we started, but there, there's well, just you a didn't want to go be that positive. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, I don't want to fake the funk here. Uh, but no, I, it, there's just too much not going on to, it, it, it just kind of sours what is going on. But overall, I, I'm telling you, uh, it's a weird deal. I, I can't even use a, hey, I'll go back to the podcast and listen and add up all my scores and divide it. With the whole series, I'm at a, a pure seven for the whole 12 issues so far. And it's a positive seven. It's just that the problem is it, it went down from maybe an eight at one point right. after a bunch of issues, but I'm still positive with it. I still like it. I like to talk Hawkman with you, but even then just, just think of that. Do you want to see my new Hawkman, Hawkman action fan. figure? No, no, I want your new Hawkman podcast called oh. Birds of a Feather. It's called. Uh, Can I it need... just be Birds of Prey where I just talk about <laughs> no. the Birds of Prey and no. Hawkman? No, it's Birds of the Feather. Uh. And, and you can talk that and, and Foghorn Leghorn. 
is, is what it's like all about. Horn. And pretty much you're combining two of the worst properties there. How you'll dare never, you? You'll, you never will uh, succeed. No, where you get this is me and you, and we've been reading this. We talk about it. I have mentioned multiple times that the reason why I like this book is because I hear you yapping and a yammering about the Hawkmans all about the, the time. Hawkmans. And this is my way to get on the ground floor and, you know, have fun and really explore the space with you. How many times have we talked at work where I said, hey, Eric, uh, that Hawkman, like, does this do that? And that does this. It's never happened because no. there's nothing like that going on. That's what I need. So I'm hoping with this villain, I don't want to spoil it. Like I said, there's a big villain coming up. I hope that one of these issues starts where I have a conversation or it, it starts a dialogue with you about liking Hawkman. See, it's we need a reason like to I'm break being, the ice when we're talking about yeah, things. <laughs> I don't like to just go up to you. I get nervous. I get clammy hands. You got smelly pits. They're like all no, down. They're the not thing. smelly. Like, they're just oh, wet. My, uh, but no, I, I want to be able to, you know, say to you like, Hey, what's going on with this and that villain. And, Oh, that's cool. And I like this. And I, I'm, I think I'm a Hawkman fan. This has been basically in my mind, I'm at school and I got sent to the, you know, the gym area with all the boys to learn about how my body's changing. That That's how this has been. It's basically this is this, this is this. Yeah, really, really. That's when you ask for a date right there when you're watching that movie. Uh, but yeah, th this is just uh, I'm positive about it, but I, I just needed some more by the end. But we're going to move to the next book. That is a book that I'm positively not liking. Oh. Eric. It is Wonder Woman number 70. Did you like that transition? Did, did, did you need right. another song that, that sings your praises? Written by G. Willow <laughs> Wilson, heart by Sir Monaco, Ramallah Fajardo Jr., and Pat Bruce. So Wonder Woman continues in the town of I Do What I Want. And one, Grove. Gotcha. What, and what I want to do is stop reading, reviewing, and talking about this book. Please don't misconstrue this as an internet fight that I am joining sides with. No, this Adam. is a bad book thing, and that's a tune nobody can dance to. Her. This sure is a isn't. Harvey. This is Harvey Award winning. Gee, you see what I get when I'm so tired? I don't even know what I'm writing. Gee, Willow continues to I struggle. You. I know. <laughs> hey, I have to do it. I, I'm not as uh, flexible anymore. I can't do it. I got to get a, a rag on a stick to pat my back. G. Willow continues to struggle with her lead character. So instead of character moments and development, this book is filled filled with pronouncements and declarations. And, and that's lead character. She's had a problem with her lead story. Yeah, they, they can't get it through the door. Uh, th this ends up. It, it it really rings like a after school special. It does of a thing that we're there and you, you just take away Wonder Woman and these characters and make it in a high school and and it is the new person in town that they, they have a different type of identity you know that you can't judge and all that going on and this is where I'm going to tell everybody please don't think like I said in that blurb don't think that I'm angry about a message here or I'm angry about. The uh, pronouns and things. There, I, there's I'm kind of angry how it's forced in here out well, of nowhere when it stops the, our story the, freaking midstream. problem. And, and when I can sit here and kind of come up with a better story in a second, in my mind, I'm patting my back again, but the idea that you're starting out the, this story with somebody as a villain that ends up not quite being, it's all convoluted. It's all over the place. And, and then just things have to happen to fill well, space, look, we it have, seems. Jim, we have Antiope Sword leading us yeah. to a, a mission. Well, this is the problem. Have I have in my notes. Antiope Sword was fully spelled out out of nowhere last issue. Because if you remember, they stopped in this town because Maggie had to take a leak 
who which she no, said it twice. I didn't even stop and this time because of that. She had to take a leak and there was fireworks and going fireworks off. Fireworks went off. Fireworks almost hit them. Those are the two reasons. Then in the middle of the deal, they're like, well, any of sort sent us here for some reason. Oh, I guess and, and Atlantia, you know, your son who your, your son that we're looking for, uh, Aphrodite, just happens to be here as well. Crazy. And, and so, Must be the and, sword. And, and so the idea of this, of and this is where I think that G Willow really fails with how this is set up with the deal of this pronoun stuff with any it makes sense it, it it does what what this is going on but it comes out of nowhere this was not set up we didn't hear before she kept my son my son now it's my child it, it, it's almost like she has to it, minor p's and q's in this issue because what she's forcing in and again it, it doesn't do a good story I, I really think that you would have been better off because the whole thing with this Olympus and these, you know, Olympians going and some aren't being accepted, some are, all these things. It's been so convoluted. I well, don't they know telling, what- They told us before how, you know, how the gods aren't acting like themselves now that they've been exiled from Olympus. I'm like, yeah. I really don't know that because we don't have an experience yeah. with you the also, way that G. Will Wilson's writing the gods at this point. Yes. This also, is all fresh for yeah, us. Also, we had an idea, and that's the problem with this whole run. We, we had a war in the first uh, you know arc but we didn't know what side was what so i just want to know when we're going to get back to that sides. you know that can that candled headed caked head freaking you know hades that yeah. we had during azarella's yeah. run i want yeah, to get I back like, to that I like, one i like that <laughs> uh, but also the, another bit that i find uh, odd and peculiar is the idea that you did use Cadmus, uh, the satyr, these the mythical animals at first, uh, because you want it to. I'm saying, yeah, and also the satyr, all of them combined. Yeah, yeah. When they showed up, they were there as a point of view of how the Olympians and even, you know, Ares was different because he was in the cell. That's what caused it yeah, all. That was different even though completely. we really didn't know. But and he these, died and was reborn in this whole yeah, thing. And like, these mythical animals seem to me to be the point of view for Ares. Yeah. Well, these these ca- these uh, creatures seem to be to me the mythical creatures were the point of view, so that we knew that all of a sudden they woke up and they were in the regular world and didn't know what was going on. This starts confusing that with Analytics. He's like, uh, you know, I left, I did this. You don't know what's going on. It changes. This is not the setup that we had before with the Olympians. Then you get, you know, the the idea. Hey, you know. Our, our home now, Wonder, Wonder Woman's more concerned about Olympus, not Themyscira. I'm getting confused with, with all the things that are going on. And, and in the meantime, nothing is going on. No. There's nothing going on. And you start out. And for this, some where, reason, we have to go through the idea. Does Wonder Woman really love Steve Trevor? And does Steve Trevor really love Wonder Woman? When one's a yeah. demigod who will never age and the other's a mere mortal. I'm like, yeah, yeah. what we, happened to seen, our story? And we, we've <laughs> seen this a million times with this. You have the, you know, the towns all going at one point. Also, you get a little confused at the beginning because there's Antilates and comes out. And I hope I say it right. Until, uh, I say Atlanteids. Atlanteids. I don't know how to pronounce it, but he, he they are there. And uh, they end up, I'm going to try not to offend anybody. They're, they're there. And you have Maggie and Cadmus show up. And now... It's just pure lust. Yeah, I love you. you. Run you, away you, with me. You see Atlanteads. All of a sudden, it seems that he is emoting a spell from himself yeah. that makes you fall in love with him but instantly. But he's not putting the spell 
to the people in town. That was no. spelled out already. Also, the Let spell doesn't go. work. The spell doesn't work with Wonder Woman because she has a true love. Yeah. Uh, she's Shrek now. And also, it, where's the cherubs, the cupids? They, and that, they're was, gone. Was that why it was spelled out? Because she doesn't have – I just took it as a demigod. Yeah, because she said you can't do is, this to me because I know what's true in my heart, I think. Maybe I'm and it's, it. it's a weird thing because Maggie, as far as I'm concerned, I, could, I can't say that a flame with a satyr is true love. I don't know what she's feeling on the inside. Yeah, she yeah. seemed to be in love with a satyr up until this point. Now she but wants she, to run away with Antilatia. I know that you, you of, get the idea, though, of – uh, look at this stupid human. She's falling for it. But, you but, dummy. <laughs> but Cadmus does Love. too. But Cadmus does too. He's a she mythical does. creature. So it, everything's all over the place. What and so with, uh, so with this, you have everybody just dancing around. They're still dancing through the streets. Uh, you know, David Lee Roth's I'm dancing in the streets. The worst video ever. Yeah, all no, this now, town. now it's, now it's uh, David Bowie and Mick Jagger. Hello, Atlanta. They're, you know, so like, they're all dancing around. Summer Grove. I love it. I love it with the whole idea where Wonder Woman's like, hey, I don't know what's going on. Smell you later. Yeah. She just walks away to fly up to gather her thoughts just to run into Analytics. That's this all it's set up. And then th- that's all set up. That's all set up. They're just up there talking and like, hey, you're too beautiful to make compromises. Hey, you know, I must make them. It's all this talk about where this is where I said, because G. Willow doesn't seem to be able to grasp writing Wonder Woman through Wonder Woman, you always have to have people tell Wonder Woman what she is or tell Wonder Woman what she isn't. And all of a sudden, Angel... There's Steve Trevor. He's there in the town. Angel. She goes down. What are you doing here? I don't know, but I want to protect you. I love you, Holy Wonder shit, Woman, but I'm afraid. Head. Yeah, I'm afraid. I gonna, I'm going to end up old and bald and fat, and you won't. I think that this is over. See you later. I'm hey. telling you, the, the, this whole that like, this, 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 this whole thing with Wonder Woman not being affected, she needs, she has to be being affected because the whole idea where Steve is in town now, out of nowhere, doesn't know how he got the there. Thrill. And a, yeah, a redhead no walks past half naked and he walks back and says, wow, this yeah. starts the gigantic fight. I'm like, she yeah, has but, to be affected but, for this. But that's to be, the thing is, let's, but yeah, let's start because, a conversation because about being the mortal. Thing is this is the idea that Steve's not really there. The spell has it's made her dumb. Just, it has to. And, but, but with that, I, I want Steve as he, he sees the redhead. Wow. And then after that, why not go with the meme there? The classic meme, which you kind of do the next panel, but make it, you know, a fun deal where Steve's looking back. Uh, he just, I hear him it's not it's off panel where did an old guy who's wearing no clothes with the guitar go that guy could strum a tune but this whole deal is him just like yeah you know what we're kidding ourselves we're out of here you know smell you later i'm going to chase the redhead wonder woman's just there she's crying i just love too the idea that we get done this real conversation about our like you know interest in each other and stuff like that maybe what we need is some distance from each other and steven goes over that redhead Yeah. Like, just not really shame this game. She's right next to him. <laughs> That's, he needed that distance. He meant the five feet between yeah. him and that redhead. He's like, listen, that's what I'm doing. A little bit over here, a little bit of distance, baby. Yeah, and so you do have Maggie and uh, Aphrodite going and trying to figure out, oh, there's the temple. We're going to go in. It's the you know the house that Anilides yeah. was in front of. Goes in like, oh, my, it's not all lit. There's some darkness. Oh, my. And so then you go back to Wonder Woman, though. Wonder Woman's all down in the dump. Steve has left her. And Aladdin shows up and is like, hey, listen, you know, this is how things go. You're going to figure it out. You know, I'm not limited by binaries that divide the rest of the world. I do this, that, and the other thing. And then Steve shows up again. 
And she's like, what's going on? Angel? Where am I? How'd I get her? Now it's, you know, she's in purgatory. Oh, she's Sisyphus. You're not real. She's rolling Steve up and down the, the goddamn hill. <laughs> and so Steve's like, and then this is the best, though. He's there. You you said you didn't even set this up. It, it's so ridiculous. And so the whole thing was, you did this, Annalise. No, Wonder no. Woman. You did. You're you the your only anxieties. one that can undo it. It's your anxiety. Two panels it takes. Angel? It, it, oh, I love I you, Steve. I love you. I should have said it first. <sighs> I love you. Done too. and done. Where, where are we going now? That right. is the most that ridiculous at? waste of time. That I, you end up at the end. Oh my, Wonder Woman, she loves Steve. Do you get that? She loves it's Steve. About and, time and we put a pin it, in that one. I was wondering was for all, a while. <laughs> it was, all, I wanted her to go. And, and like I said last week, when I said, if, if I had a dream that you stole my wallet, I'd wake up and punch you in the face. I need Wonder Woman to go back, find Steve, and just slap him silly right upside the head. And then just, she, he's like, well, what did I do? Redhead. And then he's just like, yeah, <laughs> he's all in. But it, it's just, there's nothing here. And now. And so, and now, now by the end we, the we've, we've, turn. We, we we've put a, a pin in the whole idea that Wonder Woman uh. does love Steve Trevor now it's time for the people of the town to go against Atlanteads because now they're upset because while they did do what he said about you know just doing what your heart desires. Hey, nobody paying pay anybody's mortgages. People getting fired from work. They got to freaking yeah. clean the dishes. No one's doing these things. Man. And doing these things are not what their heart desires. Who's going to do this? Yep. I, I, my favorite is basically it, it's a mob. The, yeah. They are, they've now, the tables have turned and they became. I, I just love the whole thing the, too. They this mob, a, they, the villain. They, they just sit around while this is going on. You know what I hate? Doing dishes. Yeah, I hate that no, they, too. I'm what? telling you, this is where we, we have the idea where the town's the villain. Is now this, they're going to attack. Is this one guy? Them. Is Hulk Hogan walking and everybody down the street? I, everybody I, starts to follow yeah. as he marches and, and down the street. I love, like, think of all that, like, think of Rutger Hauer's, uh, you know, villain speech. In a Blade Runner. Okay, gotcha. It, it, a beautiful, right? You think mm -hmm. of some really, like the movies and t things you love about where the villain does get to monologue, which is kind of the joke in, in a lot of these things anyway, but gets to monologue and it's one for the ages because I think we have it here. It's old bald guy. And what about my house? Cleaning my house doesn't fill me with joy, but now the sink is backed up and there's a mummified hairball behind the couch where the cat puked. That, that's the that's the statement from the villain to the heroes. The end. That's what we're dealing with. Yeah, and I got fired from my job and I'm broke. Oh, really? Like this? This is we're, we're dealing with this. I, I understand, G Willow, that you you wanted to do you know the the pronoun deal, but really you're, you're trying to slip in the idea that we can't all just live please, life please loose and fancy free. Just, just please that tell me what's going everybody on with will Olympus have and responsibilities. Please. Yeah, I don't need to know that people need responsibility in their life or have responsibilities or, or you know this. I saw it when I was watching Train Spotting, and that damn baby was dead. It's still haunting me, Eric. That 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 shows me you can't just do heroin all day. <laughs> that, that's you, the you part that shows you. <laughs> I don't think you took everything you could out of that me. movie. That's all I got. I got that. And if you're a weightlifter, don't do the drugs. You're oh, gonna Tommy. get the AIDS. That's what happens, Tommy. He's a soccer player. Yes. Uh, yeah. So the, the, it's that's what ends up being the whole deal. So we end up going into a town to preach at us about responsibility, yep. to put that on hold about the pronoun stuff, to put that on hold about, you know, telling people you're, what you're thinking, saying, I love you when you should. And then, you know, doubling back with the idea of an angry mob because this guy got fired. I mean, really go back to your job now and take the toga off. 
That one guy. Tell me how to live my life. I'm telling you, I really hope that that one guy's like, I am fine with whatever goes on here. They're like, listen, you shut up, naked man playing the guitar. He's like, that that was my job before. And really, if you love what you do, Eric, you don't work a day in your life. I feel like I work seven days a day. I hate everything. But yeah, this issue is just nothing. Seven days a day. Seven days a day. Isn't that a Beatles song? Uh, it so sounds yeah. awful, so probably. <laughs> and then the baby. No, you always, the Beatles always hey, have the hey, yeah, hey. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, you're not, you're not rerunner Dwayne. Hey, hey, you're hey. The <laughs> she loves you. Hey, hey, I always hey. do get the Beatles confused with what's happening well, somehow. Yes, that is true. Because I think really, man might have beat Beatles me about the always, face with a mace. They're always happening. But yeah, so there you go. Uh, I give it a five. It's, and I it's think a, you're being very generous with that five. It's the because, FU variety. Okay, that makes sense. I then. don't it's need just, people to yell at me. It's, I, I'm slipping in under the radar with that one. You know what I'm saying. No, I'm telling you. She's <laughs> trying to be topical. What she's doing is burying but any semblance of story in this yes. or any idea that she knows the character of Wonder Woman just this, to be topical on Twitter. And I'm like, if yeah. you can do that, fine. Make sure you can tell it within a decent story. Because yeah. if you want to deal with the pronoun aspect of it, make sure that people use they or not fine. him like I've been doing. It's just that we have this character who was born a male and then was cursed by a god by having a water nymph combined with him to make this uh the um i can't think of the uh hermaphroditic form yeah. of atlanteads i'm like you're kind of burying all this behind this because you have an idea that you want to tell so you're not telling yeah, the full it's, story it's almost like it's like you get the idea that instead of kind of getting a little research of the character maybe the character's villain stuff like that she really went full on the you know olympians Went yeah. through a thing and then just picked out everything that she could tie a message into. And you can't write a book based on a message. Uh, well, some of the biggest stories that will give great messages are the ones that by the end, you're enjoying it so much, you actually didn't realize until the end there was a message. And those stick. Sure those do. are the ones that stick because then you you feel like by the end, and, and maybe you know I, I feel like a dummy all the time. But when that <laughs> happens, you end up feeling smart. And you end up feeling like, boy, I'm in tune with G. Willow. I see what she's doing. And and even like, boy, I, I wonder if she means that. And get on Twitter. Hey, did you mean this? Yeah, I did. And you're like, oh, man, that's awesome. Because it's something that you were able to get involved with. And you were able to stand with and figure it out. She just ends up scene after scene of just throwing it at you as if you're, again, watching uh, you know, a PSA. Or, or yeah. an after-school special or being lectured. I don't like being lectured. The biggest thing that I think a lot of these things are, and you kind of alluded to it quickly there too, is a lot of these things seem to be written so you're getting your – like I like my back being padded. You, you don't write a comic for that though. It seems to be able to go on and, and do your victory lap on Twitter and say you're great. Uh, G Willow, I know you're great. I've read about what you do and how great a person you are. You don't have to show me that through this and also show me you know Wonder Woman. I want Wonder Woman. I want something to be fun as well. This isn't fun. It's all sure in my head spinning. Uh, where are the fun come? Where are the fun comics at? As they say in the bars. Uh, but yeah, d what did you give it? I'm giving this a four out of 10 and that's mostly okay. for Monica's art, which I'm not a huge fan of yeah. even though, but like, I, like I, I would like, to, I'm telling you, it's been so long since I've enjoyed a Wonder Woman book. I'm telling you, 
Greg Rucka was in there, but even before that with like, you know, Meredith Finch and stuff like that, I wasn't enjoying is, that. Yeah. I just want to be able to enjoy Wonder Woman. And I was hoping when G. Will was getting on this book that finally we're going to get something decent. And hoping. it turns out that G. Will I, doesn't really have I, a story going on you. here. After I issue, promised after issue, you that it was going to be I'm not good. enjoying this. I just hope at one point she decides to drop the messages that she wants to force down your throat and actually tell us a decent story. I'm with you. And I, I just, and where I, I guess what it really could use right now is you know a one-shot fun deal where G Willow gets maybe that would be something that would spark her to go forward with some I'm some fun you, story though, about di- Wonder Woman well, going off to uh you know a bowling tournament or something I don't know I'm no writer you, you I'm just trying to I'm, I'm like thinking back previous though we have a whole issue about you know immigration laws because we have mythical beings fucking yes, eating in a goddamn cafe I'm like but this is where again though this is what you know you end up. I, I don't think that G. Willow is doing this, what I'm going to say, but sometimes it feels like a lot of them are doing it where they're forcing you into a corner to make you review it well or else you look like a piece of shit. You know, thank God me that. and you are pieces of shit. We <laughs> know this. Shit. I'm just not yeah, going to be fooled. You. No, I'm saying what people like think. Something. I think that actually when all is said and done, we are two of the nicest people that would you would meet that do these reviews and do things. Yes, we're negative. But why we say the things we say and talk honestly is because we think that that's how you should do it. You should be honest. Yeah. And we would want people to be honest with us unless they go on like Batman boy, reviews. Are they honest and, and with go, us, and, you yeah, pieces of and, shit. And, and, yeah, really. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't want people to think that. But and if they do... I would I would say that you're you know barking up the wrong tree because that's not what we're that's not our mo and M really we're too lazy to have mos anyway, uh, but yeah that that's the deal and no more soapboxes right I should have had, you know Eric sometimes comics should be fun that's it that's my soapbox there I'm not gonna waste Good. it that's your music but we're gonna go <laughs> off right now to hear from Reggie and Chris over at the Sandman Universe. Did you know they're on a cloud, Eric? It floating in the Sandman Universe. I'm painting a picture of what they're doing. <laughs> Don't push your free views on me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, but that's what we're doing, and we'll talk to them right now. And all your charms went Welcome back to the Sandman Universe segment on the Weird Science DC Comics.com podcast. Did I get it right that time, Chris? I think so. I well, think so. My name is Reggie. And my and name is Chris. This week we have a uh, one book for you. It is House of Whispers number nine. The story is House Rules by Nalo Hopkinson and Dan Waters, Dominique Domo Stanton, and John Rauch. Now begins the rap battle between Madame Azruli and Anansi the giant spider, prehistoric spider, and by rap, we mean storytelling. Wait, where's where's everybody going? Hold on a second. The story just started here. (laughs) So Azruli begins this little fest telling a story about the first time she visited Hell. Uh, She was following up on a rumor. And this is where she met a young Mazikeen. Oh, no. Yeah, the minute I saw her, I was like, well, I'll tell you. (laughs) I'll tell you one thing, uh, because of the way she talks, I wasn't wondering who she was, so that was something. True. Uh, that's the woman with half a face whose dialogue frustrates us in the Lucifer comic, <laughs> although she is clearly younger here, for whatever that's worth. Yeah. Uh, and she's Lucifer's concubine or whatever. We don't really know the whole thing there. Basically, she's like Harley Quinn to Lucifer's Joker. You know, 90s Harley mm. Quinn, I would say. So, and, uh, so they, they both follow up on the one rumor that there's a, this uh, tunnel out of hell. 
Uh, they wander the tunnel. Turns out they're trapped in the belly of a giant worm. It's so gigantic, Chris, it's spelt W-Y-R-M. So you know it's oh. serious. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> it's also apparently a fire-breathing dragon. Whatever, that's fine. Uh, so they can't just bust out because the giant worm innards are very tough to hold all that fire. But Madame Azruli has a pack of piranha demons that she'd bent to her will earlier. And they chop an exit door out for Mazakin and Azruli to just walk right out. Yes. And Anansi thinks this story sucks. And he's not wrong. No, no, wrong. Uh, but, <laughs> but his main problem is that uh, it's about uh, something that happened in the past. So it doesn't necessarily weave, it just ends. Uh, Maggie and Latoya's ghosts are hanging around for the time being, though uh, we could swear they got sucked back into their bodies last issue, yeah, right? They got caught on the web, and Anansi yeah. said, I don't eat ghosts, I eat stories. And then I thought they got and let go, and that they were good. Bada bing, yeah. yeah. So weird. Um, now Maggie, <laughs> Maggie notices that the Corinthian is nowhere to be found, and then Anansi turns her attention on Maggie and Latoya. Anansi notes how all of the events in this series have affected have affected Latoya's family, or Maggie's. Uh, frankly, uh, I forgot which is the older one now. Yeah, it's, one of them is the older sister. One of them is the girlfriend. But you know, we, we get the. Does it matter? Yeah, does it really. matter when you're dead? I mean, no, not you know, really. Not at this point. <laughs> Now, especially when her younger sister, Habibi, who was possessed by Dambala to defeat Shakpan. I can't believe we're saying these words. I know. Look at this. We've become regular Creole, uh, you know, magicians. But I, I, she was? Didn't Shakpan wind know, up yeah. tortured forever by a cruel ghost in some plantation attic? I thought that's how Could that have sworn. ended. Uh, anyway, by the way, Dambala is that two-headed snake that's also... Married to Ezruli. Remember, she has three husbands. The Napoleon, Napoleon guy, who's snake. now a boat. Uh, the two-headed God. snake guy, and then just kind of like the big, tough tribal guy that was just kind of, you know, the most humanoid-looking one. The dude. So uh, Habibi's on a swing and feels like she might have the power of that snake god. She flings herself off the swing and is headed for the concrete head first. This is per story Anansi's telling, sort of controlling her actions, I guess. Then Azruli calls out to her snake husband, who swoops in and rescues Habibi, and this makes Anansi furious. Anansi says this move counts as Azruli's second story. Uh, I gotta say, somehow this contest doesn't seem very well regulated. Do you think so, Chris? This is like <laughs> I don't know if they're keeping track. Is there like a, a blackboard somewhere where they make hash like, marks? You know, I don't know. You know, I mean, well, this is this is like you know, if the Phoenix Suns were to play, uh, you know, the Spurs, and the Spurs were like, uh, we want twenty points uh, spotted to us. You know, <laughs> yep. we think that's that's fair here. <laughs> so anyway, uh, for Anansi's second story, she leads Habibi to some stranger by whispering in Dambala's voice. He hands her a book of this stranger and says Dambala appeared to him and told him to do so. Then Anansi as Dambala leads Habibi under a bridge powered, populated by homeless people. And this ain't one of those bustling encampments with like a soup kitchen and a post office. Uh, these people are pretty <laughs> down and out under here, let me tell you. They do. Uh, now she finds Maggie and Latoya hanging out by an abutment. Uh, they look really battered and bruised. Uh, Maggie and Toya don't care, though, because uh, they ain't got no souls. Mm-hmm. Maggie eats an apple core she finds on the ground. Just look to show how gross they are, you know, like, <laughs> <Right>. whatever. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know if there was a worm in it. Uh, now, <laughs> Bibi opens the book that the stranger gave her, and she begins to read. And in doing so, she puts the spirits back into Maggie and Latoya, but then everything goes black. 
actually, we're not positive which one reading from the book did, uh, you know, putting the souls back or turning out the lights. Or you know? both or neither. Yeah, I'm maybe, not sure what's happening here, to be honest with you. Could have been happenstance. Yeah, who knows? What that book was about really kind of made no sense. But uh, back in Anansi's lair, Madame Azruli goes nuts and attacks the spider. But she wraps Azruli up in a web fairly easily. Uh, before she gets wrapped up, Azruli tosses a key to that goose man who is a full-on goose at the moment. Uh, he flies, he, she tells him to unlock a certain door on that houseboat that is her husband right now. Uh, the goose flaps back there. He finds Uncle Monday in full croc form with his top hat on. Just kind of hanging out on the, on the boat. When just Gooseman chill. hits the door, just chilling out. Uh, <laughs> when Gooseman hits the door, now turning into part man, uh, the Corinthian appears, puts his hand on his shoulder. So Gooseman tosses his key into the open, the room of the door that he opened and claims to know nothing about it. Uh, back with Maggie, Toya, and Habibi, turns out they're in the belly of a giant worm, just like in Ezruli's first story. But the key that Gooseman tossed has just shown up. So, something? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I, I... Oh, that's the end, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's right. That's the end. <laughs> That's the end of the story. Sorry, Chris. I, uh, <laughs> you were like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I truly don't know what to say. And I don't, I don't mean that as a criticism, even though I will say off the bat, I didn't like this issue. But it's, it's not a matter of I don't know where to begin to criticize it. I don't even know what to criticize or what to say about it, you know, like just it's, it defies it defies it defies review. What is happening? You know what I mean? Like uh, never mind the continuity problems that I think we perceive and uh it's Ruben is is scrutinizing this probably better than we should than we do and, and should. <laughs> so he he may correct us, but I really don't remember some of these things they're talking about and I feel like we would have remembered some of this. I could I swear so, right? you know, the fact that Maggie and Toya got sent back was something where in my mind last issue, I kind of checked them off. I was like, all right, well, yep. they closed they closed that storyline, but apparently not. And apparently it, it's going on way longer. And OK, so <laughs> cool. Uh, you know, what what about those followers? Are they still in the mix? Uh, I, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm kind of half curious, but at the same time, I don't want to know because that just... It's gonna That's bring just more story. Just yeah. more stuff. Uh, I hope we don't see more Mazakine, for God's sake. Oh, Lord. Uh, there also is Chris, and let me know if you see this. I detect a lot, just kind of storytelling issues with this, where it's, it's, I wouldn't call this tough to follow any more so than it is tough to explain how a boat can be a man. Uh, sure. But sometimes I feel like, I mean, maybe this is some of our, my problem is I, I'm just having trouble following panel to panel sometimes what's happening. Yeah, the uh, linearity is just not there. It's 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 not one of these things where it's you know I've definitely seen worse. You know, uh, we read, sure. we read Young Blood for God's sake, and uh, you know I've read more recent <laughs> comics that were worse where they switch in the middle of a page and stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I really have trouble following what's happening a lot of times in this comic, and uh, I I wouldn't really chalk it to the art, but maybe it has to do with the plotting and the way panels are landing and where they're landing. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and just so much of it is un, in, uninteresting. I think so I it's think, like, yeah, there's no incentive to even yeah. weave these uh, webs here. It's just, uh, maybe that's what it is. Like I keep seeing things that I'm sort of filing away in. All right, just move on. You know what I mean? And 
you keep doing that, and now you've filed away two thirds of the story, and you're just like, <laughs> what? What is happening? You know what I mean? Like, I. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's not great. Uh, you know, I'm, we're really having trouble with this one, folks. I got to say. Um, what, 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 do you have anything else you want to uh, say about this here issue? You know, it's funny because uh, you think usually when we when you and I distill a, a story here in a, in like a script form or a bullet point format, it usually clears things up. Yeah. So like if there's something that it out, yeah, for sure, for sure. If it's like if it's something that I'm writing up that 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 even I just wasn't really too uh, too uh, understanding of, it, it you know puts it into perspective here. In doing this with House of Whispers, it's almost like we're writing in a different language. Yeah, it really is. I, I mean, uh, it's just like we, we're saying like Dambala and Anansa. It's just there's nothing here but names. <laughs> there is a lot. There is a lot of actual other language. You're right, but uh, no, yeah, it is. We, we just end up saying things like Dambala the Snake God saves Habibi because <laughs> why? That's what Dambala the Snake God does. He's uh, I guess I don't know. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, what the so hell? Weird. Who is he? Yeah. What I is happening? Did. What are, you know what I mean? Like a lot of this, it came down to what are the rules? You know, it's like yeah, as Ruli told the story of going to hell, but Anante can control the present and also decide when as Ruli can't do Interfere, her thing. Yeah, uh, you know, not having the souls means that Latoya and Maggie are okay with being homeless. Like, what? Where did that come into? I never thought that would heard that was a thing, but okay. Yeah, uh, so weird. A lot of it is just like, well, I, I'm just not understanding so much of what's happening, and uh, that's a persistent problem on the site. Uh, I gave this a five point eight out of ten because I, I just. You, whenever you see a, a score like that, you know there was a struggle with scoring, you know. <laughs> and it's like I, I, I don't think this this comic is total garbage, but at the same time, I can't see the merit of it, nor would I recommend it to anybody. You know what even, I mean? It, even in collected, even in collected format, I, I don't mean, think it's going to make any more sense. No, no, unless they edit not. it heavily, you know, do something. Uh, it may be. So yeah, yeah I mean, I uh, to be honest, I I would really go lower in a way, but on the other hand. <laughs> the art isn't that bad, uh, and there are elements of it I think are okay. But I don't know what what would you give it in the alternate universe that you reviewed this here, Chris. I, I'd probably go five five. Yeah, yeah, it's you know it's it doesn't warrant you know the five point oh, but uh, yeah. I, I certainly didn't enjoy it, and uh, I, I generally complain about getting through books too quickly. This one wouldn't end. This one refused. This one was a to tough end. one. I know. <laughs> and uh, and you know would have been great if it were interesting, but I I'm not finding I'm not finding an ounce of this interesting is the problem. Well, you know, we'll, I, oh, go ahead. I'm okay. sorry. I was gonna say I just don't know how much longer they'll be able to keep this up with. You know, it's like it's like if you hop on like an actual treadmill and they have like those uh those little uh, programs on there. It's like you have the high intensity and you have like the regular one, the endurance one. Mm -hmm. This feels like an endurance one where it's just, it's very low and steady and there's like no end in sight. Yeah. It's, it's just like, what are we even doing here? Well, we think going there on. may be an end in sight mm. for this one, possibly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just really, this does, you mentioned it, and it feels like this is winding down. Uh, we're we're going to have, you know, a whole big, uh, the whole cast of characters is going to get their chance to have a bow, and then who knows? It'll end with Metamus really joining the Justice League or whatever, and that'll be fine. There we go. So uh, <laughs> uh, next week, what do we got coming up? 
we got Lucifer number eight, and uh, we've uh, we've enjoyed Lucifer of uh, over the past few months. So that's uh, yeah, a over good the thing. past two, it's it's gone yeah. ever since there was that big info dump issue that explained what was happening. Yeah, like issue five or so. Which maybe yeah. this could use could have used something like that, or could still use <laughs> something like that. I mean, really, you know, I was gonna say this this might have been a good chance if they're telling these stories to each other. They each could have told stories that flesh in. Some of the background on this stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, tell us, like, how did Dambala marry Azruli? That would be an interesting story that might, you know, for sure. explain the importance of who the hell he is. But anyway, that We're didn't happen. That for the annual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, we got, we got more to come. So, uh, you know, I don't want to put a, I don't want to, as my uh, sainted uncle used to say, put a canary on it. That's the way he used to put jinxing if you jinxing something don't put a canary on it so i'm not gonna do that uh but next week we've got lucifer number eight so and we definitely do have it so uh, mm-hmm. we'll be back for that so i think that's all we got from this week chris got anything else for him no nah, it'll do it well until next time folks i want you to keep it dreamy see ya Tribute continues. It's like you are on center stage. Well, you, it was you so are that nobody star. heard that one. Oh, How do you they, like them they, they heard it. They, you don't <laughs> understand. You say that, and oh, no. I end up, I, I, I end up throwing these through a deal that ends up uh, bringing up the volume, so they will certainly hear it. And now that you said that, maybe I'll insert the real one in. <laughs> now you can take that, buddy. Maybe I'll insert some else. You, that, that was I, a I'm John Lennon I, tribute. I love, I love you so tribute. much. I wish I could hear it better. Is what I meant, oh, Jim. I'll I'll send it to you then. Is what I'll do. I'll I send don't it to want you. Why and, you, and, and, hurt you my don't realize so that the, the songs that I send, the, the delivery systems, my fist is what happens. I, I don't know the semantics of it. I will work it out. But we're no. here with three books at the end. Uh, the ladies section, maybe. Maybe. I, I did wonder twins doesn't really make sense. But up, just Jana? to tell you, as we go in, we'll, we'll be talking Supergirl, Catwoman, and Wonder Twins. And we're going to start with Supergirl. And that is Supergirl number 30, written by Mark Andrako, art by Kevin McGuire, Sean Parsons, and Chris Sotomayor. Letters by Tom Napolitano. Kara gets all red daughter of Krypton in this issue. That's But luckily... Crypto is there to save the day. You see, Kara's been so angry about the death of Kandor and Krypton, she forgot to live. She forgot to live, Eric. Though this issue felt rushed to get us to the cliffhanger. Boy, did it ever. <laughs> the cliffhanger made me smile, thinking back to all those awesome super family events like Hell on Earth, Eric. Krypton Hell- returns. <laughs> Krypton returns. 
the Psy War, <laughs> the Psy War, <laughs> and <laughs> Superman Doomed. But yeah, I, I I actually like when you have super family books. You don't get that so a I. lot, not as much as the Bat Family stuff. So I I do like it. And when we say this, I like I like full out, and you do get. Superboy here. So, but yeah, I, I actually John really like, so, I really like a lot of times in the new 52 where you did have three books kind of going. I know that people don't like crossovers and things like that, but I did like when you had those in the new 52 and we're making jokes, but some of those Krypton returns, I didn't mind. Uh, there were some was, aspects okay. to it. But it's I, just when I actually, hell was still involved. I actually liked it because a lot of times that Superboy book was awful. And yet it, one of his better moments was in Krypton return, like stuff like that. Sometimes yeah. you do get, good moments for these characters and they're the super family they're super Eric. that's what i think uh but yeah with this though cara <laughs> thank you for ha- your insight <laughs> cara has a book here i'm so tired I- i'm gonna get real goofy really quick I- before Welcome. that was i i don't know what i told you before i can't remember i'm not i'm not carter hall remembering everything Eric. Uh, before I was serious one life it was serious jimmy before I don't know what happened before that that guy who said that was fun time Jimmy it was not that that was serious Jimmy already now it's time for fun time fun time Jimmy's arrived yeah. he's ready right am I confusing you <laughs> are you is this on <laughs> uh, so yeah with with this though I've said uh, throughout this whole run of Mark and Draco's that it's a shame because I really like uh, the way he writes Kara. I do like Xander. I like all of these characters. It seems in inconsistent this. to me. Well, no, I like it, but this is the problem. Now it seems you're trying to rush to an end, and you're again. My biggest complaint kind of comes to fruition here, where you're basing your whole story on what's going on in another book and what was set up by Brian Michael Bendis. Obviously, things are going to hit the fan very soon with Rogozar and any. So you got to stop. You can't have Kara no more still going after on. things. Man. Yeah, you, you can't have a scavenger hunt that continues Rain delay. when Rogozar is Rogozar killed delay. in another bug. And yeah, really. So you end up with this, and it's basically Brian Michael Bendis, you know, getting on the horn and saying, "Yo, Mark and Draco, you got a month now. I, I'm this Rogozar stuff. It's I'm going to kind of bring it. It's coming to a head. Uh, this is going to happen. Whatever. Uh, oh no, what should I do? Don't worry." crossover baby just come my way and that's what happens but with that we had a ton of setup and one of the things that we have been kind of complaining about is the book kind of spinning its wheels and things you, you can't spin your wheels and, and have your cake and eat it too to have a forced issue I know to what end that means. it <laughs> well, you know I, I see your way is it a road you, you slice know. of cake yeah, it is <laughs> it is road slice is that's yeah, plural uh but yeah so when you get to this Everything has to, but we've taken too long to get to this point, only to just say it's ended. Well, and, I'm telling you, the, the whole thing. I don't last know what's issue, going on with Xander. Last issue I felt so him. odd and out of nowhere. Where the whole idea, I was so excited to get the cult of Rogozar there, where they go to worship Kara because she has the axe of Rogozar, which no. seems to be like, if you hold this, you have the power to control. And I'm like, all right, that's great. Gandello then shows up at the end of the issue, just kills all of them off. Okay, yep. final fight with That's Gandello. What I'm and, and the worst part about that is that in that issue, we had this small kind of build up for the idea that Xander, being the adopted son of Gandello, the person who yeah. helped destroy Krypton, he was afraid of what Kara was going to think about him being, you know, this yeah. adopted son of this person. We dealt with that last issue. Like, look, you're, you're not, you're not who she is. You don't have to worry about this. This issue we start up though. She is furious to Xander. It's like, why didn't you tell me sooner? And all this, like, yeah. I was just a toy to you. You were playing with me. I'm like, I don't know what happened in between issues. 
Well, you know, the guy has a robot hand. Who's going to see? Who's going to trust him? Uh, he's but a, he's a green skin Han Solo Star Lord. He's, he's amazing. Star Lord. He's awesome. I love him. By the end, I don't know that he's continuing in the book. Do you? Because <laughs> no. he just kind of disappears. He's Maybe not after there. we do a deal with Rogozar, we can get back to that. Well, and so with this whole Rogozar, it's almost like they you have Mark and Draco, like, okay, we're going to end this. But I also have to remind people what's going on, remind them of who Karen, why she cares about, because you're going off and like out of nowhere, you're going to have a reiteration of the Krypton, Candor, all the like it, out of nowhere. You're having set up for things that we set up, you know, if you even know the character, but set up issues ago. But with that, I do like Gandela was like, ha, Sandra, you crazy. Ah, uh, thanks a lot. Like she's throwing so much of that throwing under the bus shade that she's lying. But Kara comes off as an idiot because she believes it. You, you know what I mean? They, they kind of yeah. work this out. She gets mad and she's just going to punch. She punches Gandello in the face, you know, and then goes after. And it's one of those like a building rage that's going on. But it's almost at this point where I wish that she had been holding the axe this whole time. I want to say that the axe is making her do this. I would love to say that, but she doesn't have no, it. No, it's only by point. the end when the axe shows up. It's yes. like, okay, enough rage for the killing blow aspect until yeah. you see a cute little doggo. So, but I love Kara. I love Supergirl. So at this point, I want her to be using the sex. I would have even loved a setup where she won't even give up. The, it's the one ring now. It's yeah. the axe where Xander's like, hey, you got to put that axe down. Sometimes I know you're after the axe and stuff like that. And you go, but that wasn't set up. So this, her just flipping out uh, because you want to remind everybody that she's upset about Krypton, Krypton and she's upset and Kandor about Kandor. And, yeah. and so- but but we know this. You know what I mean? It's like me being mad about something out of the blue that we resolved, not resolved, but have been working on. But all of a sudden, I'm as mad as I was a month ago, but no reason to be that mad again. I, I, I really wish that the axe was there and went right into her hand. You, you do have her. And even with the her- whole idea of the anger, because when we had the new 52, Carol, like, you know, debut, she was an angry Supergirl for a yes. long time and fans did not like that. So I thought the whole idea of bringing her into this whole rebirth era and redeveloping the character was the idea. She's not going to be this angry character. Yeah. Now, obviously, we with Candor uh, being destroyed, there's some new reason that to spark the idea well, that yeah. you know, Krypton I was mean, murdered. The, but the, the thing, thing is, is, though, you're you reverting the character this. back to what we had previously well, that is, people didn't like. You're saying it, though, but Steve Orlando told us all that was three weeks ago. I know. So she still could That's be angry. Saying. She could still be angry, though, the way he explained it. But we got it, past the that. All new 52. I, yeah, but that's why I'm saying you needed to have the axe on her the whole time. And she even references, I don't want to be angry anymore. I used to be so angry. That's where you get a – it's a weird character development of something that was already developed because we've already worked past that. Steve Orlando, you know, he wasn't even going with that. He was going more of, you know, father, daughter, things like that that kind of got pushed aside. But I wish that she had the axe the whole time and then I could explain away a lot of this issue and say the axe, she never puts it down. She's got to get rid of the axe and would have been a great thing for – Superman and John to come and say hand over the axe and you know have the cliffhanger like she looks like she's not going to give it up or whatever and why not so. use the axe like that because the thing is it does make her over the top angry it uses That's her anger I mean. to make her stronger and push her forward that? but for what yeah. this axe is it grows in shape and size for whatever you yeah. think it thinks that you need at that point it you know creates an interdimensional I mean not an interdimensional it just creates a spaceship with a breathing atmosphere around you if you need it I'm like yeah. by the time this issue is said and done this axe is the most amazing thing that's ever yeah. Yeah, it, it's a transformer. It's Groot. 
It's also, I mean, it's everything. It really is. But that's why I wish that she was getting a little addicted to the power of it. Which would have been cool. Even the anger, where she could even say like, man, I remember I used to kick ass back then when I was angry. I, I love this anger. Have her to the point where even <laughs> Ooh, you have- I love being angry. I love anger. I'm the angry lady. I, I, but you have this, do you believe now? You have it where you can even have crypto, <laughs> where she goes to pet crypto and he's scared of her. This this is really easy stuff. you know. And, and Xander's and, there I'm to be the I'm, guy- to, I'm looking at people talk about this idea where, because I was on Reddit earlier looking at what people thought about this issue, but yeah. um, the whole idea that people love that crypto shows up to stand in, in the way of Kara's killing blow between uh, Gandello and her, and it's all because this dog comes out of nowhere to go and stand there to be the reason yeah. behind Oh, you're right, Crypto. You don't want me to become the monster. thing is, Crypto is a dog. I'm telling you, he like He's a Kryptonian dog, obviously, but the idea is this: he would fight Gandello alongside. The idea that this dog is going to keep Kara from, you know, hurting, yeah. like punching or killing somebody. It's just for some reason it's too far. It's for some reason Crypto acting like this and being the thing that saves the day, just yeah. morally in the end, is more it convoluted great, in my mind yeah, it than the it acts is. itself, which is the most I, convoluted piece I of the technology in this book. And it would have been just as easy. Uh, maybe it's a nice moment. A it's just a little where, bit too much. I mean, maybe it would have been like Kara is about to do the blow and she just happens you know to see crypto and Ed just seeing him does that the funny thing is you have xander the whole time and he ends up getting frozen by kara the frost yeah. breath get freeze so he can't get out crypto you gotta go saber you gotta go saber he actually gets free and then still crypto crypto go <laughs> go saber i don't want to go i'm real free He's now Scooby. Yeah, crypto. I don't understand you. You speak in that Kryptonese or something. I don't speak it. What are you saying? I, 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 what are you doing, crypto? Get out of town. You're, you're the devil dog. But no, you just go and, and it's just there for the This is a weird moment. thing, too, for this crypto, because I, I had the issue years ago. I think it was from like the late 90s, maybe even in the two, like early 2000s, where it was just a single issue of, uh, of Superman, I think it was, where Crypto yeah. was living with, you know, uh, Clark and Lois. And yeah. Clark is like taking him through the park, trying was to make sure he's mad. Is, that's that's the thing. Yeah. No, no. Mongol attacked oh. during this whole thing. And Crypto ended up ripping Mongol's throat out. And yeah. the whole, it was the saddest issue of all time because the Superman realized this good little dog, he can't be here. I have yeah, to keep him at the fortress of solitude. I'm telling you, it's a, it's a very sad issue. But all of a sudden, you see Crypto be the Kryptonian dog that he has just go for the jugular, jugular yeah. on Mongol. I'm like, oh my god, this dog is so dangerous. What yes. are you doing, just picking up for walks in Central Park or whatever eh, in Metropolis? Just babies. Like, it's yeah. just such a weird thing to have this issue and just know the character of Crypto to think like, well, he's just going to get in the way. And blessed Rel, I could have thanked you, Crypto. You are my moral yeah. compass. Yeah, yeah. It, and the thing is, again, though, I think Mark and Draco writes good dialogue with Kara. I think that Xander's good. I really like that character. So obviously, he's doing good with him. Uh, it's just. This just is forced. Now, this is the thing. By the end, with the score, because we are at the end, but uh, you know, you have Superman and John show up, and John basically says, "What up, cuz?" At the end, I'm like, "All right, I'll go with it." Uh, it it's I, funny I don't too. Even, the thing is, I don't even know the transition of everything that happened at the end of this thing, where she goes and starts smashing away at Gandello, freaking uh, creates some heat vision to do something. Then all of a sudden, the the axe is there, and this melted portion become like. All of this was just yeah. all at once came at you, and I could not follow the progression of what was supposed to be happening. Even when the mm. platform of this, you know, ice barrier, the circular thing with the axe in the middle, started raising up out of the ground, I'm like, 
I, I, I don't get any of this. Like, no. what is happening right I, I'm now? I'm telling you, with all of this, where we get to the end, Superman, he's got quite the package there. He has a Thank weird you. look on his face. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm not Superman. John. Sorry. No, you are not. You're no, <laughs> nowhere near. Uh, but I, I'm glad the story's kind of over, and we're going to go off to do some things and maybe resolve all this in the House of L United. Well, it's such a weird idea. We fought Gandello, one person within the circle who ordered the de- – actually, yeah. the person behind it ordered a death I, of Krypton. I'm telling but- you, it wasn't hitting that great. No. So, you know, maybe it's for the best. I told you I'm worried that this book will be canceled once this Rogozar stuff is even the idea is, that Gandello you know, showed up herself after all of this time. Like, none of this – there was no reason for any of it. But I just want to know where, where Xander is. He's, he's left on that planet. Left, he's he got there. left behind. Yeah, he, he's you know, Kirk Cameron. Where, where is Kirk Cameron? He's there. Probably you doing something do awful. Where's Rambo? I don't leave anybody behind. He'll go back if he does. <laughs> He'll backtrack and get your ass back. That's Rambo. But yeah, by the end of this, I know that Dan on the site really, really liked it. I think that a lot of it was because we're done. Yeah. And he does like, and I, that's the thing. I like the characters in this. I like what Mark and Draco does, just dialogue and things like that. But I need more and I need to get away from this Rogozar stuff. It, it wasn't hitting. So I'm going to give this a 6.5 out of 10. What do you give it? Um, because the art was half decent, even like with the, 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 I'm telling you, the problem I have with it is the continuation of like what is going on yeah. with during that battle towards the end. Like it all became kind of confusing to me for like this whole idea that it started pulling up out of the ground. I had trouble following it, so that's my biggest problem with the art. But overall, the story is just not exactly there. I like the idea that we're finally getting ahead to this whole like confrontation with Rogozar, like we saw at the end of the last issue of Superman. I like all that, especially that Kara's going to get involved because for some reason I didn't expect that from where we left yeah. at that. But uh, I can't give this more than a six out of 10. And that's trying to be positive because yeah. I do like the character. It's just a lot of stuff that was set up, even in the last issue was ignored to tell, all right, we need to have Kara act a certain way here, whether or not we did like dealt with the situation in the last issue. So it just, Let's get angry because we need angry Kara. Oh, wait, she's too angry. Axe be damned. You know, it's like I have to expel the anger because I'm Supergirl. It was a little too much, and I didn't enjoy the issue as much as I wanted to. Yeah, well, we're going to move on to the next issue. I didn't enjoy that much either. That's a trend. Catwoman number 11, written by Joel Jones, art by Fernando Blanco, Hugo Pesci. That didn't want to deal with what we dealt with in the last issue. John Calise and Seda Timofante. You're, you're getting me upset, Aaron. That fun time Jimmy's left the building. Where's where, where, fun where, time Jimmy? Yeah. There he went. Fun time Jimmy left. Him and Elvis, they're hanging. Catwoman picks up from last issue's cliffhanger, uh, but that isn't does the it? best start possible because it doesn't. We never get to see how Carlos got into that armored car. Joel Jones is back to introducing a character one issue, then completely forgetting about them the next. This time James. it's James the Art Forger. That's my new deal, James the Art Forger. What, 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 what happened to that mask that they were bidding on at the auction? I think that's what's in the deal. I think that's I thought- that's what I was assumed. Did James take like like hightail it with it at the end? I don't know. I can't see the know. end because it was a deleted scene. If it happened, yeah. This book has attention span issues, and Jones tends to focus on things that aren't important to the story at all, like a premiere to a movie. Red the carpet, art, which baby. has been this series' greatest strength, is a bit off here as well. Uh, but the biggest issue with this all is Eric. It's boring. That's what I say. I, I, I had kind no of fun with it. I had no fun with this. I, I'm have my my big thing is trying to figure out why these people in Villa Hermosa are either deaf, dumb, or both. 
There are gunshots, cars. Well, that's it the, is that's the, the scene. I said in my review, the scene ends up being a combination of the chase scene and Blues Brothers coupled with the scene in Heat. And they're all standing around with their thumbs up their asses. Well, that's the thing and, is, and, and it goes back and forth what what's going on because we are introduced to this whole movie premiere where we have stars walking the red carpet, getting interviewed by people, yeah. and eventually that armored car that we've been following since the last issue, you know, careens into this whole thing, leaving people running until a few pages later, where even we have cops like you know blocking off the area at that point. They're shooting guns. We have people just standing around, like just taking selfies, continuing yeah. interviews while this is going. Laughing. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. There's this one lady with the craziest laughing look on her face where you see right beyond her shoulder where a armored car has crashed into the side of the and theater even- wall. And right above that, we saw that three policemen opened fire yep. on two people with guns. Also, where's the policeman there until they're again there? People disappear from scenes to reappear well, later. I just want to know this whole thing because the setup was, you know, we had this intercut kind of thing throughout the day of Catwoman. And trying to what we thought trying to get this mask that seemed to be the origins of that gem that yeah. like brings people back to life like we see with uh, the Creole yeah. Raina Creole yeah. and her son Adam but it's yeah, it was Adam came never, back wrong it was never <laughs> that fully is realized so when we no. see, like intercut this whole thing to the point where it gets furthest in the future of this whole heist scenario about this mask where we have Carlos stuck in the back of an armored car I don't know if this armored car is legit if somebody has yeah, taken this the is armored a, car my I don't know anything about this. what's going my on we just know that problem. Carlos is stuck in the back and Catwoman yes. has to to get him, but here's the we biggest problem with this Villa Hermosa the armored car. Yeah, and Villa Hermosa set up that the Creoles used to have the cops on the take, but they don't have the now, money. But even now talking about have- that, uh, up until this point, I had no idea that the father was involved. The the, the dead father of a, a Reina Creole, that with the husband, I mean, of a Reina yeah. Creole was anyway involved in any kind of criminal activity. I thought he, she was just using his position as mayor or what senator or whatever it was right. as a way to freaking I still, you know, I, don't even, I still got that. I didn't think that they really say he, he didn't know what the hell was going on in my oh, mind. The, it was the way Raina was talking to her she son just about this whole thing, now. you're your father's son. You need to go and get some stuff here. Yeah. Like I, I seemed like he was no, in I on think this whole she's criminal saying, empire. No, I actually like. think she's saying you're your father's son. You go get elected so that I can go and do the shit that I did before. I actually think she's saying you do what your father did that's your role you get elected you become the mayor you become the senator and then i get to go back and and live the high life even though the setup before that was this this woman is on the lamb she ran at one point they went in to talk to ilsma and said to him in jail we know you're getting money from the creoles we're gonna use that to bust their asses because they're gonna and oh you think we're that dumb i'll be out of here in a second they're going around in a limo with with vanity plates. I mean, they're, they're, there's zombies. no shame to their game. <laughs> they have just shown up back. And at one point, we thought she was in South America, uh, you know, trying to figure out how to get treatments because she was on the run. Yeah. Next thing you know, she, she's, uh, you know, living the high life in the limo. I, I just I don't understand. And nothing is set up in this book. These characters just show up like James, the you know, the art forger. He'll probably come back four issues from now and, and somehow explain we'll, something. Well, no, he'll come and just say things that won't mean anything. We don't know what the armor car and where I was going with this originally before we had that aside. But it, it dealt with that. The idea that people were on the take confuses this issue of is this armored car legit is Catwoman going and getting this armored car because she wants what's in it 
Or is she getting it because these bad butts, Eric, I say, Carlos are, got are stuck inside. It. Carlos is stuck inside. Why he can't open the back door, maybe? Catwoman, this is an armored car. The Catwoman just punches through the windshield. Oh, not even windshield. that. She, she elbows the windshield and then kicks it in with one yeah. kick to you, get you inside something. I'm like, this cars. is bullet-resistant glass. This is, yeah. you know, I make mean, sure that, that people can't a, shoot through. That's what like are you doing? a reality thing, but you you're, you got to follow some rules. And while this is going on. Did, she, did you know, did Joelle Jones, like, write herself into a corner realizing, oh, fuck, how's Catwoman going to get into this thing How once she gets up How do you write yourself there? into a corner when there's not much <laughs> written? I mean, each issue has ended up with – pretty much five to six pages in the middle of just people zipping around and punching and nothing. And and it doesn't make sense. Are these guys going like, where are the police chasing them? The police end up chasing Catwoman. So I don't know if they're on the up or they're, uh, you know, if they're legit, I don't know. And that's a big problem and, and a big problem with a lot of these, but tell me about it while I call there. Well, the whole thing, too, on top of it, we have Rain and Krill showing up trying to tell her son, who was trying to be elected for mayor, the idea that, look, look, since your father died and the whole arrest going on, we can't do what we used to be able to do. So I need you to go and become mayor, grease some you know, palms, make the, the police yeah. force and whatever, realize you are your father's son so we can get back in the game. And when he's too scared not to say no at this point because you have his brother who's a goddamn monster at this point and his mother's threatening him there with Catwoman's whip. I'm like, yeah. he gets out of the car and we have another guy who says, pardon me, pushes him and gets in the car. I'm like, who the fuck was that now? Yeah, I, I don't I, there, know. There's so much going on in this without us being able to see it, though. I'm like, why are you keeping everything a secret? Even with James the Art Forger, the idea that we have this, like when we had, uh, what was that? V, what's that guy's name? V-Ram? Who yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yep, had that issue that I actually enjoyed because it was an art. It was a heist kind of deal, which I'm like, we don't get enough of that with Catwoman anymore. And I wanted to see more of that. I thought we were going to go along those lines when we started this arc, but... I don't know what happened to what they're stealing, who's involved, how we got to any certain point, or why everybody in Villa Hermosa doesn't run at the sound of gunfire or a goddamn yeah, accident. I, I, yeah, because then what you have, like I said, it's the Blues Brothers. There's uh, police cars on their their top. They're spinning. You have Wonder gunfire. Still, like, you know, knocked over a gigantic statue in order to just hit one police car as they yeah. make their escape. And, like, and they legitimately get out. There is rubble from a bunch of the building that they hit on the red look carpet. There's two guys just you, standing right by talking to <laughs> These <laughs> criminals get out. Look as far as I know, police are firing. The one, the one guy wants to hand somebody something there. You see him? It looks like he's got a chocolate bar. I think he's just taking bar. a selfie. I think he's got a chocolate bar. Look at the lady, though, on the right there. She just got the craziest smile on her face. And that's look, where Carlos and Nobody told this person not to look at the camera. So then Carlos and Catwoman run through. These stupid people from the TV, that there is the story of a lifetime going on right there, right in the, excuse me, Catwoman, do you have anything to say about this movie? Really? Like, like that's what you're going to do only to set up where you have this one girl, she ends up getting her shoe kicked. I mean, it, it, it's the worst Rube Goldberg, you know, contraption type thing happening where you don't need it. Why are you worrying about that? Tell me about these characters. Make me care about what's going on in Villa Hermosa. Tell me the rules of this town and what you're playing with. You just keep throwing things at us, but no, no progression. There, there's nothing going on. We end this with basically Kevin. What did they grab something out of the deal? We don't know. What do they have? What? Nothing. 
They're just like, hey, are you dead? Yeah, I'm fine. Let's get in the police car. Let's get out of here. Now the police are chasing them and you have LMS go over and, uh, you know, go to the pawn shop. And that's where you yeah, know, it was like the detective Yomas is going to have the, the Cre- he's there to send the Creels message that you don't mess with yeah. the Creels. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. The Creels who are driving around in limos with a zombie in the back seat when they're supposed to be on the run or arrested. So yeah, and and just drive. This is the best. I know that like, I the whole have thing a, too. I, it's like Linda's in the pawn shop. I guess we're gonna go and kill Linda so everybody sees. You know, Carly's no, yeah. and let's get mad at Kevin. Yeah. Like, what did I do getting involved with you? Yeah, Selena, I shouldn't you have gotten involved with these people. And the worst part yeah. is too. Where's Maggie at this? That's point? the thing. Is Maggie should, should just be, be upstairs. Yeah, because yeah. Linda was yeah. watching her. Yeah, she should be there. Also, I just I need to have. I want to go off to uh, Villa Hermosa. I need to see these. Uh, you know these ads when they have this election where you think that the creels don't like zombies well they're sons of they he ends up he is there oh you're your father's son he is in the middle at one point he's like illness you, you shouldn't come here um yeah you know but, it, but he, he's taking eight steps from that he is running for you know office where he's there with a cop that just got arrested yep. because his mom and him were on the take and doing this then he goes out to his mom that's supposed to be on the run and they're, they're looking the fugitive of the and a zombie hey what are they doing this book is it's nonsense it, it's i'm there. telling you the worst part is too when you know when uh when Raina goes to threaten her son because he doesn't want to play ball, like you ungrateful <laughs> shit, I brought you into this world. She has him by the face while Yomas is on to the side of him, putting gun in his head. Then all of a sudden, yeah. you have his younger brother Adam, the zombie, Adam's like crawling up between yeah. his legs, putting his head. Like, what the fuck is happening? I know, what's going limo? on? Get out of that limo! Just I'm all blue faced and gross. I'm never going in a limo again in my life. No, 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 really, no, 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 don't don't blame this for that. I need that to see where they circle <laughs> well, there's, around. There's way more reasons. Please. that you're never going no. into a limo <laughs> than this book. <laughs> it might be all financial. <laughs> Just tell me, though, that we get an extended scene next issue where out of nowhere, the limo goes by. Adam is up with like big. He's Tom Hanks. He's having to be up through the room. <laughs> at the skylight. Hey, he's yelling out at <laughs> the, the window. Sunroof, I mean. Wouldn't that be great? It's big Adam. Just it's drooling that blue shit everywhere. Uh, <laughs> blue shit flying out of his mouth, going on things. Now, it, it is a combination of yet another movie. It is the big Turner and Hooch. You have that shit flying out like Hooch had. Oh, it'd be so So good. he's big and Hooch? <laughs> yes. Turner, big and Hooch is what I'm going to call it. I need that book. But yeah, the, what are you doing? You were just, it's like she is making the most craziest fucking gumbo I've ever seen. Like anything I was happy in that, about this book when it was announced. I, when I even when it first it. came out, I thought yeah, there could be some really oh, cool we, stuff. It took a I turn when Maggie showed up and it showed the continuity and it was strong and everything was yeah. going on. I said in my review and it's, I'm trying not to be mean and, you know, being a, t- but not really me. this book is only a delivery system for the latest art germ variant cover. That's all it, it is. It really is. That's what it is. And so when you get to the end, people are going to look at this because this book sells, but it, a lot of it's these variants. So at the, the people, man, why'd that Catwoman get canceled? This thing was sold 60, 70,000. It's not because of the book. And pretty much anybody, I think, that wanted – like, where is this Catwoman going back to Batman? I, and I only think that this well, is this a placeholder. this is the same Catwoman as far as I'm concerned because it it's not I'm only did Catwoman and Batman take out three flashes. She yeah. also was able to elbow in a goddamn bolt-resistant armored yeah, car windshield. Cat God. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. So by the end, I do think that this series has in mind. They went to Joel Jones. There is, you know, maybe a limited deal like, hey, it's a placeholder until something goes on and we figure out what's going to go on with Tom King's run at the end with Batman and Catwoman. And until then, we'll just throw these variant covers in there so that it sells. I, it just, it's not good. The art's good. But the art, it's two artists. It does the get jarring good. at points uh, because of these two arts going back and forth. Uh, usually when you have that sort of thing, it is like a, a flashback type deal. This isn't. It's just at points, you know, there's this other art. I don't know what was changed maybe to, to warrant that, but uh, I give it a five. You mean the, you, you mean before there was something happened where we could have had a, a cohesive story at, that at made sense with the last weird. issue? Uh, the, the, the issue before like, This changed. reads way too well. Let's get another artist in like, here, do what? something different, fuck it all Wait up. Wait a minute. I know this, James, the art forger. Something's wrong. Something's afoot here. <laughs> I know these characters. Wait a second. Not, Not on, on my, my watch. watch. Yeah. So, DC editorial. Uh, yes, really. <laughs> Hashtag DC editorial. Uh, yeah, it's... it's. What'd you give it? I you give said it fuck five. you five? Just, no, just standard five. I, I okay, because like I'm giving so it a standard, standard. 4.5 because <laughs> I like the art in this more than I I'm like Wonder Woman, which I didn't Jimmy. like. And yeah. the thing is, the, the story which I was really into originally went nowhere and doesn't seem like the writer is able to continue knowing what she wanted to write to begin with. So yeah. by the end, I'm like, I was very upset with this because I went into thinking, I want to learn more about James E.R. I, I did not say that, but I wanted a continuation of a decent well, Catwoman story. Well, you want to know the characters that. in your book. I'd like to. Also, I want to. I, I just, just like want, to know what the story is. I don't know I what this mask and this gem is and how too, they work together. I just want to point out too where where you have certain tropes that people use, and the last issue was the trope of out of time storytelling. How did that work out? This is what I said when we were talking. Like this better mean something. Like you can't just throw that in because your story has nothing and you want to confuse people with smoke and mirrors. So when you go to this, that didn't do anything. You just got no. confused then, and now you have nothing here. And so there, so there. Are we Turns done? out I we- didn't know the timeline of events there from all that out of time storytelling because maybe no. that James the Art Forger stuff doesn't happen till later. I don't know. Maybe. It's out of time. But but you think that they're chasing that thing? <laughs> I don't to fucking get there. know. I, I wish that we were out of time. I could go home, Eric, and I'm home. Out of time, everybody. <laughs> Looks like uh, life problems have gotten in the way. Uh, that's I call this uh, my wife. I, her nickname's Life Problems now. She's always getting in the way. She came in while we were talking. I forget what book with her goddamn notes. Shoving <laughs> these notes in my, my face. Are you picking up Ethan? And I gave, I just gave her, I gave her what you will know what I'm talking about. And I think it'll make you giggle. I gave her the Roger Butterscotch shrug. That's what I gave her. <laughs> you know, you know, the I, th- worst part about that is I actually associate that more with the Logan now. Yeah, well, it is Logan as well. But that's what I gave her. And then she shook her head and left. Oh, so mad. I just did it to myself. It's good. Uh, <laughs> it is good. She got, I'm like, I, I, you know, I pick them up every, every day. This is what happens. Why, why is, walking home. Why is, like why is, today, why is today different? Uh, I, I don't understand. Uh, butterscotch shrug, Eric. But he had to be picked uh, up 15 minutes ago, Jim. No, no, no. We still have plenty of time. Life problems, a.k.a. Tanya, is not going to get in the way. No, we still have, we have plenty one of time because, you know, Wonder, Wonder Twins. It's going to take yeah, a lot of time. Yeah, we have one last it? deal. Wonder Twins number four. And now it's time to get serious, Eric. Uh, I don't, don't know if I that. told you before. Uh, earlier... There might have been mention of a fun time Jimmy. He wasn't around then. Now, You're a fucking now, writer at DC Comics? Now Can't make up your it's fun time Jimmy. That the, the, Mr. DC editor is now a character. Uh, he's like, what? That don't make sense. 
keep going with it. There you go. I'm in. I'm in with the deal. I saw Tony Isabella. He doesn't like the DC editorial. They, they I'm don't exhausted have from your mood They don't swings. have enough res- respect for him, Eric. Tony Isabella. He, he, he blocked us today. The creator of Black oh, you, Lightning. You were kind of harsh, blocked. but he is a fucking dick, so it doesn't really matter. Yes. He was a dick, and I may have told him to hit the gym. And then he probably should have said, I will come on over here, Jim. Oh, then my. I'd say, you know what? Solid gold right there. That's some humor you got going. Give me your address. I'll be yeah, right uh, there. At one point, he said that he might even aspire to run someday. And I said, I saw your picture. You better make that a reality now, buddy. Why are you fat shaming people? <sighs> I don't know. Because I'm a self-hater, Eric. I've put on some pounds. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm like Ben was. Remember, we worked with this guy, Ben. And it, I'm telling you, if I gained a half a pound, this guy was on it. Oh, look at you, fatty. And he was not nice. He, he, didn't saying, he was corners. also like 22 years old. He didn't mince words. And what I tell him? I said, yeah, I'll, wait till you get my age. I mean, really, when you hit 80, shit goes wrong. But I said, you're going to get older. You'll see. Oh, no way. Well, what, did, what did you tell me a couple you know, weeks ago? I, I started looking at a few pictures of him. Rick, hey, he, he's been like yeah. away now. He's worked on a new job for a yeah, couple years now. He, he's putting on some pounds, that boy. Yeah, he's a big fan. <laughs> I hope he listens to this and he hears it. Yeah, I got you. I remember one time specifically where I was reaching up to get something and my shirt pulled up and he laughed, said I had a belly. <laughs> And I get so mad. I actually was going to throw it down with him. I was going to fight that motherfucker. I liked him, though. I, I really did like them. Wonder Twins, number four. I hope he gets so fat he dies. Written by oh, Mark shit. Russell. Art by Stephen Byrne. Letters by Dave Sharp, Eric. Are those sharp letters? Do you think he uses a Sharpie? The book has a severe identity crisis going on. Mark Russell seems to be writing about whatever comes to his mind at that moment, and this issue was just wordy and pretty boring. It's a shame because I like Jaina and I love Zan. I think Zan is a breakout character and I think that Mark Russell has finally found the character that he writes that I love. And I mean, I'm telling you, one of my favorite characters right now. Uh, But why aren't we using their powers more? Why is Gleek even in the book? It all looks great, but it just doesn't have direction or notice purpose well, that's and the thing it's for the most part you could, you could substitute uh, Zan and Jaina in here with pretty much anybody else and have the same book yeah, yeah. that's what the problem yeah. is yeah, and, and you don't even need to have them have superpowers because no. the superpowers really haven't come into play. Uh, you had the idea that they're interning. This could be, the, you know, sugar and spike at this point. Yeah, really. Please don't do that. <laughs> I mean, really. Now, now you got a monkey paw of monkey paws. I, I ended up like you're there and one of the things was, hey, this will be cool. They're, they're interning at the Hall of Justice. Yeah. The interning at the Hall of Justice only pops up as an excuse for the twins at, at points or when they need to get a, an issue forced at them like Superman last issue. So th- they're not doing anything. They're just kind of there. You have the idea that this, y- you've only gone a couple issues. I really wish that you had more of a, uh, like some things like maybe you'd have the, uh, Winter prom, the winter dance. Now, I need to know how far we are in the school year that we don't have. But also, I just need them to do something and stay consistent within the characters. You have where's Jaina the thunderlust? Well, there, where's the thunderlust? You have Jaina who, at one issue, which I can only assume was a month ago, maybe, where she just shows up. She doesn't want to talk to people. She does the announcements. Now, did the announcements work? Because now she's just like, I need to hit the town. I need to get myself a man. And, and I need this. to find I need me a to man date. at the science contest and then when she's Yeah, and when she's going with this dating thing, it, she she doesn't feel awkward to me. Even on the date, 
it's more push that the date's a piece of crap than well, she that's the thing is, is. She's just kind of standing know, there. What's while her the character? Date, red flag, the villainous jock bro yeah. guy that's dating her for this one yeah. date. He just pretty much talks so you know that he's a bad guy through and through, just yeah. not for being a villain while Jaina just yeah. kind of sits there. And then there. again, these are the guys. Here's the thing where we talked about Wonder Woman earlier. G. Willow's like, oh, I'm going to get this character. Now, it's weird because I think what Mark Russell does he tells his messages straight through the characters. Like, you know what I mean? You have a message going on that's a broader message in Wonder Woman. Mark Russell uses his book in this in particular to throw to throw shade at people he doesn't like. Like, I'm telling you, I could think that there is somebody who would pick this up and realize that in high school they were this red flag character. Mark Russell's like, I'm going to show this guy. And then, oh, you know, I went on a date one time and the person went back on the, I'm going to get that. And everything is just... The characters aren't characters. They're more caricatures with a message attached. That You know, a guy shows up just to be the bro jock asshole. You know, then you have this person show up just to be the the floozy who's, you know, uses people to get back with her own. But stuff like that. And it's it, it, it doesn't go well each issue. When you get to the next issue, because there's not much of a grand scheme here, it's it seems really thrown together and scattered. But I like some of the moments. I, I like. Saw, I'm telling you, Zan is like you said, the breakout He's character. Great. Just the idea where we have an entire issue about you know Jana and Zan wanting to be you know people who go out on dates, and they both get dates. You know, Jana with this guy who happens to be a supervillain, and Zan with a girl that he really likes, who secretly, not even secretly, in my mind, kinda, it yeah. just so happens that she is still kind of pining for her ex, who happens to be at the same movie theater as they are during the date and she gets through it but zan is just so happy to be able to go out with somebody and have a good time yeah. go have dinner and then watch a movie and again movie, this a is a movie the called thing, gun like, cop which he really yeah. wants to see he just is happy to be out he's doing happy stuff. Like, and, you know and what, this is zan, where you, you are the guy Mark like Russell this, this a, would yeah. this would wreck normal people the idea because didn't this happen to you when you went out on a date along the lines yeah, yeah, simply yeah. like this but just imagine if you took yeah, it the girl started crying about her ex-boyfriend because the movie reminded her of him I'm like, really? Really? Uh, but no, with that, though, even that all seems I thought to of be like, this. It, that's the reverse shade of, hey, look, Zan's getting in the friend zone, but that's what he wants. He wants to be a friend. And it's See, just, it turns out the friend just, zone, it's not a problem as long as, you know, being friends. What's wrong with that? Yeah, he, he wants friends. And then he, I like the explanation where he's like, listen, like, we could have yeah. smooched. We could have smooched for three weeks, but, could've you know, friends yeah. last forever. And I, but I want this is where I think that we're missing out on something in this, though. I need to know why Zan like last issue was. And, and unfortunately for him, Jaina ended up kind of alluding that Superman said it. Last issue was Zan saying, hey, you know what? People should get along. The best thing to do to be a hero is to be good. And and she even said a wise man told me and all that. But with that, Zan I need to know why. I need to see and know why Zan is doing this though, and why he's wiser. And and play off the idea. It's because he has. It's almost like he's a clean slate on Earth. He has not been tainted by the awfulness of people on Earth. But you don't push that. Plus, you have Gleek for no reason. And even where I, I'm wondering why this girl shows up. Hey. Is that your monkey? Yup. Yeah, you take him everywhere, don't you? Only where I can. Sometimes there's health uh, code issues. Is that just so that he can't take him to the the movies? Uh, I guess. Why did that come up? Why would why would that even come up? 
You, I, I you think have, it was just supposed to be a joke. You know what it is, though? But I don't think it is. I think that he wants to explain why we're not going to see Gleek a lot. I, I don't think there's a joke because in the cartoon, the joke would be that he is everywhere, that they're at a restaurant and there's Gleek eating spaghetti and stuff like that. The joke wouldn't be, yeah, I would, but you know, there's health code issues that I, I have to get in triplicate. And there, there's a, a laugh. But yeah, I just think it's to explain why he's not in the rest of the issue when that's one of the things. That's a draw here. Don't, don't you know, this is basically handicapping another hero, like we said, in a, in a weird way, because that's you want a fun book and there's that. But you also have Philomath and yeah, you know, all Philo Matt, the new him. member of the League of Annoyance, who is yeah. at the supervillain mixer that's going on tonight that and Red Polly. Flag has taken Jaina to as a date. Yeah. And even that, Polly's there. Yeah. She's, what yeah. is this? <laughs> just, I'm saying, I'm looking at this. Like, think of that where. Everything that's thrown out there is so surface level, right? And you're punching you in the oh, face. Oh, I agree. I'm telling you, I'm looking you, at the super villain What are you doing, Polly? I'm actually not me... even there yet. I'm going the beginning that we forgot to say that she's going on and on about how the internet can become a thing and get crazy. And uh, all right, now you're going to have a, a thing about the internet and things like that. It, it, it was such a weird idea that we had to explain her science project for the fair. Yeah. And, like, and I'm telling you, hey, well, you saying, can prove because it, it's like, only well, forced to go later. That? Yeah, it's just going to be that you're going to have a sentient internet that'll eat either get mad at the awful people on Twitter and throw them it's not, up. It's not going to be, it's not going to be kind of like there with the scrambler and using, you know, you know, Philo mass, you know, whole cloud solution with mm, polymass whole you, internet solution. In. I mean, he's, he's pretty much, this is right. I'm, I'm just looking at the superhero stuff. mixer and getting angry because my, this is supposed to be a joke because we have the league of annoyance who are the second tier, actually maybe third or fourth tier below the Legion of doom because they're big nothings. Mm. But I'm like the supervillain mixer where you have scarecrow and you have Mr. Freeze, you have toy man who I love. You don't see enough of, but Gigantic. I'm like, you have these A-listers. Now there is Kite Man here as well, but I'm yeah. like, why, why are you just going to make fun of these villains, which I love and take seriously? Yeah, you know, it's know. like even the idea I that know. this kid from high school has but invited that's what I'm saying, this- Jaina here as a date yeah. because he's secretly the villain Red Flag. I'm like, ah, yeah, whatever, who, man. Who basically <sighs> likes to argue with servers at restaurants. Even Pr- like Prometheus that. is here, and I have to assume yeah, it's the Steve him. Orlando just, Prometheus. He looks but- like if you're there, if he gets a cigarette, he's smoking like a badass. Sure I, is. I, I, going back, I'm just looking at, at Polymath, and she's like, hey – they're, they're like, okay, Polymath, what is your science project on? Oh, it's on the internet. Who sounds edgy. Uh, what? And, and then the, the big thing, this is the worst. She's like, my theory is that the internet is in a dream state. Right now, we tell it what to see and hear. It's taking in all these random sights and sounds and doesn't know why. I, it has yet to understand that it is a conscious being. But one day, the internet will wake up. Eric, it will, quote, get woke and just like any conscious brain it'll start telling us what to look at and listen to in short the internet is alive the comment from the teacher crap in a hat he says that's his exclamation crap in a hat hat. i I don't understand and uh, man you're gonna get an a plus if that's true how are you gonna prove that she's like no there'll be problems but yeah everything's scattered going on the the big thing is he has a good story there as well between her and Philo, her father, who has to end up working for Lex. But even that gets convoluted and I'm gets dark you, I, I, where it's they a end weird up killing where, her mom. Exactly, where he has created this whole thing. But it seems that he's working for Lex Corp during this whole deal where he perfects he's it. always to worked the point- for Lex. I know, He's I'm always saying, but, but worked we're, for we're, Lex. I'm saying, but the thing is where Lex then goes and says, oh, you created this thing. Give yourself a 2% raise. But later yeah. on, he owes Lex money for this work that he was working on for Lex Luthor for his company. And yeah, now because, because Lex got sued. Out, 
It's just because it all went idea. wrong, and, and he got sued. And he's blaming him for everything. Like, the, everybody yeah. went, then like everybody who wanted this technology or was mad about the technology went after him and ended up killing his yeah. wife. I'm like, yeah. it just seems like a weird thing where he's stuck working for the League of Igno- Annoyance now when he was just kind of working yeah, it's, for it's Lex. A Lex. It's a Lex Luthor, uh, you know, what's it called? Suicide Squad thing. You have to you pay off your debt by working with them now. And, uh, you know, that was spelled out before. But the whole big thing in my mind, what he kind of alluded to is if he doesn't, he's also going to kill Polly. So it, it ended up with one of those. Right, Polly, though, this, this is where these this issue is more scattered than me when I'm not on my medicine, Eric, because then you go and you have, you know, these dates being set up. They're all happy. You know, even Jan is happy. Jane is happy. Zan's happy. Oh, you want to go, Polly? Oh, no. Hey, let's walk you home. You even get the idea that maybe by the end, Zan and uh, Polly will get together and, and be a couple because they're, you know, they just meet here. But uh, you have a three headed wolf mascot out of nowhere for some yeah, reason. What's that about? Yeah, I don't know. But then you have the, the whole Cerberus deal. This entire time, I don't, I just I didn't don't pick know. Up on it. I don't know. But then you have Polly, and like, yeah, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna walk alone. This is Eric smoking time. She's yeah. like, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna walk, and I'm, I like thinking of things, and that's okay. She's t- thinking as she's walking home, and pretty much like you thought that you came up with time travel one point, but then was shocked out was of really that stoned. whole yeah. deal. Yeah, you 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 claim to this day that you did invent time travel, but then you were shocked out of it. You can't remember. Nope. She uh, she has come out with the complete solution for testicular cancer. This sure will has. save many men's lives. The reason she doesn't remember it is because men are pieces of shit Why, and end up catcalling. She ain't no holler back girl. She gets all confused and forgets what would have saved mankind. And I can only Probably imagine these two guys. Guy. These two guys have you know testicular cancer and, and i'm like where where is this coming from you know I, I mean, funny. really yeah that, but it's it's hey nothing uh, funnier than cancer nothing funnier than finding out that her mother was murdered and she's talking testicular cancer and the thing and is guys i, I with, might be hey, baby you're I, I, don't spend a lot of, I don't spend a lot of time in cities you know right now in my life and the whole idea where this whole stereotype of cat calling construction workers. I didn't yeah. realize that was still a thing I, in 2019. I really think that it, construction workers unite. Please get there and say, listen, I ain't cat calling. Nobody does this. And yeah, there's assholes everywhere. Why, why does it have to be the stereotypical poor construction guy? He's just building a building. That's all he's doing. He's is not he? bothering. Like he, well, he he's hardly working. He's, not working he hard. Is, well, yeah. He's, well, he, he's working hard now because Polly walked by. Badoom, Eric. Oh, where, where's my Gilbert? That's uncalled for. Hey, I'm saying, but that's how bad it is. Why is this here? What the, the, it is? We wasted. A half one and a half pages to sit there. You know, testicular cancer is from the production of testosterone, and then the tumors are nascent. But then you get the twelve percent inhibitor of the blood. Hey, hot butter, what's going on? Going down there? You're the only ten I see. Yeah, I don't want to get too old. That's all it is. I'm telling you, I'm so tired of, of these books being a vehicle to just, I don't know, to get patted on the back where I, I want to start a Twitter deal. I am now the construction workers league and I'm going to tell them that I'm a very respectful construction worker. I go to work with my lunch pail, Eric, and I have one of those sandwiches, like an Ed Norton sandwich. This thing is like seven feet Delicious. long. And you know what I do? 
I give it away to the homeless. I, I cut it up and give it to them every day. I'm a good person. I, oh, yeah. I just happen to be very good at construction. And yeah, that's where it is. I just I've seen your life. You must be really good at deconstruction. Yeah, yeah <sighs> really. Uh, that's what I believe I've been doing all night on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Deconstructing the stats. Uh, but yeah, so you're getting all these things thrown and you do end up again. This is where you end up going back to the Hall of Justice for no reason. They're there. You have Superman. He looks like he's, you know, punching asteroids in there with a, a weird deal. Everybody has to, he's there Putting just on to soft tell. jazz for some reason, mm. tell them to well, take the night off. Yeah, that's the thing. He has to be there just to tell them to take the night off because, you know, us heroes, we, we need a night off. And thankfully, tonight is the Legion of Doom's big villain mixer. And like you said, we haven't, I know that this is, Wonder Twins, you know, it, it, it is a funny, jokey characters, whatever, but you are just throwing these characters in and making them just ridiculous. And this yeah, is supposed jokes. to be in continuity and things like that. And it's just, this is one of the books too, that makes me pull back and then think about like, is that young justice? Cause it's part of this universe and whatnot. And I, I just, it's nonsense, but yeah, well, I just you, know you that Superman or I was, it was, it, I think it was action comics where they was talking to the question, how he's going to have these wonder twins come work with the question over Sam yeah. Lane's body. Yeah, they, while were. In the they, ended up, they were, they were watching him at that point. They they ended up going, they said. So, yeah, yeah, that. But, yeah, and then you go Red Flag, and these dates go wrong. Red Flag's a piece of crap, embarrasses Jaina, but also it's just basically Jaina wants a good guy. She should meet me, Eric. I, I don't know if you know this, but if you if you get to know yeah. me, you'll fall Why wouldn't a high school me. kid want to date you? <laughs> Damn right. I don't know why. <laughs> so you get, and he's just like, what? I asked for garlic knots, not garlic knots. And he's like, take it back. And then, hey, did you tip? Tip with that service? And that's the joke. Yes, you. Then it's the joke. No, I, I always tip. That's something I always do. But yeah. Uh, and, and so then you have. Yeah, I'm and then not ordering the best a part, drink at the Chinese buffet because I'm going to eat freaking broad drink no broth. Way. But I will that's, always tip. That's, that's no tip. That's, this, that is I'm actually. I'm going to spend my tip money on drinks. No, this is the thing. That's a tip for you all. That's a tip for everyone. Don't get a drink at the Chinese Drink buffet. wonton broth. Get the wonton broth. It's a very salty, hot drink that you'll love. Uh, yeah, so then you go and Zan, he's watching, you know, the, the movie. Gun he's cup. having a great, yeah, gun cup. He's having a grand old time and ends up getting swag. the fact that he can get gun cop t-shirts at yeah, the theater. Right but this away. has never happened at my theater. Uh, this is also, bullshit. He, he's got a bow tie, he's a little smart looking bow tie. I like him. I like everything about him. I think he's written I'm really you, Zan good. is the highlight. He, a lot of the stuff this is, is like there. you talked to for the idea of like, here's a vehicle situation so I can do whatever thing I want to do, like about social justice or yeah. whatever the thing is. Zan in this whole Ming, like, you don't want to, you want to put down the idea of the friend zone because it is a whole nonsense idea. Like, yeah. oh yeah, you got put in the friend zone. But in order to get there, I had a great time with Zan himself and the idea that he's just a really good guy. I I'm did, like, but the weird you, thing Zan. about it is, though, it's like Mark Russell doesn't want to get too crazy with things. So you do like have the the guy getting back with the girl. He's crying. He's trying to get back. And you know what I'm saying? It's like it's not even like this guy is bad either. And it's no. not really the friend zone, but we'll go with it. But I like the idea. He just wants to be friends. I do like it where you have this guy crying to his date, you know, the ex boyfriend and he's there and he he uh, trevor Psst, trevor he's like what you want some popcorn that's great and then they I start making out so and I, I really wanted it, him to and turn Dad, he's just enjoying gun cop. well i'm telling you i wanted him to turn and see them making out like 
you're missing it, guys. <laughs> you're not looking. But yeah, you they've been going. The he's like part. waving. He's waving. He's like, hey, had a great time, guys. This was awesome. And yeah, you have uh, red flags. Like, you get in the friend zone. And he's got the, the finger guns going because he's a douchebag. And he, yeah, I'm telling you, if he was allowed, Mark Russell would have this guy vaping. Uh, you end up where they go off and say, it's like, hey, that's what I want to be. You know, I don't like the smooching until I fall in love. I want it to be friends. She's going to be friends. I'll call her. I'll call old Trevor, whatever his name is. We're friends now. And uh, so they leave. And then out of nowhere, I know that, you, you know, you have Red Flag being a jerk and all that. They do bump fists at this point where you have hey sis i'll see you at the you know at the science fair boy blah, blah, blah. they bump fists but then he uses that as the wonder twins activate and it doesn't make sense because zan leaves he i didn't see him turn into any water i'm telling anything. you we, it, we didn't see I this in the first too. issue though like all of a sudden you know zan just turned into some ice so he could be a part of the hockey team you know it just yeah, seems like yeah. they're able to do whatever they want with their powers yeah, and it seems we like they don't one have point, to do that exactly much, we but, did get one point where they did do that which i did appreciate but it doesn't seem like they have to and, in this and all I all I have to say is you get a cliffhanger where you finally in pretty much second, third time in all these pages uh Jana, uh, you know, transforming. She transforms into a leopard. She could have just walked away. There's no reason. She's yeah, trying to she, get there as she's fast She's getting as there possible. fast, but that, that's Out what of there. this powers, that's what the powers are for. That that's all that they're used for. At one point of the three times they've done this, one was a race to get to see who would win. And, you know, when you had Zan going through the, the, the sewers, why do you why are these the Wonder Twins? You said it already. You don't need to have the Wonder Twins in this book. It could be anybody. And that's a problem. You need to remember what this book is about and then go with your, you know, nonsense or non-nonsense and character. But but you need to have a recognizable team of the Wonder Twins so we go forward because I'd love the Wonder Twins to show up in Young Justice. If all this would be, and, and it may be, all these other books, Dial H, this, you know, Naomi, they all end up on the Young Justice team it's this big team we we use these as a way to learn the characters and the way that even bendis he's gonna at least have them use their powers once i we don't even know people would read this and not even know what the wonder twins power set really is because it's never spelled out it's just out of nowhere she's a cheetah and she's running and that's it and i like the art in this it's just that it's all over the place and it you know at one point you think the story's progressing only to stop to tell a story about why people shouldn't be bullies then you have cat calling guys then you have this that it just it, it never knows what it wants to do and this issue besides zan if you didn't have him this would be like a one i actually the art's good but yeah. that's the only fun i need this book to be more fun he's fun so because of him i'm at a six because i think that he's solid gold uh, solid. and i can i yeah and the art's great i love the art every bit of it but it's just this weird deal of, hey, the League of Annoyance is only there for – it's almost like the Bat Burger menu. It's not doing anything for us. It's just there so that Mark Russell can come up with characters with names that are based on awful properties that they, they show. That, that's all it is to me, and it's just not hitting well anymore. And I really like that Did first issue. But since then, yeah, the first issue I loved. I ended up, I think, gave it an 8.5. Wasn't and that then the second the next, issue with the League of Annoyance? No. No, that's I'm saying I'm I'm saying I like the first issue. And that's yeah. it though. Everything I don't think the League of Annoyance was in that. 
No, I'm not saying I liked it because of the League of Annoyance. I'm saying I only liked one issue. That's right. my whole deal. As I'm saying that the series is now four issues. I only liked one of four. It's not hitting with me. The whole the series. So, uh, yeah, I, what do you give it? I remember giving it a six as well because of how much I ended up liking Xanor. I'm telling you, I was reading this this book and was not thinking, especially when I got to the whole cat call thing, like, I'm going to come up with the idea of t- how to solve testicular cancer. And then the whole idea is taken away because of the cat call. I'm like, you are just so over the top, Mark Russell's yeah. nonsense. But I'm enjoying the art and whole idea that where Zan and Jaina both want to find dates because that's what you do when you're in high school. I'm like, that's fine enough. But Zan, by the end, he was the best of the best. Jaina didn't even seem like she wanted to be there. Just didn't have much to say because we're too busy dealing with Red Flag being a piece of shit for her to really do anything. Yeah. That's the worst part because Jaina doesn't do anything because her date is the biggest piece of shit. While Zan, we focus on him because he is the ultimate good guy. And it was he yeah. is the, the like you said before the gold part of the book and by the end i was happy to have that part of the story it's yeah. just a lot of nothing in between to get there yeah it's a lot of nothing so well art was good though uh, and zan was great yeah he was and yeah the art's really good i i do like it i do think and we didn't even go at one point philo math is talking to the scrambler and he mentions like this whole story about how he was working for lex you had the he had this cloud technology you do have a point where i think is the biggest important part of this where the scrambler is like so you're still working on that cloud technology. I have an idea that, you, and it ends up getting cut off because Polly ends up seeing that her dad is a villain. And I think that what's going to happen is going forward, he's going to end up teaming up and getting Philo to make this technology again. That will probably couple with that internet thing that, you know, Polly's doing and then couple with this, that, and the other thing. But I do think that the scrambler is going to end up trying to pretty much control the world that way. But even then, I, if it is, yeah, there's not a lot of setup and it's just things just happening. But yeah, that is it. We're going to go now. I don't have a theme yet still for the book of the week. Uh, I, I know you want some screaming and some yelling. Uh, I don't but think I said I, any I'll, of those things, but all yeah, right. you said you wanted that one deal where it's somebody just yelling book of the week or whatever it was. You, no, what, you I was talking the about a, a, a drum bass line at one point that lead into what the song was going to be. Yeah, I don't need that. We, I can't figure it out. Uh, and then Now it's too long because then I started singing last time and you're like, no, no, this is too long. If we have a drum and bass intro, this thing's going to be a, a minute long. I was talking about different things. I didn't ever say, ever say, I want people to scream. Yeah, you said, I want something like Flash is what you told me. And I said, I don't know what to do. But yeah, we're going to go off to Book of the Week. All right, Eric, and what is your Book of the Week? My Book of the Week, like I said, when we started reviewing it, is Shazam number five. Mm, I love that book. Yes, indeed. That is mine as well. Uh, Even with a bit of a down issue, still uh, the Book of the Week for me. And here is what we're going to be talking about next week. Next week, not a lot of books. There's not a lot of books at all. Remember, two of these these will be on the Patreon pick by the bed as the Get Fresh Coopy Boop Boop. And they will pick two of those. So you're not going to get a very long podcast. If you need more of that, you know where to get them over to the Patreon. Also, I will just use that as a little bit of a segue before I go into these books. The end of the, the month is a annuals month. And that is always a Patreon only full podcast. So there's another incentive to join up and support us. If you've enjoyed what you heard and we hope that you did. You have Hopefully. Aquaman number 48. Oh, I don't like that book. Batman number 71. Oh, I don't like that book either. Oh, my. <laughs> Skip it's next the, week, everybody. It's the Malkin edition, number 71. High level number four. Me and Pete from NYC will be talking about that. We've enjoyed that enough. Justice League number 24. I'm intrigued to see how that story continues Me on. As well. Naomi number five, Eric. I, I can't wait that to that see what That is the most that. important thing in the DCU and... 
they're promising that the origin will be revealed. I do we remember them promising that a couple times, but we'll see. We'll see. Nightwing number 60, where I originally said that that would be the issue, that one we get Rick, Dick Grayson 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 back. Grayson Rick Grayson ends up being Dick Grayson. I've not read it yet, uh, so I don't Neither know if I. that's the case. It I don't doesn't think it is. seem to be getting no. to there. That maybe you should shoot for like 65, 70. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I, maybe it's 75 now if they want to take it that long. But no, I thought it was 60. Superman number 11. Eric, you, you're looking forward to that? I, I I'm starting. I'm, I'm telling you with the whole idea, because Bendis writes both books and all that jazz, I, I'm starting to get confused between storylines again. If somebody just comes to me and, hey, you ready for Superman? I have to really sit there and think. And pretty As much Superman I just and end John up saying in no. space going to fight Rogue Lazar who went mm. after, you know, Jor-El. Yeah, I, I think they might meet up with Supergirl at some maybe. point. Maybe. That's and what I'm looking forward to. We also have Teen Titans number 30 that we'll talk to Chris about. And that is the that. epilogue of the Terminus Agenda. We didn't get a hold but of not Chris the last time. But not a fiend yet. No, no. So, uh, yeah, I hope that we can get a hold of Chris and, and do that with him. Also, roundabout deal, the first book we talked about, Aquaman number 48, will be with Reggie. So we'll Reg see. I, I haven't even looked to see what books are winning in this deal. I'm guessing that one of the highlights, or not highlights, one of the books that seems to be like a sticking deal is Naomi. And I, I'm going to guess as I, I'm trying to get there, right now, Naomi is killing. Her. Okay. So, yeah. So it looks like if this would end now, it would be Naomi Has and ever Superman. Been on the spot, uh, I don't know. I think it might have been, but it's right now, it's Naomi followed by Superman. Number 11. So we'll see They're how taking that the big books ends. out of there. Uh, All right. Yeah, this is going to be a fun podcast. still Justice League and Nightwing. <laughs> but really, wh while we're saying that is, th there's only five books, four or five books that we're going to have on the regular podcast. So obviously, it's not going to be as long a show. But if you like what you hear now, then, whenever, yeah, you can support us over at Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, as we said a bunch of times You made to pat it out by just pushing record when I'm playing with my action figures so people can hear what we that sounds like for that. like an hour? We, we might find something. Maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll, I'll talk to you about some things, or we'll just treat it. We are going to take, me and you, we're, we're already planning on taking Friday night completely off from any recording, which we don't get to do too often. Often, but we, we tend to like to do to reset the batteries. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. And I say that, and that. I usually get drunk and feel like shit the rest of the weekend. You do that, and I usually end up getting things ready for other podcasts yeah. anyway. But at least I have that time to do it. So I, I don't mind that. Um, but over on Patreon, I don't want to subscribe. We have a, a ton of other shows. Uh, including I already have mentioned earlier that we will probably have our video game podcast coming up this week. We're going to look to do a Necessary Nonsense podcast with an F. Mary Kill with Reggie at some point. This week, me and Reggie have a com uh, cartoon podcast. I have a comics news podcast that I do every single week. And we have all sorts of Marvel, DC, and indie comic podcasts thrown in as well, including the spotlights for each of those that are the big things, in my opinion, to be able to go and join but yeah check it out uh that's about it for tonight i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope you forgive me for getting very very tired eric the tribute's over Thank uh, God. It, it'll be as and and as I you only know myself a couple times well, as you know eric i'm not one to ever hold a grudge no <laughs> so, <laughs> i hold a grudge but i think that singing about you uh, has let me expel the the bad energy and inhale the positive so we'll go forward with this because really what i'm gonna do is that everybody at work yelling at me 
all this nonsense. I'm just going to act like them when you show up the next time. And nobody says a thing. So it's all a, it's all hot water under the brakes for everyone. They never say anything to you. That that actually, I sit there and I wait for the first time any boss comes out and I just sit there. I'm like, please give him half the crap that you gave me about him. And I never hear it. And then I just like, oh, well, whatever. It's like what we said about continuity. And I ain't going to care. Why should I? So there you go. Yeah. But that's it. That's uh, one Eric Shea and the trials and tribulations of being a friend, Eric, a friend, <laughs> in quotes. I, I am his friend. Speaking of which, I thought I saw your sister at Walmart tonight, but Maybe. I, I don't think it was. How do you know what my I, sister I, looks like? I barely do. That's the thing. I was like, eh, if Eric has a sister. I was like, if Eric has a sister, probably looks like that. And then I'm like, nah, it probably isn't. No. I just wanted to bring it up. She's sick of that, bro. Yeah, I got I got. St- Stuck in what was the line to the self-checkout until they decided to close it while I was in line and then had to get in this crazy. Oh, I was so mad. I was so mad. But the podcast is over, Eric. What do we say at the end? Thank you for joining us for this episode. But until next time, have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Play with this toy, play with this toy.